the football and you're listening to Rap Rankings with Mo, or shall I say Mo's and Dan, Triple B and Double R's forever, you know how we get down with the get down, Triple B style, Big Baller Brand is in the building baby, and this how it goes down, y'all gotta listen up, I got something to tell y'all, that Rap Rankings ain't no joke, they keeping it right tight, and if you don't get right, y'all go. So listen up to that rap podcast, man. It's something interesting and entertaining. The double eyes. Keep doing your thing. But big ball is out, baby. And I holla. Sick weighted records. For real, though. Mel is sick. I'm a little down today. I'm a little depressed today. Got a lot of things on my mind bothering me, but I still got to promote my show. Check it out. I went on that trip. I got back. I'll just just rip the Band-Aid off now. My virginity is still intact, folks. Virgin Bell's still here. Didn't lose it. But I did pick up a cold. I got a cold. Sure. I'm pretty In sure fact, it's not uh, today is Thursday. We're gonna have to record the review proper on Friday. We got to give Mel some time to recuperate. Yeah, I've been I've been eating that soup. Will yep. put me on to this apple cider vinegar. You know, and I and I spilled some in my car, and that was just the why. Who makes this vinegar stuff? Whose idea is this to make something so stanky? It's not. It's just unacceptable, and and I but I'm here though, and I know I know what you're all thinking. You're like, well, rules all that grief you gave Jay Z for having a cold on Moonlight and telling him wait till he gets better. I knew better. this well, was going to come up. I knew Jay Z is a billionaire. Up. I'm no, not a listen, billionaire. I can't afford listen. to take any days off. I got to took a day off. No matter what. we took a day off yesterday. Mel yeah, sounded real bad on the phone. I said, "There's you can't take get some rest, pal." Get, Eat some soup, you know, drink it. That's not real bad. What you, what, you be, boy, you better go eat some soup with your mama there. That's what uh, Lil Wayne said, you know? And that's what so, I went and did. I think, I think healed Mel will be on the review, but sick Mel will be present here on part one. Maybe, maybe. I got that, should, you know, when you got your I, nose Should I man up. the control board this time around? Yeah, you know, like you you were sick before, and now I'm sick. You're you're basically you're like Scottie Pippen. You know, when Jordan had the flu game and, and Pippen was cradling him and walking him off the court. I need you to be my Pippen today, okay? I'm not saying I'm Jordan. I'm just saying. Oh, we know you're not Jordan, okay? Hey, and I'm and I'm more Jordan like uh, I'm more like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar myself. What? Yeah, isn't he isn't he Muslim? I mean. You know, I'm not thinking about it from that perspective. You oh, know? Okay. Well, I mean, he's also you, black. You're not as tall you know? as him. Let me see, Kareem. And yeah, he's, I'm. I'm. I'm not short. You know, I'm taller than you. You're taller than me. That's true. Well, listen, just, just, I'm. I'm. Tr- I got to do my flu game. I got to get us through this. And I'm, that's what I intend to do. You know. Oh, it's, so you want to? You uh, want to handle? You want to handle the business as usual then? Yeah, yeah, handle all business right, as usual, right. okay? At least it's, look, all right, rab is a thing that happens no matter what's going on, okay? I could, I'll, I would be on my deathbed, and I would still be doing rab. I would, it would be my honor for that to be my final act amongst the living, to record a rab episode, you know? So I'm here, and I know I sound like, uh, 
Comet on Resurrection or or Gambino on those early bad mixtapes. You know Sick Boy mixtapes? What he was I've uh, heard of, yeah, I've heard of them. I've heard of them. Yeah, I sound like that, but it's okay. Sick boy, huh? I, I apologize to the audience. I hate the the sick voice. I really do. It just it, it, it makes my eyes water when I hear other people do it because I'm just like their nose is stuffed up, and now I feel like my nose is stuffed up, and I'm sorry. I'm but we have to do this. We have to do rap. I can't not do rap. Okay, I got some tissues here. You hear that? Mel, Mel pardon me one sec. I'll be right. You leave it. I'll entertain I'm the leaving. audience, I'm folks. I got a cold. Uh, I think it was from sitting in the car with Daniel, the biggest bozo, and Van Buren. They were doing some of that hot boxing. And, uh, you know, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do any of that. And me and Styles are sitting in the back seat, just soaking up all this secondhand smoke. I think I got a contact high for the first time in my life because I found the best McDonald's on earth. Okay. The Marion Springs McDonald's is the best quarter pound I ever had. And, I think I was high. Maybe that's what it was. But when I was in the, I was in the Airbnb uh, living room and I was eating the quarter, not the living room, the kitchen. I was I was eating the quarter pounder, and I didn't realize it until they pointed it out. Daniel came in the room. He's like, "Bro, you're dancing, and there's no music playing." I was dancing to no music with the quarter pounder in my hand. I think I was, I think I was high, contact high. I don't know, but. Anyway, I know I got that sickness from one of them. You know, Daniel talking about all oh, my sinuses messing up when I fly into the cold from the. Yeah, we know about you, Daniel. Okay, but shout out to him. He was the MVP of the trip. Unlike the Can't Sleep tour, he he held us down. He bought many appetizer plates. He 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 voluntarily footed a lot of bills. This is a different Daniel that I saw. He's, you know, is this is but this is why we call it the biggest bozo. You know, there's no bozo bigger. But he definitely got me sick. It was him. Uh, it's these and the coffee they was doing in the hot box. It's just, you know, but I'm here. And I got this Vicks plus Both lotion back. puffs. Oh, you're back. I was telling him about the trip, about how the contact I've heard of the trip already, so I, I didn't miss anything. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. But, yeah, virginity's still intact. Uh, I can't even say I got close. Uh I did leave my number with a waitress and she did text me back and said, you know, thank you for the compliments, but she's dating somebody, you know, which happens. So that's okay. Um, what do you say we get into what we, what do we do on the show? What is today? What is, oh, right. Okay. Did we it's, announce uh, what this show is? No, we did. We did. Welcome to Rap Rankings, the show where we listen to, rate, rank, and discuss every album in hip hop history. I'm I'm Bell, also known as Virgin Bell. Today, known as Sick Bell. Yes, I'm here with by uh, who are you? I'm your host, Mules, known as the Captain in uh, these these parts. Yeah, you know, uh, I really need you to steer that ship the right way today, bro. I, I mean, can't, I can't. You know, there's there's been talk the of me of me having cognitive decline. There's also talk of me you know, steering the shit out of season. So I don't know who to trust, but I'm here to steer the shit. Once again, steer the ship and the shit, you know, whatever it needs to, whatever needs to be steered. That reminds me, you know, that movie hardball with Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. They, I was a kid. I never knew what they were saying. We're going to the ship, like the championship ship, or we're going to the shit. I never do. And I just saw both, both really could work, right? They both work. But I didn't know what they were saying. And so, anyway. It's a uh, sad movie. Anyway. It is. 
It's a very sad movie. It's unnecessarily sad, if you ask me. Yes. But hey, this ain't film rankings. Season four was more so film rankings that was than anything film rankings, else. You know. All right. Yeah. Well, what do we do here? We we I told them what we do here, but they need to know how we do it. Um, oh, that's right. I'm, I'm going to tell them how we do it. We do it using the rating system, okay? The same system that's been sustaining us all these seasons. We're in season seven now. It's it's held us down. Hopefully, it's held y'all down. <laughs> I uh, got to tell you, after some of the conversations that Mules and Mel have been having this week, I just got to say, God bless the rating system. Oh, man. Foreshadowing style? Perhaps style. Perhaps style. Okay, well... The rating system. I'm gonna hit the button. I'm gonna hit the freaking buttons. And that right. Be that was gonna sound how it usually sounds for a moment. Yeah, because it's pre-recorded. Someone is at the door. What is going on here today? Anyway, I'm gonna hit the button. I, that might be the people coming to kill me. Finally, you know, they heard I was sick. I always knew this day would come. No it's time to die. You got to tell them, like James Bond told. Them. Uh, J- James Bond. Well. Anyway, I was going to spoil her style like Jesse did last episode, but let's just press the button for the rating system. What do you say? Hit it. The rating system is simple. Each song is rated on a scale of 1 to 10. These numbers do not reflect the quality of a song, as that is indeterminable. Instead, each number reflects the level of enjoyment. In short, here's what each number means. 10 means, this is a perfect song to me, one of my favorite songs of all time. 9 means, I love it. 8 means, I like it a lot. Seven means I like it. Six means it's I. I don't dislike it, but I can't say that I like it. Five means I feel practically nothing about this. Four means it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but I dislike it. Three means I dislike it. Two means I hate it. And one means I absolutely can't stand it. One of the worst things I've ever heard. Side note, when you hear mules or I add a plus or a minus to the ratings, understand that those pluses and minuses have no mathematical or statistical value. They are merely indicators that mean one of two things. First thing it means is like it's saying a stronger light version of that number. You hear a six plus, it's like a strong six. Eight minus, light eight. Second thing it means is, you know, the rating could go up or down in the future. That six plus, it's on the border. It could be a seven minus one day or an eight or a nine or a 10, or it could drop. You know, the point is the ratings on this show are not static. We have a whole segment dedicated to changing ratings when needed called I Was Fucking Tripping. So look out for that. Other than that, don't fret about the pluses and minuses. Once every song on an album is rated, three separate ratings are determined. The takeaway rating, the average rating, and the weighted rating. The takeaway rating is the percentage of songs liked, that is, songs rated 7 or higher. For example, on a 10-song album, if you like 5 songs, the takeaway rating would be 50%. The average rating is the percentage obtained by dividing the sum of the song scores by the highest possible score that particular album can receive. For example, each song can receive a maximum score of 10 points. So, if an album has 10 songs, the highest possible score would be 100 points. The weighted rating is the percentage obtained by adding the takeaway rating to the average rating and dividing by 2. Once we have our separate weighted ratings, we add those together and divide by two, with the resulting percentage being considered the final and definitive rating used to ultimately rank the album on the giant board of every rap album in history. Lastly, for particularly high-scoring albums, there are special designations that can be attained under our record club system. The qualifications are as follows. Silver Record Club is for albums that achieve a weighted rating between 75 and 79.9%. Golden Record Club is for albums that achieve a weighted rating between 80 and 84.9%. Platinum Record Club is for albums that achieve a weighted rating between 85 and 89.9%. 
and Diamond Record Club is her albums that achieve a weighted rating between 90 and 100%. That's it. That's the rating system. And we're back. You got a dose of healthy mail right there. Yeah. Now it's back to sick mail. That's the rating system. And uh, what do we do now? The housekeeping. Isn't there a theme song for this now? Uh, does it change every week or do we find the perfect theme already? No, you sent me a theme for the house. Oh, my. Right? Yeah, my house. Yeah, that's the theme Banks. for some reason. The mixtape version for some reason because I don't, I don't have the other version. Is there another version? Uh, there's a studio version somewhere. Yeah. Hold on a second. Folks, um, a plate was just slid underneath the door as Mel has received his second meal of the day by his captors. No, I'm back. Actually, it was a package from uh, Repair Parts USA. Uh, My screen, my phone, I got it in December of 2017. It's on its last legs. The screen is literally falling off. It happened up in Michigan, so I ordered a new screen. I I had to pay somebody for somebody to put it on. Well, pay Uh, that guy, that technician that you know. I know a technician? Yeah, you took your phone to get the charger port fixed there. Oh, yeah, that's where I'm going to take it. The guy I took it to, yeah, yeah take I'm going to take it guy. back to him. He What's was his name? Guy. Give him a shout I out. I don't know his name. I can't shout him out right now. But he's next to the DMV. That's all I know. DMV uh, in Peorio, Illinois. All right, yeah, go next to DM, the DMV. DMV, man. DMV cell phone service. Hey, just check on him. He's That's Mel approved. They said, Mel... You're sick. I don't know what your cosigns are worth right now. I said, shut up. Stop being ableist, all right? And just take my advice. So what do we got here in the, the, the nice housekeeping? Keeping. You I got the song? The, the, thong, the thong. <laughs> the thong. No, the song. Here we go. My house. We, we my can have the house. ending theme of the housekeeping be uh, the thong song if you want. Maybe. Let's see. Let's see what this sounds like again. Damn. I think that's like all we played last time. So that's yeah, all we, we don't play very time. much of it. That's all you get. <laughs> housekeeping. All right. Oh, dear. I think I'm dying. Uh, okay. Plug social media. Find us on Twitter at Rap Rankings. Find us on Instagram at The Rap Rankings. Find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash rap rankings. And I'm pleased to announce, as always, you can find us on raprankings.com, but I've updated the site, as promised. The Rap Rankings glossary is there. So you can understand the wild language we speak from time to time on this show. You know, hopefully that'll help new listeners get acquainted. Uh, there's also a freaking uh, daggone, what is it, Cam? The pre-ga- Cam asked us the question last season about hidden tracks and pre-gap tracks and our protocol for rating those. That's now explained neatly on the uh, website in the FA. See, section. now it looks great. Yeah. I updated the, the store on raprankings.com. The store got some updated. new merch. Can, there's the tees, the rab tees are there, you know? The Literally, rab, rab yeah, in the, yeah. In the style of, you know, the gap. We got rab. In uh, navy blue with white print or white T-shirt with navy blue print. And then we got a black hoodie with white print. Uh, Kind of breast pocket, you know, breast corner design area on the hoodie like uh, we did on the Rab Forever Wu-Tang flips that we did last season. I think the merch is 
the merch is certainly being upgraded. It's being upgraded. It's getting better by the season. And, and yeah, I'll tell them this. Okay. Certain, 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 certain people have been asking me, you know, why don't you buy the shirts? I said, because I'm poor. Okay. Uh, yes. Another, and, and, and on that note, I'm pleased to announce and welcome another patron where you can also find us on at patreon.com slash rap rankings. But now it's time to hit a gunshot and welcome Jonathan Cloud to the Patreon family. I'm here. And now, listen, we know Jonathan Cloud personally, Mel and I. I've I've been in the circle of this man for many years. I've been familiar with him. I like to give people, you know, as the early adopters of RAB, the people who want to support us and get that extra content and, you know, have that access to the RAP rankings fan community on Patreon. We give, we like to give the supporters a name and Jonathan Cloud, I don't have to think about this one very hard. Please welcome the producer, Jonathan Cloud. My God. To Patreon. That's not just a funny Mules and Mel nickname. He's he's producing out here. He's been making productions for a long time. Good ones, I hear. Yes. I mean, I've heard them myself, literally, I hear. But, yeah. You know, this, so this check, man. Check him out. Google him, actually. Here. Jonathan Cloud. You'll find his band camp. He's got a lot of dope stuff, a lot of instrumental stuff, too. And he raps. So, and he raps. You know, he's uh, he's very talented. He recently said on social media... This might be his new favorite podcast. I'm not he mad at that whatsoever. This. So I want to say, we're not thank making you. this up. He said this for real. I know sometimes it's, it's hard to trust Mules and Mel, and, and they said, you know, they're wacky antics, but we're serious. He said this. Uh, so. His membership entitles him to all the exclusive content, all the bonus reviews, the mixtape reviews, and much more over at Patreon.com/slash Rap Rankings. And once again, thank you to Jonathan Cloud for your support, and all our other patrons for your support. Absolutely, you know the deal. It's it's without them, Mel would die. Okay, they said that's a little drastic. I said, listen, with them with them supporting me, I could buy soup and uh, what is this? I Kleenex puffs puffs. I could buy you hear this? puffs. I could buy that because you guys care about us, and I really appreciate. Right, that. he doesn't have to you blow know. his noise and blow uh, blow his noise, but that's what you were doing when you were rapping. Uh, no, like blow your nose into toilet like, paper. That's you shouldn't have to blow your nose into toilet paper. Like well, that's a bad time. I had a sinus infection in 2014, and that's I was on that type of time. That shit. It sits in the Doodoo Palace, and you're gonna just take a sheet of paper from Doodoo Palace <laughs> and put it up to your nose? <laughs> Crazy. Doodoo Palace is a phrase that uh, has just been introduced to my life as of a few seconds ago, and I'm thankful for it. But I'll tell you this, man. You know, this, this, uh, this, 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 this is the premium stuff. And it's all because of viewers like you or listeners like you. I feel like ODB on the intro of his album, bro. When he's like, or or the guy before ODB, he's like, you know, I like to thank you so much for listening. You you wish you sound like the guy in the beginning of Wu-Tang forever. This shit just (laughs) took over me. I'm sorry, folks. <sighs> so yeah, what else? What chills. else we got going on? Uh, uh, I know, yeah. I know. In about a week or so, we'll be recording 
our first mixtape review of the season. That was King Louie Tony. So that'll be oh, on God, Patreon. Really? Yeah. King Louie. King Louie Tony. Oh. It's good. I like it. Okay. I've never heard it. I'm taking your word for it. You know, it's, it's that drill music, but it's like, it's good. It's, it's got the energy. It's good. I like it personally. Okay. Well, we'll be doing that th- uh, this month. Well, I, I hope I'm healthy by the end or else I'm going to have to drill myself. Healthy. You know We're still I mean. going to do it. Oh, come on, man. I'm just saying. I we're try to keep it. up the, uh, the the what is it the facade that this is a healthy work environment, and here you are exposing all the toxicity. Okay, it's bad for business. They don't need to know that you abuse me behind closed doors. I thought we made it. No, agreement. I've done plenty of episodes. Sick. You know, I did that LP <laughs> review. Sick. That was a Patreon, yeah, did. and I didn't even I didn't even say give me a give me a day. I don't feel good. Oh no, come on! All right, you you know what I sounded like yesterday. I know. I, okay, I made the call. I sound like today. I made the call. I said, there's no way in hell you're even getting through uh, part one, let alone a review. <sighs> Folks, I would have done it for y'all. But we were trying to reduce the, the, what you're experiencing now, the sound of I told know, Mel, you need, to, you need to bomb your system with healthful things and then get back to me tomorrow. I did. All right. This is not a toxic work environment. He got one day off. If he's still sick the next day, that's on God. <laughs> Don't put that on God. Uh, all right. What do you say we go to the hotline segment? Hit the music. Okay, here we go. Uh, welcome to the Rap Rankings Hotline. That's 718-635-0743, where you can call in or text, leave a message about the show, whatever you want to say, anything at all. It doesn't even have to be about the show. Uh, hold on a second. We gotta wait for the drop. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Listen, that that that's just thank Daniel you about the biggest the man himself. Yeah, I just saw him this past weekend. He we hung out, you know, and it was great. And he produced that beat, that that offbeat flip of hotline bling. And uh yeah, you know, so we got some messages here, I think. Uh yeah, let me walk those in. I know we got some Jesse messages. Uh, oh, oh Listen, actually, we got to address the most I have a feeling our female there. listenership is loving sick Mel. They're going to be like, you should be sick all the time. They're going to love this. We new... have a female listenership? You know it. No, I don't, because I probably would have tried to hit on it by now. Oh, my God. Listen to this guy. No tap. Hey, I can make fun of myself, too. I wouldn't really do that, but, I, you know, that's... That's my that's my thing, right? Like I'm Virgin Bell, pathetic Bell, all that, you know. Anyway, Listen, we got a message. I don't know. I have no data on whether or not they like the Virgin Mel character, but they're loving sick Mel. I think. Why would they love this? Because I hear. Oh, is it because like women, their uh, maternal instincts? They like taking care of things, right? No, you and, freaking sexist! It's because you sound like freaking Playboy sexist? Cardi right now, and it's what it's no, lit. Playboy Cardi sounds like a baby, not a sick person. Well, sick people sound like babies. I don't. I'm. We got a message here from. Uh, I'm glad to see it because I thought maybe we would have scared them off. The thankful Jesus is back after our oh serious error at the end of last season that we corrected last episode. I'm so you know, glad first, to hear it. He's here. We got to hear what he's saying. You know, after we we misidentified him after leaving the best message that's ever been left. You know, so I'm gonna hit it. Here he is. 
Gunshot for the homie, real quick. Okay. Oh my um, god. Yes, uh, I know that. I know that McConan song. Uh, I got. I just bro, bought I've, his. I've tried to put friends on to that song in my old car before. They looked at me like I was crazy. It's a hit. Okay. Yeah. Trust me, Daddy. Um, that uh, that new what is it? Monster in the Woods EP. His music is like nobody's even bootlegging that shit anymore. I buy all of it now, and I'm proud to do so. Okay, he's he to me. Okay, he's very unheralded with his with his style, and he's done a lot yeah. in the rap and pop realm. That's just he just tweeted November eighth. I started this gay shit. Okay, he he went that. a lot deeper than that. He was talking about. He was getting a lot of these dudes before they were putting tags on their beats to put tags on their beats, these Atlanta producers, because they weren't necessarily getting the credit all the time. Right. You know? Now every beat Atlanta producers put out has their drop on it. McConan was robbed, okay? He was robbed. You so, know? yeah, and, shout and... out to McConan. Uh, shout out to the thankful Jesus. Um <laughs> DS2. Is it true he never actually said he was Latino? Are we? Did we? Are we? Are we racist, bro? No, bro. Come on. I mean, I use uh, inferences. You know, your name is Jesus. You're freaking Latino, bro. Like you don't know. Ain't, ain't nobody named Jesus that's not Latino. Uh, I don't know that one boy that uh, was on the cross. He was Latino, right? No, he was. He was Jewish, and and a Jewish uh, Latino. He was not Lat- They didn't even have Latinos back then. Man, listen. Jesus, I'm going to let the chopper sing right now just for you, my friend. I'll tell you put what's that, coming up. Put that down. All right? 
we're in the E40. Auto definitive this edition. week, we're doing E40. Next week, we're doing Slum Village, Fantastic Volume 2. The week after that, we're doing Mob Deep, The Infamous. Whoa, slow then, down, man. And Don't then give them the whole schedule. The week after that, we're doing Boogie Down Productions, Criminal Minded. Re- relax. And, no, and then stop, after that, stop. episode You're six. advantage of me because I'm sick. You know, I episode can't six fight. this season is I'm DS2. This. Well, DS2 by Future is season seven, episode six. You better okay. stop right there, okay? You've answered this question. Jesus wanted to that's know when DS2 was coming. That's the That's the is. question. They already knew you about didn't... Mob Deep. I mentioned it at the end of the last episode last week. They were going to hear about Boogie Down Productions at the end of this episode. The only spoiler is that Future is coming up after that. Uh, All right? Um, shout out to uh, Daniel, by the way. No, Daniel's not locked up. He's he's fine. He's just going through a hard time. But I saw him this last weekend. It was good for everyone's spirit. Uh, but I'll tell you this. I, I I thought he was Latino, too. But apparently he's Guatemalan, which is not Latino. Or is it? I don't know. He's Daniel. He's a person. It's Latino adjacent. Okay? It's, it's Latino adjacent. You know? Anyway, let's, this isn't racial rankings. It never was. It never will be. So... Thank you for calling in. Thank you for not being upset with us, Jesus. I'm glad to see you just still around. We, it was an honest mistake. But I apologize. Yeah. What do you want me to do? We, we did. We both apologized. So that's Jesus, the thankful Jesus. Now we got a text message from Cam, the father. He's uh, It, it came with a photograph. I almost too, said I love the Cam. I love the Cam, and I love the father. <laughs> I love the Cam. I love the Walt. He's the greatest child there ever was. You know, I'm sick right now, but but I look at the photo and I feel that much better. 300% better. Yeah, listen, he says, hey, guys, for Mool's seltzer water issue, I have noticed they have an unholy amount of carbonation and mixing in a case of Sprite Zero slash generic diet lemon lime soda every once in a while can help clear that burp issue up. I hope everything is good otherwise for both of you. Also, if this gets pics, here's Walt in a chicken costume. Yes, this gets pics. It's a great picture. <laughs> so we get we get pictures in the messages as well. Yes, we get pictures. We do. Uh, I'm going to – and if you're wondering, Cam, no. Out of respect for Walt, he's not old enough for, for me to – I will not save it to my folder. <laughs> I will not save the picture of Walt. It will stay safe here in the Google Voice inbox. Okay. I won't start a wall folder. You um, got a text message from Jesse, too. Uh, this is odd because usually he calls. But we have calls, too. But he says this is Saturday, 10, 1048 p.m. Uh, that Cam one was November 4th, 101 p.m. But this is Saturday. Jesse says, hi, Jesse, checking in. This is funny. He just said last episode that hi, Jesse, was gone. Well, <laughs> now he's. Okay. He also he said he back. was going to stop being the line stepper. And- yeah, and then he was arguably as controversial as ever. But he says, hi, Jesse, checking in. Can't call because I'm with the girlfriend, bruvs. Mel, don't become a fat fuck like Jesse. Oh, he's referencing the, the footage that Daniel sent him from the arcade where I whooped his uh, butt in Mortal Kombat 2 10 times. And I, I wish maybe Daniel saved it. It was a great message. We sent it to from old and I was in the background and I was like, I whooped him 10 times. That's a 10 out of 10. Ding me, baby. I said it, you know? Wow. Yeah. But uh, he said he was referencing, cause I guess he could see I'm getting heavy. He said that metabolism will slow down around 29, 30 and you may never bounce back. Well, I appreciate the concern. Trust me. Everyone else was concerned too. I, 
I'm not I'm not fat yet. I'm not yet. You can look at my recent pictures on Instagram. Not there. No, you're, but, you're but shaped I, I'm like the yellow, the yellow bastard from Sin City. You still have the skinny arms and legs. Yeah, it's just I get like bloated and I look pregnant. It's it's crazy, but I appreciate the advice. Trust me, I don't. Well, when did you stop doing myself. DDP yoga, Mel? Oh. <laughs> when did we record? Uh, God dang, Baytroller. Is was, was that when? It's been like four years, bro. Was was I ever? Did I ever? Was was I ever uh, given permission to stop? I mean, you take it. I think you just were like, I'm going to take a couple of days off from it. And I think it just never resumed. Oh, God. Well, it was actually never even mentioned in the video that you did about the made of. Like, oh, 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 yoga? Yeah, yoga was a part of that. Yeah. Uh, as you can see, it failed, just like my music career. So we're here doing rad, which is more successful than everything that I did before it. So. Uh, what do we got next? We got some Jesse messages. Oh, wait. No, there's a cam phone call. Let's play a cam oh, phone call. Okay. We don't get too many of those. They're much more rare than Jesse messages. Not saying the Jesse messages lack in value. It's just that, you know, you play the thing that you don't get that often first. And then you play the stuff that you're used to, you know? So here's Cam. What's up, guys? It's Cam, the father. So some Britno Spears thoughts. Mules mentioned the thing about the second album for a pop star usually being better. I do think part of it is Lou Ferlman, an extremely bad man, a horrible man. The artists he had signed were kind of in a machine, and it's hard to separate one album from the next. Like, until they escape that management company, because he's a bad man and got arrested, um... They all just kind of sound the same. It's a very assembly line thing. Like the first two NSYNC albums are very similar. First couple Backstreet Boys. And the first couple Britney Spears. And they were very like 50s, 60s albums where the singles really front load it. And the filler tracks are really bad. (laughs) And the soda pop thing reminds me when I was in like fifth grade, I think. Someone brought that CD into class and played it during recess when we were trapped inside, and the CD player got stuck playing Soda Pop on recess. <laughs> so that song has never left my head, and it will torture me until I die. Other than that, nothing too much going on. Just dealing with some Walt teething, and pretty tired overall. But hope you guys have a great one. Good luck on Season 7. Can't wait to hear Quem and I later. Shout out to Cam, the father, man. Classic message. Classic man. Classic yeah, he said son. that before season seven started. He heard that Britney Spears ranking on that state of the rankings, that Patreon uh, Cam, I'll tell you, show. I'll, I'll tell you why you were tired. You're wooed out, my man. Listen, it's okay. We asked. We wanted to know because we were feeling it. It's okay to be wooed out, all right? At the end of that, all that, them chambers and that swing. I'm actually wearing the shirt today. (laughs) You're a sick man. (laughs) You're a sicko. I'm sick, but you're sick. Do you want to know what the ultimate effects of the woo season were for me? What's that? I've been heavy in, like, my kung fu and samurai movie bag again. 
Oh, you were telling me. What did you watch? Uh, I almost said I watched Shanghai Shogun Assassin. Nights. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, there we go. I watched Shogun Assassin, which is the first two Lone Wolf and Cub movies edited together as one movie for American audiences. So it's dubbed in English, but it has a different score than the Lone Wolf and Cub movie, uh, the first two. And it has all the samples from Liquid Swords. So I was like in the mood to watch it because we had just listened to Liquid Swords this past season. And I wanted to be like Leo in those Once Upon a Time in Hollywood memes where he's pointing at the screen. And, you know, the Uh movie is just completely filled with all those different samples from Liquid Swords. So I'm like, I want to fucking vibe out to this movie. And I've just been on a kick. You know, I've been on a kick watching Master of the Flying uh, Guillotine and uh, Shogun Assassin, Five Deadly Venoms, 36 Chambers of Shaolin, Lady Snowblood. You oh, know, look at this guy, martial arts moves over here. They got me back in my in my bag, I have to say, but I ain't trying to listen to no woo for like three years. Well, we ain't trying to listen to woo. Cam ain't trying to hear soda pop. <laughs> It's a good record. Now, I would hate it, too, if I was stuck on repeat in the CD player. I thought it was one of her bottom five recorded songs. But you got to check that out on State of the Rankings Season 6 on Patreon. So That's right. We did Britney Spears rankings. That's right. Why? Because... Okay. To prove a point. Remind me to get that Thurnus Haley drop because, okay, we need it. All these questions people ask. It. All right. Now, here's the, here's the Jesse message, okay? And we're going to get out of this hot wine segment. What do you say? We're going to blow this, what is it, popsicle stand? Pop stand, I think. Just pop, pop stand. Soda pop. We're going to blow this yeah. pop stand. Oh, I think it was popsicle because it was the Rugrats, and maybe they weren't allowed to. Have oh, pop they, yeah, they did a, a yeah. They must have done like a little you know play on the same baby thing that they do. You know. Anyway, here's Jesse. All right, so I have done between uh, six hours and uh, two and a half hours of State of Six today. Um, I am all read out for the moment. To finish the master killer, no said date. I'm caught up, and you know I'm, gonna, I'm still going to listen to my nine-hour episode next week, even though you know I'm on it. Saying some pretty funny stuff last night. Uh, so today is the first time in months uh, that I've put my life in the hands of another driver aside from the girlfriend. Uh, I took the Ubo. Too tired after you know an epic. Outcast recording last night. Um, but dinner roll interrupting, uh, State 06 with the leaf blower. That, that's a 10. Alright. I understand, uh, that he frustrates and aggravates your life now, but the man is a 10. Okay. He's the Kramer of Red. Minus, you know, he doesn't have any speaking parts. And, you know. He, he just busts through the door at random times, and yeah, he's, a, he's, he's a great side character out there for the show. Okay. Mel, and I need your help with something. 
There you go. I don't know exactly what he said, but one time he busted busted through the door, uh, and he came through the court. Mail in an easy hill. Oh, man. Uh, listen, listen, he is a character on the show because Mel fucking poisoned him. Yeah, I did. I did last season. Look it up, okay? It happened. All right, but he's fine. It had to be done. All right? Too many interruptions. But it's Jesse says he's a 10. Listen. The leaf no. blower as revenge for the poisoning is a 10, for sure. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. He found out that it was me that did it, and he did that on purpose. Yeah. Folks. Spoiler, state of the rankings uh, for season six was was uh, interrupted at the very end by a leaf blower. So you missed out on, you know, me rapping. Oh, uh, you know what? Good. I'm glad you mentioned promotional it. Raps. We missed out on the Verizon promotional raps that you were you said you were going to play in the Equemini episode. Oh, did I? That's right. Well, I mean, it was nine hours. I'm sure. Right. But I figure now is no better time to play it than, you know, now that you mentioned it. Oh, God. So you want to give people the backstory, Mel? Okay. Trust me, folks. E40 is coming soon. But right now, we got to... And by the way, you can always skip ahead to the review. Check the timestamps in the description if you want to just... the timestamps. But I did promise people this. And and between a leaf blower and a nine-hour odyssey, I guess I got, you know... But here, Mules, you reminded me. So, yeah, the Verizon wraps. Okay, so... I want to say 2013, maybe 2014, uh, my aunt, uh, she was working at Verizon and she knew I made music. So she called me one day or she texted me and she's like, hey, you know, uh, how would you like to do this thing? Like, I think she was like, you know, they're going to, you know, you get paid or like, you know, they're going to play it on the radio. Like, it's going to be like an ad that they play. Like, you just got to rap about this product for Verizon. You know, she worked at the Verizon store and I'm like, Okay, <laughs> you know, you know, because like, I don't know how to say no to things, number one, but number two, it's family and I'm going to help out, you know, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> and she's like, all right, so here's the thing. It's this, uh, the company is Mophie and they make like, you may have heard of them. They make like a uh, portable, like charging cases or like, you know, things like that. Right. So she gives me like the product and like the specs for it and she's like yeah you just write a rap and you know there aren't any really really any guidelines as far as how long it needs to be or anything like that but i'm like all right i gotta get in my promotional rap bag so what i do is your best bag by the way because this is (laughs) this is some of your finest work the controversy is that mel is no better at rapping than when he's doing (laughs) commercial uh you know advertisement i don't know why that is i don't know what that means about me but yeah uh some of my best work apparently has been doing verizon or not verizon but just any kind of promotional material so this is what happened folks okay it was 2013 because the date modified is still here so june 4th 2013 I guess I bounced this out of FL Studio for the Mophie Juice Pack, right? So, hold on, I think I'm going to sneeze. Days okay. before Yeezus drops, this guy's working <laughs> on this. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, and so, 
yeah, I, I, I record this thing and I send it back to her and I'm thinking I did a, you know, good enough job for a product I've never heard of and with no real guidelines. And, you know, I just took the specs and did what I could. So, folks, here's Mophie Juice Pack over this beat I made, which is uh, honestly just me remaking Say That by Toro Amoy and like just, you know, the melody in, in a bat. I'm just going to play it. You ready? I'm ready. Case so great, gotta rap about it. Yeah. Honestly, I probably wouldn't last without it. It's always around when you don't have an outlet. Yeah. Keeping you charged up so that you aren't stuck in the middle of nowhere without protection. Yeah. Form fitted, hard shell, dual injected. Built in battery, keep it 100. Yeah. Don't need a wire tail cords, they're done with. But just in case it comes with the cable. Wanna charge and sync? Now you're able. Thinner and lighter than ever before, but still tough enough to weather the storm and whether you're clumsy or you just need juice. It has your back and it looks sleek. Too. Now, wanna know where to buy it? Sure, pick one up at your Verizon store. Mopey Juice Pack, 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 Mopey Juice Pack. I have not heard that. I, I tried my best to stifle my laughter so people would hear it, but you I, broke me, I man. Did too. <laughs> so, folks. Mopey juice back. Mopey juice back. <laughs> folks, now get this. This isn't the end. So I sent this to my aunt, and she 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 hits me back, and she says, oh, this is great. This is, uh, this is perfect. This is dope. But it's the wrong product. <laughs> <laughs> I did those cringe bar raps for the complete wrong product. She said it's actually the Mophie Juice Pack Power Station. So what do I do? I'm being a good nephew, and I get back in the booth. <laughs> now, I don't give her a hook this time because it went with a power station. Power station. No, I don't give her. She gets this. The same beat. Now you can charge and spend hours waiting And you can charge fast with the power station Whether it's a phone or a game or a tablet you have It's no problem, charge it the fastest Rapid, chargeable, reliable Inside it though, 500 to 4,000 milliamps Power on the go, no need to camp That's why it's so great I have to rap about it Honestly, I probably wouldn't last without it (laughs) No flattery This battery, not to be arrogant But there's no comparison Lightweight, compact, portable, versatile And it's affordable So, wanna know where to buy it? Sure, pick one up at your Verizon store Okay. Can you did they like did they put an announcer at the end telling you what it was called? 
I don't. Well, here's the thing. I don't know what became of this of these things that I sent to her, but I do know this. I, it never ended up getting played on the radio. It, this is and, so and I was funny never paid. because your enthusiasm <laughs> has clearly waned between the two you can different tell, right? you can tell. It's like there's so much less drive in the second one. But I gotta say, the effortlessness of the opening line. It's like now you could stand yeah, and spend hours try. waiting, or you could charge it all with the power station. I'm like, okay, but you don't even care about that bar anymore because you just sound you sound defeated. <laughs> You can tell that I'm like, I can't believe I'm back here doing this. But Mofi, Mofi Juice Pack is a 10. Power <laughs> Station's like an 8. Uh, <coughs> look, man. Looking back, I'm glad that this wasn't played on the radio because it would have been played here in... P- I was living in San Diego at the time, going to college. So this would have got played here in Peoria Radio. And all the people that I would have hoped to impress back home would have heard me rapping about the Mofi Juice Pack, and they would have known I didn't amount to nothing. Okay. What? <laughs> didn't you so. say something about chromium dual dual? <laughs> Bro, dual I was rapping about interior wig, wigger amps and stuff that you should never be rapped about. Fuel injected carbonite and like what's I, all going I had on? was the spec sheet to go on the freaking like <laughs> ad copy. That's all I had. I had to do something. No, folks. So those, are, those, that, are the Verizon raps. those are the Verizon raps, the promotional raps that Mel did. Yeah, um, the long-awaited, perhaps. Oh god, those are worse than I remember. I don't remember slurring so many words and like sounding like an amateur. I thought I they were just corny raps, but like delivered like a like a competent rapper, but. The second take definitely sounds like you lost whatever like presence you were giving off in the first one. I was hyped up to do Mofi Juice Pack. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna kill this, you know. And I think I did. did. I'm like, yo, you know. But then it's like, oh, the raw. It's like so. I'm rapping about another electronic device that I I don't own. Might as well make an EP at that point. Get the whole do (laughs) do one for the whole for the whole line over the same beat. Uh, do they even make these anymore? Let's see. Mofi Juice Pack. They do. They do. Leader, leader in portable power banks. Number one selling uh, something. Mofi, listen. There's Mofie, still time to use this, this first wrap. You could still do it. I'm sure the specs have been updated <laughs> since then, but... Well, there's still time there's for, for me to rewrite it, as you can hear. Yeah, you just have to, you know... <laughs> Oh, By the man. way, the ice cream truck's on the block, no. Oh, it's on the block? It's on the block. Wow, it's been, I feel like we haven't heard from the ice cream truck in a long time. It's back. Is it? Is it here? I don't it's hear it. It's driving by. I hear it. Wait, hold on, let me turn off the... I, I, don't, I don't hear it. He's on the block, Mel. All right, I hear him. All right, well, I'll, I'll hit his drop. Here you go. Ice cream. How fucking original. There you go. Uh, all right. What are we? We're still in the hotline sec. We gotta hurry up. We're yeah, making bad like last week. Yeah, we, you know we didn't mean for it to be three. We had to do an audit. There was a lot of things to do. It was the first episode of the season. It was the you first. know that's true. All so right, what do we this got is the next? second. So let's get out of the hotline segment and let's go on to uh, let's tell a bit of the rap rankings game. We got some news. We got an announcement. Oh, Here's a winner. Right. 
You know, the uh, equipment I game is over. There's a winner. I'm gonna bring in the music. Okay. The Melion. See, it's just like a normal episode. You know, it's like I'm not even sick at all. All right. Where's, yeah, maybe you're like a Shawn Michaels. Maybe you're lying. I wouldn't lie about that. I haven't been. Here's the thing, folks. This is my first time being sick in over four years. Okay. So this is this is all kind of new to me again. It's been a very long time. But anyway, the rap rankings game, we're going to hit the music. And the winner of the rap rankings game for Outcast Equipment Eye, and also the only one to play this time, Cam is like... Multiple time champion. All right, Drake. You know, multiple. He's the winningest champion. I saw you tweet at him. He's going to be like Flair and Cena status or something. No, he's going to surpass Flair and Cena. He's going to surpass him. He's the winningest man. He might have a new nickname next to the father. The winner. (laughs) You know, he's he's he won. He won the equipment I gave, but he was the only one that played. You know, and I you know I take some responsibility moves because there's something I realized. You know, okay. what was just all the 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 the, uh, the hustle and bustle of the new season and all these things to count for. Usually I put up the last call post. They didn't right. get a last call post. Maybe they needed uh-huh. that. My bad. I was sick. I was off that well, chicken doodle soup and vinegar and Tylenol and all We got that Hanno Montano for that. Everybody make, yeah, here's the drop at, okay? Miley Cyrus is hot. I know that has nothing to do with anything. But it needs to be said, because I don't like the way that people talk about her these days. Like, she's just some sort of trashy woman. Miley Cyrus is hot, and she's strong, and she's lasted a long time in this industry. And she deserves her credit. And here's her drop, as my apologies for not putting up the last call post reminding people to play. Everybody has those Everybody knows what I'm about. Everybody gets that way. That's right. Okay. You know, this also has nothing to do with anything. But in 2014, I was uh, I started watching the X Files for the first time. Nice. Uh, you know, because I grew up with it, but I was too young to have any real interest in like adult shows yet. So I grew up, and I'm like X Files. I would love that now that I'm like you know uh, you know can yeah can we know about things. we know about you. You got you got files of a lot of people, not just X's. leave me alone. Okay, no, I only have one X, and yes, I have files of her, but she knew she she knows about this. She knows about she knew she knew she knows. It's it's fine, and I don't do anything with the files. I'm a digital hoarder, folks. You know what that means? It means I save things, and I don't even go back to them. All right, now, here's the point of what I was saying. 2014, I started watching the X Files, and it just so happened to coincide with this cleanse I went on from adult entertainment. I'm like, I gotta get this stuff out of my system. I gotta flush all these toxins. I'm tired of the hold that this has over my life. But what happened was it was going fine. I had a good thing to preoccupy me. You know, X-Files. Every night that became the routine, watching the X-Files. But after so many episodes, what's her name? Gillian Anderson? Yeah. She started looking she started looking real good, you know? And I was like, okay, am I, am I just tripping because it's been a minute? And it's like, no, no, she's an attractive woman. So, like, I, I had to stop watching the show because I couldn't take it anymore. And 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 how does this tie into Miley Cyrus? Because around the time, a video was released, one of them parodies. And and it was like a, a, it was Miley Cyrus was in it, Beyonce, Robin Thicke. Honestly, it was a six. But because I had been on a cleanse for so long, it was a ten. It was a ten that night, and uh, I never forgot it. 
So shout out to whoever played Miley Cyrus. Whoopi. Whoopi, what are you Don't whoopee me, okay? I'm sick. I can be allowed to rant about gross and unrelated things to E40, okay? I'm sorry. He's at home having a grand time listening to this episode. He's like, yo, these guys are amazing. You know, something like that. I'm hitting whoopee, though, because you told me to. And and, and while I think E40 would enjoy my, my tangents, whoopee would definitely hit me with the... Okay. So, yeah, let's keep... Let's move. Let's move along. All right. Uh, congratulations, Cam. Uh, the ballot is out now for E40 by Ghetto Report Card. We'll know the winner. No, it isn't. That, yes, the it is. episode is out now, you fool. Oh, wait. wait what am I? Oh. Well, it is, as of today, as of. Yeah, so the game's over. The game, when they're hearing it, the game's over. But right now, as we record, I just put the, the ballot, ballot out. Yes. The, yeah, but the ballot yesterday. is currently out now for Slum Village Fantastic Volume 2. Right. Which comes out next okay. week. Okay. There we go. Okay, got it. Okay, well, we made it through sure. the housekeeping. That's we made it. We made it through the housekeeping. So now we got to go to the Schmageggy segments, right? Yes. Okay. Well, we won't be healing healing from Billy Boards. We already healed from him. That's why he's back on the show. We won't be hearing from Billy Boards this week because still number one on the Billboard Hip Hop slash R and B charts for the seventh week in a row. Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow's Industry Baby, or as I like to call it, da 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 da, because that's the only part I ever catch in the car. Eleventh uh, week at number one, seventh consecutive. Uh, you know what? Whatever. Let's bring congratulations back. I know you said only congratulate him once. This is this is come on. At this point, it's got to be a real hit, right? It's a hit. It's a hit. It's I don't like it, hit. but it's a hit. It's a hit. It's been the longevity's there. You don't get to eleven weeks, seven weeks in a row unless you're actual song. If you fall hear. off from number one and then come back and go on a run again, that it's a hit. That means it's a real hit. It's a hit. So Nas um, X, Jack Harlow. You're doing it, guys. You're really doing it, and I'm proud of you. Let's just get the uh, news the news over with here. Oh, yeah, this is dark. Listen, I knew there was another reason I was feeling a little down today, a little depressed today, but still had to promote my show. Okay, listen, uh, Mules, good good call here. The only the only news that needs to be talked about uh, this week in the news, um, obviously the tragedy that took place at the World Festival. Um, eight people lost their lives. Some of which were kids. Yes, um, um, and, and I'm, we're not here to comment on the many, many people were also hospitalized and injured. And like listen, over you guys, or something. At it this just, point, this is airing next week. You guys are well acquainted with the story. I'm sure it's national news. It's a major story. It's a major tragedy that took place at a public event. Um, I, I don't like doing commentary for a lot of the news. No. We're just yeah. here to give our condolences. And honestly, I think we should give them eight seconds of silence. I think that's appropriate. So okay. let's do that now. There we go. You know, it's well, it was just... Rest in peace to everyone that lost their lives and our thoughts and... You know, no more because you know it's unfortunate that to... thoughts and prayers has become a cliche that just means nothing because it should mean something. But yes, thoughts, prayers, love, 
well wishes everything because i mean it's just anyone that was affected anyone that was there uh as as mules and mel like to say best of love to you all seriously that that's i know it's a catchphrase and all but no that's not you know hopefully you can tell when it's meant sarcastically and when it's meant seriously but i seriously i, I do want to love. mention one thing though because i was messaged by someone who told me not to identify them so i will honor that but okay. this person did message me and say a little insight for you. Security workers were only paid $8.25 an hour out here, just Jesus. a buck above the minimum wage. They weren't going to be able to stop that madness. But you didn't hear this from me. Uh, and then, you know, some more messages that I'm not going to read. Oh, man. Listen, I just all I have to say is it was a perfect storm. Uh, and, you know, like there are a lot of reasons that went down. And it's just, yeah. Yes, but there's ample commentary about this from people who are smarter than us. So uh, I'm sure you guys have seen what's gone on. We just want to offer our condolences and our well wishes to those who are affected. Yeah, I hope uh, justice is served. Families are, uh, you know, taken care of. And we learn from this and we're we're, we're safer out there going forward, you know, because... It shouldn't happen at a concert, you know, anywhere where there's large amounts of people. But, yeah, um, that's the only news worth talking about. So this week in hip hop history, however, uh, Warren G and Scarface celebrate their 51st birthday. Oh, I'm going to hit two gunshots for that. Uh, Happy birthday. I was about to say, I feel like we've celebrated Scarface's birthday before, and then I remembered birthdays happen every year. So, of That's course, right. we did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan's debut album, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, which we reviewed last season, uh, was released on this week in 1993. Uh, and released on the same day in 93 was another album we covered back in season five, A Tribe Called Quest Midnight Marauders. Man, the catalog's really filling out here on Rab, huh? It's filling out. At a certain point, maybe there's going to be, it's just going to go without saying that we've covered some of these. Yeah, yeah. listen, season uh, 97 is just going to be, uh, we did that. You know, what haven't we done? So Right, we'll, we'll have to say which we have yet to cover in this season. Exactly, right. So, yeah, uh, history, obviously, uh, much brighter than this week in the news, but here's to hoping that next week is better, you know? So, uh, yeah. So, uh, what, is, what else in spaghetti segments? Were you effing tripping about anything? No, sir. I know. Me either. I know Aquem and I well enough that even with that late game flip flop between Mama Sita and y'all scared, nothing's changing. And listen, the only thing that I really felt like had a chance from like previous, listens of that album you know like when i last rated it in 2019 for you know my personal catalog i thought chonky fire was the one and, and it didn't happen didn't happen for chonky fire so sorry but yeah i'm not tripping about that or anything else this week so that segment's not needed uh but you know the segment that is needed it's needed every week yeah uh, i don't, have, I don't have, have beats this week though oh man well you got beats yeah let's see let's find something that sounds like how i feel something real sick Let's see. Uh, uh, my music pre-made him. <laughs> yeah, that was the sickest stuff. Uh, 
Let's see. Uh, let's, let's see. Okay. Ah, uh, this might work. Uh, oh no, that's too sick. I don't need that. All right. Oh. Okay. This this will work. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. This is uh, this is a sick beat for a sick time and a sick segment. Uh, this weekend was uh, enough. This weekend was about here. Here we go. Another Drake flip, second of the show. Because uh, these fucks can't help themselves. We already know it's this week in Mool's and Mouth. What? Would you believe back in the day when I put this out, people were telling What's me, oh, this, this is great. This What's sucks. with this sound going, the volume going up and down like that? This beat is dreadful. I don't know. Well, of course it is. Are you gonna are you gonna be like it was a trick? You made this beat, Mules. No, unfortunately it's not a trick. It was me. And I, oh, I, I remember I think I made it when I was sick. So that's why I played it. Okay. Sounds like a sick person beat. Some song here's the thing, producers out there, the ones that are better than me and the ones that are worse than me. Not everything needs to be sampled. Some songs you just like. You know, and just like them, just listen to them. You know, I trust issues. Does that, that need to be flipped? No, I don't think you need to, anyone needs to be sampling rap songs from like the last twenty years. I just, I think there's a well, million other things you could say. At the time, it was only like a week old. Oh God. <laughs> you know? Okay. Uh, hey, this week in Mules and Mel, a segment where Mules and Mel discuss what they've been listening to outside of the show with the brief amount of time that they have to do that. Yes. Um. Yeah, got two songs this week, Mal. How about you? I just got one. Just oh, got the one. one song man is uh, back again. Listen, I was on a trip. I was listening to a lot of my friends. We listening to Van Buren songs in the car, unreleased. I heard some great unreleased Van Buren, but I wouldn't play that stuff without his permission. Uh, Listen, I know, I know, I have it on good authority. Daniel was playing Jada Kiss, G Unit for you. I'm sure that's not going to be your this week in Mules and Mel pick, though. No, but oddly enough, one of my picks is something that Daniel introduced me to. One of your picks? I thought you said you only had one. Uh, my only pick, I mean. My one and only pick. My pick of the week is something that, you, yes. All right, well, let me ask you. I'm going to put fate in your hands, Mel. You want to go old school or new school with my first pick? Uh, let's go old when things are better. What's up? Okay. So I'm back again with more Nas that I missed out on. Ah. You know, last week I played that Davey song, Godfather 4, which has an incredible, two incredible Nas verses that I'd never heard, uh, at least a couple years ago. This too, I think was released in 2012. It's a remix of Turn Up the Mic by Bumpy Knuckles, produced by DJ Premier, and featuring Nas. I never heard this until a couple days ago. Well, listen, Nas uh, is nasty, And you know, what's, right? you, you know what's crazier? I never heard it, and I found it in my own music library. Look at this guy. And they make they talk about my archive, you know? This guy doesn't even know what's in there. All right? I know no, I what's know, in there. I know what's in there, but I'd never heard this Bumpy Knuckles before. Oh. So I found this, and I was very pleased with it. It's Nas and Bumpy Knuckles over a primo beat. It's the... Turn up the mic remix from 2012. All right, here it is. 
I only fuck with my niggas, I gotta keep it tight With my big brother, Bumpy Knuckles Gonna ride on these niggas, my nigga yeah. Turn up the mics Yeah, let's get crazy Nigga, what? Turn up the mics Y'all bitch ass niggas is crazy. Check it out I'm nasty, butt fuck bitches Handcuffs, snitches, feed day Nuts to pit bulls, been playing more business Got sluts on leashes, walking on all fours Have them eating from dog bowls Petting their heads, cause they love playing that role They sexy in bed, smoking butt I'm out of control, which definitely fits Cup spills with gray goose, watching snuff films Laughing with dykes that wear patent leather With spikes, my cheddar is right Miami Beach, playing it low St. Mark's, rent a house in a boat 200 down my throat, that's only half of what my wife ice calls Phone call, hearing another Boss got his life lost. Well, wiping sand off of my toes. Read a book called Catcher in the Rock. I chose some Bob Marley, then I plotted a scheme to make me and Bump Nuts more rich. Then I got me a team. He got him a team. We trying to buy G4s with missile launchers. Tired of walking around with beef with our pistols on us. C4s better. I'm calling up some B more killers to come and bleed you. Show us the sun's in the sky, you'll surely die. You washed up, fuck your people. Your big money ain't as long as mine. You dumb and you foul. Who you trying to squeeze? Old as fuck with Alzheimer's disease. We the new breed, nigga, turn up the mics Talk about it, be about it Holla at somebody real Turn out the lights Uh-huh Bump knuckles, God, son, get right, motherfucker Turn up the mics Talk about it, be about it Turn the motherfuckers up Turn out the lights That's right Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh I'm gonna have to hit something, man He said something early on And I'm, I'm gonna hit it Time to play the game. <laughs> I heard some Triple H hip hop homophobia. Okay, he it, said it he was, was laughing it was some at redacted. Good, it was some like, good Triple H though. That was some vivid no, Triple H. You know, if he wasn't laughing at him, if he was just observing them, then it would have been you know. But don't laugh. Was there? What is it? He says laugh he laughs at? with. Laughs no, with. He, he didn't say with. He said at. He said with. I heard him. Nah, I he may be with. sick, but I know what I heard. Okay, he didn't hear nothing. And you know what? I gotta hit this again because I meant to hit it during Mama Cito last week. Time to play the game. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. The possibility of that man becoming a guest on our show is becoming greater and greater as each week goes by. By the way. Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> what is but, he, uh, he getting fired? On. I don't know what's been going on with him, but what do you got for me now? All right. Well, what I got, Daniel hit this in the car. I think uh, was that Saturday or Sunday? I think Saturday he played this. Uh, <laughs> oddly enough, we were just talking about his ethnicity earlier. You know, he's a Latino or not. Jesus is, I think he's Guatemalan. But here's the thing: this is from a group called The Sounds of Blackness. <laughs> okay, so Daniel, I'm gonna hit you with this, but uh, at the same time, and you ain't black. You introduced me to some sounds from my own people. This is Sounds of Blackness, and the song is called Optimistic. And and it's from uh, their album, The Evolution of Gospel, okay? And let me tell you, I feel like maybe I've heard this once or twice in my life, but but didn't know, but it felt brand new to me when I heard this is, it. And this it, is like classic music, Mel. This is like from the, the golden age, you know? I, I assume so. This is what I'm saying. I feel like I may have heard it, but when he played it, I'm like, what is this? And he's like, oh, you don't know what this is? And I'm like, I don't. So but maybe I did, and I don't know. This is, we need this right now. I'm sick. The world's dark. This is a feel-good song. I felt good in the backseat of Cameron's car 
Let's when, go. When, when Daniel started playing this. So here you go. Optimistic, folks. The blackness. Keep the keep on. story um as mentioned on a previous episode you know jesse's op who got mad at him for not wanting to take an hour and a half long bus ride in the middle of a pandemic yes um david and i were supposed to shoot a video for him back in 2012 and his song sampled this song uh-huh. <laughs> well i guess you could jesse say, knows uh... what i'm talking about that guy sure knows how to kill the optimism. My God. Yeah. Well, uh, I got to say, my next pick pales in comparison to uh, that record. So just oh, okay. another one that I got a chance to listen to the new Currency and Harry Fraud EP, Regatta, I think it's called. Um, okay. A lot of good joints on this one. I actually, I was struggling to pick between uh, this one and two others, but I ultimately decided let's give them track four super series featuring Larry June. Uh, this is like a nice track. I like this one off of that new currency EP regatta. Cause you gotta get regatta. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. The music got the hairy fun. Uh, paper up, but it's never enough. Count cake in the cut, never paying for love. Niggas say they with us, that's the ultimate bluff. You done known that was cat. Had you seen this car when he pulled up? We arrived, Rolls Royces with the satellites. My race group customized. Now I got the stars and the planets in mind. From New Orleans, I learned from ballers. So of course I shine without trying. It's in my bloodline. My cousin twin still in South Central, wrenching on this 59. We know it ain't overnight. We'll be low riding in due time. Sunrise, I was already up before it. Smoking, coming up with more dope shit. Putting them plays in motion. Overall, just going forward. That's what I preach, that's what I breathe, that's what I really mean. Worth a can wrong when he came with the paint. All like prime time in 89. Mike Tyson championship fighting while you hide, sitting ringside. When I write, I bring things to life. Kill a game, keeping the shit alive. Hope you understand what's at hand. The shit I'm giving you could kill you, fool, or make you a rich man. Just watch who you bring with you when you come through. 
You bring them busters, I can't fuck with you. We can't touch you. Range Rovers in different colors. They think we slinging barn and rubble. They sending undercovers. They think we smuggling. But the music we pumping, that's what's bringing money in. They think it's drugs and shit, but it's just love and shit. They think it's drugs and shit, but it's just love and shit. The love guru definitely would pop for that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What is this? So, yeah, I, check I, out that new currency EP. It's uh, it's pretty good. A lot of good tracks. Sounds like current, you know. You, you go to current because you know you're going to get current. Yep, and you do. So, yeah, you got you got curry. He's got that project coming out with Jermaine Dupree next, which I'm excited for. Oh yeah, yeah. We we told him about that. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree. Oh yeah, I made a bad joke. I was like, yeah, and I'm not going to make it again. But anyway. Oh, uh, so that was this week in Wolves and Mail, huh? Yep. Uh, you got another beat. Yeah, unfortunately, I do. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. What is... All right, we'll, we'll do it like this. Okay. I'm going to read you some folders. <laughs> uh, Anna Melvin. No. Beatmon Tops. Maybe. Beats from college. No. Broken fingers. Maybe. Capri Sun. No. Collaboratory stories. No. Cosmic crack rocks. Let's just go with broken fingers. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, uh, oh God. All right. Well, here's one from broken fingers. You ready? I guess. You're not ready. Cause I'm not ready. This is, uh, I think there's like some family guy stuff in here. Oh, here we go. Uh, you picked it, not me. I did. Wow, this is perfect for This is great. Sound great to me. It's been this it's week been so in far. Wills and Mel. Things are going great. And it's this week in Wills and Mel. A great week. A week. Unlike any other. But a week that will live in infamy, perhaps. This weekend will come out. This is dope. This might be the new outro theme. Well, here's the thing. I got I gotta find the version without the Peter Griffin and Lois Griffin and. Nah, stuff. leave that in. That's that's good. I like it. <laughs> what? Yeah, fuck it. That's the new outro theme for this weekend. Mills and Mel. We finally found the outro theme. The search for an intro theme continues. Wow. Well, folks, uh, I once put that beat out a long time ago in the Dark Ages. And I'll tell you what, I didn't know. I was just sampling something. My my uh, stepmom had rented some movie, I think, back when you you know people still order DVDs from Netflix. Uh, it's this yeah. movie called uh, Towelhead. And I didn't know that apparently that's like a slur. <laughs> so like, I, but I just named the beat after because this is, they played that, the thing I sampled was played in the movie, like I came downstairs to get like some cocoa krispies or something, well, and I saw her watch the movie, I'm and I heard that. Pass, I'm here to pass judgments on the name of the beat. I'm just saying. I'm just letting them know why new... it's named that because it wasn't until I made the nobody beat knew and like, what, nobody knew the... what it was named until you brought it up. Well, you know, it's, it's, I figured you thought you it was said broken it was fingers. I was telling what the name of the beat was. The movie, I don't know about the movie. It came out. I never. I didn't watch it. My stepmom watched. It. You got to ask her how it was. Arbitrary uh, ass beat naming. 
Look, I named it after the movie. I heard the song, the doo 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 doo, and you know, I was in, I was like what sixteen, and that was when I was sampling like five times a day, like five beats a day for three summers. I was on that, you know, so I heard that in the kitchen, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna sample this, and I went right upstairs and did that, and threw that Family Guy soundbite in there for some reason, and that's how you got the beat. So, yeah. All right. Well, you say we uh, do what we came to do this week. Wow. An hour and 16 minutes. We're making good time. Better time than last week. Well, no Getting shit. Last week time. we went almost three hours in part one. It was a lot to do. It was a lot to do. But listen, folks, the time stamps, they're there. You don't have to hear any of this. <laughs> you know, you can go right to E40. Sure. You can go right there. You go right there. Yeah. Always. Right to ooh if you want it. You know, you don't have to put up with this. Anyway. Uh, for people who who do want to put up with it, uh, shout out to you because we got a little bit more, some info about this album. What do you tell them? What do you say you tell them the info? Yeah, let's get into it. All right. My Ghetto Report card is the ninth studio album by Bay Area rapper E-40. It was released on March 14th, 2006 by BME Records, Sick With It Records, who I've just signed to, and Warner Bros. Records. E-40 released eight solo albums prior to My Ghetto Report card, dating back to 1993. In the early 1990s, he was part of the Vallejo rap group The Click. Thanks to regional popularity of his independently released single, Captain Savaho, E-40 got his first major label signing with Jive Records in 1994. By the late 1990s and early 2000s, E-40 began doing guest features on Southern rappers' albums, such as M.P. The Last Don by Master P, My Homies by Scarface, and Kings of Crunk by Lil Jon and the Eastside Boys. My Ghetto Report Card was supported by two singles, Tell Me When to Go featuring Keek Seek and You and That featuring T-Pain and Candy Girl. Tell Me When to Go, which is produced by Lil John, peaked at number 35 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number 8 on the U.S. Hot Rap Songs chart. The official remix features a new verse from E-40 and features Kanye West, Ice Cube, and The Game. Yes. Now, uh, you brought that I, in, didn't you? I do have this. I'm a big fan of this remix. Um... If like if the game wasn't on it, I'd love it even more. Because um, I really like Kanye and Ice Cube's verses on this, and I think E40's verse on the remix is better than his verse on the original. Okay. So uh, why don't we play it? Let's let's get E40's verse for sure. Let's get Kanye in there and a little bit of Ice Cube. Let's make sure they don't have to hear the game though. We know about it. <laughs> All right, we do. Uh, here it is. Remix. Hey man, hey, it's by popular demand, pimp. I need a fix, man. They demanding a remix, man. Yeah, a remix, pimp. It's confirmed like a John King turn. Yeah. You got your boy 40. You got Kanye West. Ice Cube. You got Kanye. Tell me when to go. 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 Got me feeling like the man of steel, extreme hyphy energy drink, drink. spinning steering wheel, wheel. Mardi Gras bees around my neck, neck. invisible set, pull outs, pull out. diamonds in my mouth, Bye. rally stripes, muscle cars, vans, and campers. campers. My dude got handlebars, get out your cameras, wet the dark down, break out the cricks, we on the soil ice skating, doing figure eights, the king of slang, they call me Ebonics, I get stupid and dumb like just ice and mantronics. Hear me out, 
drought. The first motherfucker to even speak about a drought. Uh-huh. 40 a fool, I heard he growing out his hair. Yeah. Swear, yeah, he taking the day. Ooh, ooh. It's party music. Mm-hmm. Get used to it. To it. The hype he moves. The hype when it got. Tell me when it got. Tell me when it got. Tell me when it got. J Pimp, Forty pimp. told me to fuck with me in, in the, the Bay Pimp, so pimp. I'ma ride down with the doze open, Dose yeah. Open. That's where to get the hoes open, yeah. Open. High hits the letters with the toes open, yeah. Toes and any haters get their nose broken. Now yeah. tell me when to go, tell me where the hoes. You told me they was cold, now you act like you don't know, like. Um, 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 I'ma hit the liquor store. Ooh. I'ma be on the low. I'ma have a hoodie on. And yeah. If you call out my name, then you know they gon' go. You're fucking up my mold, man. I tell you, you only call me by my code name. Code, now I already recognize me for my gold chain. The same one I gave Keisha Cole, man. Code, I go man. dumb, like cold. On Martin, I'm retarded. West Coast nigga named E4 Liquor. We can drink more liquor till the party get thicker. Then I get sicker and go gorilla. Rolling through the bank, doors open, man. Freaks on the sidewalk hoping, man. That they can jump in, get a little something. Yo, Geronimo, bitch, cause I gotta go. Burn rubber, leave it in the streets. Leave it to them dope ass little giant beats. To make you go berserk till it hurts. Put in work if you're scared, go to church. Shake them dreads, nigga, fuck them beds. I'm with the E4 Say, Tell me when they go. Yo, I get. There Thank God, because you just, he goes, hyphy, I get hyphy. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it's, it's real bad. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> no, was a remix. I, I, I love that remix, personally. I got to say, I, I'm I pretty sure I've heard it before, but yeah, that's when uh, Kanye was uh, not a menace to society. No, and like his guest verses were fun and not just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know every other bar yeah like yeah. trying to be french montana but like somehow 10 times more irritating well before french it was what the yin yang twins oh yeah they they were really the first person to do that yeah he stole a hand from them you know but french uh, is more like ha ha yeah it's it's yeah <laughs> they go ha and he goes, hey, There's, it's like when yeah. Vanilla Ice was describing, you know, the difference between Ice Ice Baby, you know, and, and uh, uh, Under Pressure. Or no, I think it's another one, Bites the Dust, or something, maybe Under Pressure. Like, dun, 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 dun. Their song goes, dun, 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 And my song goes, dun, 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 I got a drop for him. You ain't black? No, that was too easy. Is it something worse than that? It's okay to not be black, but uh, this is uh, this is this is what he oh, is he a con artist? to get over. No, not that. This is white capitalist swine. <laughs> okay, that. All right. So yeah, that was uh, the official remix, right? 
Now, here's the thing. The Super Hyphy remix includes uh, the entire Hyphy roster. Includes Too Short, Be Legit, Clyde Carson, Turf Talk, Richie Rich, San Quinn, The Federation, Hood Stars, Messy Marv, Mr. Fab, Mr. F-A-B? Mr. Fab. It's Fab, right? Yeah. Okay. Yuck Mouth, Big Rich, PSD, J Diggs, and Rap Group Balance. Federation is a rap group as well, but okay. Hood Stars are as well. Oh, yeah. More on Federation... More on Federation later in this review. I have much to say about them. Big fan. That sounds ominous. No, big fan. Oh, okay. At the start of the song, E-40 proclaims, Rest in peace, Mac Dre. Dre, you're supposed to be on this one, baby. Referring to rapper Mac Dre, who was considered the originator of the hyphy movement. For all music, David Jeffries remarked, Lil Jon seems to be adapting to the Bay more than E-40 is going south. You and That, which was also produced by Lil Jon, peaked at number 13 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number four on the U.S. High Rap Songs chart. With E-40 as executive producer, as an executive, executive producer, the album features production from Bosco, Lil Jon, and Rick Rock, among others. In an interview with MTV News, E-40 described the title as a reflection of having, quote, straight A's across the board and doing nothing foul in the game in his music career. Nice. I like that. Released in the United States by Reprise Records on March 14th, 2006, my Ghetto Report card debuted at number three on the Billboard 200 and remains E-40's highest charting album as of 2020, surpassing the 1996 album The Half of Game. The Hall of Game. No, The Hall of Game. (laughs) There it is. The Half of Game, I said. No, The Hall of Game, like the Hall of Fame, that peaked at number four. On August 25th, 2006, the Recording Industry Association of America awarded the album a gold certification for selling 500,000 units, making it the fourth E-40 album to earn a RIAA certification. My Ghetto Report card received favorable reviews. David Jeffries of AllMusic described the album as containing an amazing set of wry, snide, and provocative rhymes. Angus Beatty of British News... (laughs) I shouldn't laugh at his name. It's his name. Sounds like a British name, though. Angus Beatty. Okay. Angus Beatty of British newspaper The Guardian described the album as, quote, character-filled, lewd, and often laugh-out-loud funny. In a largely negative review, Tom Brihan, Brihan of Pitchfork. Brian, we Brihan. Him. We know about him. Called the production of Lil John and Rick Rock, quote, more exhausting than exhilarating. Brihan, I forgot already. He doesn't matter. He compared the sound of Yay Area to robots malfunctioning due to frantic off-kilter drums, high-pitched synth squeals, and gurgling staccato vocal samples. Sounds uh, great. Tommy Boy. Yeah, it sounds great to me. Tommy Boy also uh, like oh, in D40's vocal Listen, come on. Quality. Don't disrespect the late, great Chris Farley that way. <laughs> I was referencing the uh, record label that got dissed on... Uh, oh, like that Tommy Boy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, also like an E-40's vocal quality to, quote, Bernie Mac's making fun of white people voice. A nervous adenoidal yammer. We know about you. Okay, so this guy's gotten to because... And you ain't black. We First of all, I want to just tell you and remind everyone who may have forgotten that this person thought that Raekwon was Jaquan, the guy who made Tipsy, back in a 2005 article. You freaking, you know, they, they, they set us, they want us to say these bad things about them, but this show isn't about them. Okay. 
It's just, just, I'm we, just we saying, all, it's all we a, had to do was read your comment, and they know. They know we, about we you. Know, we know about you, and the Jaquan, Raekwon confusion will live in infamy. <sighs> Bernie Max making fun of white people voice. No, not exactly. He does not sound like E-40. Anyway, uh, rest in peace to Bernie Mac, though. The uh, homie alternatively, Angus, though, comes through. Yeah, all oh, the boy Angus, the good brick. He comes through. Angus, Angus Beatty. Angus Beatty described the sound of Yay Area as one of the handful of truly experimental, daring, and generally orally flabbergasting rap tracks released so far this century in the 2015 profile of E-40. Ryan Domball, Domball. By Domball, the way, just as an aside... When we get to Yay Area, which is the intro, I have a lot of archival audio to back up his claim. Oh, man. What did you do? Like, fly into the Yay Area and be like, do like some investigative journalism or something? It's maybe the most archival audio I've ever presented for one song, but we'll get to it when we get there. All right. Not too long now, but yeah, Ryan... Uh, Dom, Dom of Entertainment Weekly said the album speeds up Crunk's creeping scurriliousness. Scurriliousness, S- yeah. I think that's the first time I've ever seen that word in my life. While toning down its violent undercurrents. Due to the success of Tell Me When to Go and hypey theme songs, hypey, hyphy theme songs on radio and MTV, the East Bay Express and Oakland Tribune speculated that My Ghetto Report Card would become E-40's mainstream breakout album. I'd say they weren't wrong. Uh, by May 2006, Jim Harrington of the Oakland Tribune observed that a concert sponsored by local radio station Wild 94.9 crowned E-40 as the new king of hip-hop. Writing for the Oakland-based East Bay Express, Rachel Swan listed the album among the best of 2006 and called it the most elegant in a spate of hyphy albums released this year. Wow. The hometown hero, I would say. Oh, yeah, for sure. Always has been. Well, that's a little bit of info about it. Before we get into the review, we do what we always do, which is share our personal experiences with the album. Yes. Um... I'll tell you, I don't have much, but I do remember this. I can say, unlike the Woo albums, I have, you know, some experience here. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember this coming out. I remember the singles being played, and I'm pretty sure that was probably the first time I'd become acquainted with E-40. Like, to me, he was a new artist you know, at that point. I mean, 2006, I was 13. Right. And uh, I remember these singles being on the radio. This was like eighth grade, freshman year. And... um. I was like, oh, this guy has a cool voice. And I remember seeing like the name of the title, like in a magazine, I think it must have been Vibe or Double XL. And I was like, my ghetto report card. That's funny, you know? And so, like, I've always, before I even knew that, look, spoiler, E40 is one of my favorite rappers. Before I knew that he was one of my favorite rappers, though, the seeds were already being planted by having, you know, breakout singles. Like, the first time I ever heard him, like, I liked him, you know? And right. then, like, I'm like, okay, this guy has a funny album title. Okay, I like his glasses. All right, this guy, okay, it's E-40. All right, you know. But I wasn't quite into rap yet. That wouldn't come for another couple of years, you know, like, to where it was, you know, I was consuming it all day long every day. So he was still just, like, a radio artist to me, like everyone was. You know, if you weren't on the radio, I probably didn't hear you. So this E-40, I knew, I knew him because of that. 
as the years would pass, uh, more songs would, would come about. And I'm like, you know, this E40. And it was like the around the past four or five years where thanks to Mools and just, you know, consuming a lot of things through uh, our work together, I realized like E40 is one of my favorite rappers. Like I heard more E40 albums and I'm like, yo, this dude, the hit rate that this guy has with me means he's one of my favorite rappers, you know? And uh, we'll talk about that during the review. What makes E40 one of my favorite rappers? What does he do? That makes him so great to me. But uh, yeah, I just, I remember this coming out and I remember the singles uh, and we'll talk about those singles when we get to those singles. So how about you? Uh, yeah, I, this was, this is like ultimately in hindsight, a very important album to me. I actually had to make a phone call this week to clear something up about it. Oh, wow. So around this time, like I was in, college but like still living at home going to community college and i remember like with albums leaking on box den and whatnot like when something would leak that could be essentially grounds for me to download the leak burn it on a cd call david and we have like a listening session basically or and I had to ask David, I called him this week and I had to ask him, were you one of the people that fronted on E40? And he said, no, he enjoys, he enjoys E40. Um, but he does remember that a lot of people were not a fan of this one. Now this album for me growing up in New York, like this was my introduction to E40. I had never heard an E40 album before this, I had only heard Same. he had done a song with the clips called Quarterbacking. I had heard that song. I think I had heard okay. the DJ Quick remix of that song. But I think I may have heard E40 on a Tupac song as well. But I my formal introduction to him as an artist was this album. And David was telling me, like, we used to ghost ride the whip to this album. You know, we would get out of the car in Long Island, New York, nonetheless, and ghost ride the whip to this My Ghetto Report card. Like, we liked the hyphy shit, but a lot of our friends did not. And I remember when this album came out, you know, in the first couple of weeks it was out and I was listening to it, we would also like, you know, with our friends and whatnot, Shah and uh, George, we would freestyle, like drive around and freestyle and stuff like that to beats. And okay. my freestyling was starting to become influenced by how E40 rapped. And like, I was getting clowned <laughs> for it. They're like, you gotta stop listening to E40. Like, this was definitely a pivotal album for me in hindsight, because I became a pretty big E40 fan after this. Um, he releases a lot of music, especially in like the early 2010s, he was putting out like six part albums or like four disc albums with different, you know, day shift, night shift, evening shift, afternoon shift sort of deal. Like a lot, a lot of material and still working with a lot of the same people like Rick Rock on production and like, Stressmatic and be legit features and stuff that like 
he just remained consistent for me. And I went back and started checking out some of his older stuff. I've stayed in touch with his newer stuff. Like Mel, he is one of my favorite rappers. Or... And one of the most unique rappers from a like a stylistic and vocal perspective for me. Like he's so easily identifiable. I would never confuse him for someone else. And uh, this was the beginning of my musical love affair with E-40. And getting clowned on by a bunch of my friends. Because, you know, on Rab, people think, oh, Mules is like the New York man, you know? But back in New York, I was the person that was trying to get people to listen to DJ Quick, Devin the Dude, Lil Wayne, UGK, E-40, and like 8-Ball and MJG. And people were like giving me a hard time about it. You know, like I was actually one of the more open-minded people back home where... You know, if it wasn't like some East Coast boom bap type shit or like Detroit, Boston or Philly rap, it's not really going to get any play. Wow. Here on rap, you're the New York man. But back in New York, you were a traitor to the soil. (laughs) Yes, actually, uh, 40. So, uh, (laughs) you know, my uh, my get a report card is not my favorite E40 album at this point. But it was my first E40 album. So, and you know, as you read in the notes, it was to this day, I believe his most lucrative, um, you know, from, a record sales and singles and whatnot. Like it was his biggest album. So I think it's fitting. We start here where he kind of broke out nationally with this hyphy stuff. I mean, you know, the thought of a Bay Area slapper never crossed my mind until I got into E40. And through E40, I got into, you know, Federation and Be Legit and just all the different Bay Area rappers that he worked with opened me up to an entire new world of rap. Like, he right. was my tour guide. Like, I didn't even listen to Too Short before I got into E40. E forty seemed to be the uh the entry point for both of us to this uh hyphy movement, this Bay Area sound. Definitely, definitely. I mean there were definitely like earlier like I knew like Digital Underground, Shock G, you know, like I knew about him before E forty and like obviously like Zion I I was a big fan of and I was into their album before like their uh, true and living album from the year earlier they're from the bay and like they had bay slapper adjacent stuff but like this is unfiltered like straight from the source and right you know through his subsequent albums i've gotten into a bunch of different producers and rappers with e40 essentially as my tour guide so i i have experience with this album even though this isn't the E-40 album I'll go back to the most. Mm-hmm. For me, it's those revenue retrieving projects I like a lot. Um, there's not Hall of Game, but there's an album from 95 from E-40 with the Bumble on it, the name of the song. Like, that's a great album if you want to hear some of his earlier yeah, stuff. I think Bumble. it's called In a Major, got, uh, some money in a major Way. I'm pretty lawsuit sure. from there. E-40, the Bumble. <laughs> 
in a major way. Yeah. Um, that's a good older one. Um, his albums that are like broken up into different parts and series and stuff are really good. I, I like it. They're fun to kind of make playlists of and streamline into one cohesive album instead of like a straight up 80 song music dump. But you know, he, he's very consistent for me. He's a rapper that I would personally put in my top 25. So like, I mean, he's an artist I hold in a great regard and who hasn't really let me down now for like 15 years. So shout out to E40. Excited to do this album. Excited to get this man up on the board where he belongs. He's an innovator. He's a legend. And he's next on Rap Rankings. Do you rap like this? 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 Uh, I mean, I was planning on it. Mel, don't say a word, okay? I had a better intro. Censorship Mel vetoed the intro. Oh my God, it was a life or death situation. I said that this was going to be for the rest of the season after yesterday's or last week's debacle with the Quemini intro. Nothing but banger intros from Mool's. From here on out this season, and I had a banger intro. Mel, you can attest it was a banger. It would have put me in danger. You know, so it was a banger, banger was, or not. And it was influenced by Jesse's uh, suggestion. They don't always have to be specific references to the album. So I had yeah. this, I had this classic, classic intro cooked up, and I asked Mel if he was okay with it, because uh, it would involve uh, giving out his address on the air. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, look, what so, a could have should have. All right. We're going to do E40. Listen. Right, no other uh, address matters but, the, but the, the Bay Area, okay? So we're heading to the Bay. It's time for, listen, it's the man himself. It's the the, the legend, E40. Let's get say, into it's it. It's the Latino. <laughs> no, he's... Is he Latino? He could be. I don't know. Anyway. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Track one. Yay area. Produced by Rick Rock. Gonna give this first track an eight minus. Wow. Well, I wish we could connect, but I got to just go uh, a teensy bit higher and get that, that bell ready. It's ding me baby season. Flatty. Is this one-upsmanship from Wolves? Have you ever been to the Yay area? I have, yes. How'd you like it? It was all right. It's, I mean, it has its pluses and minuses. I would say. I've been there for Warriors games and to visit family, and from what I could tell, seemed all right. Seemed like it's a cool. decent area. I kind of like it better than where I live right now, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. What's here is uh, the fact that uh, this is the first track. And I like it a lot. And I, and I want to start here because this seems to be an E40 staple. You know, I'm not I'm not calling myself an E40 encyclopedia or anything, but I've heard a lot of E40 songs where the beat will 
repeat something, some sort of vocal sample or something. Yes. So that's actually the – I have a, a bunch of different folders that I sent you. Oh, you know we got folders. So this is in my in my estimation the first time he ever did this and this was you know if you look Rick Rock is really the one who's doing this. Mm-hmm. This was a Rick Rock innovation every time that it's happened since it has been done by Rick Rock. And it kicked off with the A area. So it opens up with, um, you know, Cool Like That by that, that Diggable Planet. of Slick. That yeah, I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that. I'm doing all this laughing and cheering, and I'm probably going to give that song like a 7 plus. You know, which is, I like it, but like, I just, it's a know, great song. We know um, about me. And, you know? you know, that's a, I'm, I'll talk about what I like about Diggable Planets when we get to them. But, cool. you know, this isn't the acapella. This is like straight up the song. And then, you know, we beat to rap what key beat to lock what we beat to rap what. And listen. Yes. I love, a, I love hear, a good vocal flip. I love a good flip period. Let them hear what they did with this Digable Planets sample. And, I mean, Rick Rock is a mad scientist. He makes slappers with very unique sounds in them. We'll get more on that later. But I love it. Let's get some yay area, and then I will show you what he went on to do after that in terms of this becoming almost an intro staple for a lot of other E-40 albums. I can't wait to hear that stuff, but let's start with what we uh, what we got here. Yay, area. Uber up the styles like miles and shit. Like 60s funky worms with waves and perms. Just sending junky rhythms right down your block. We beat to rap what key beat to lock, but we beat to rap what key beat to lock. We beat we beat to rap what key beat to lock, but we beat to rap what key beat to lock. We beat we beat to rap what key beat to lock, but we beat to rap what key beat to lock. I got my second win, pimp. We beat to rap what key beat to lock, but we beat to rap. I got my second win. Sick with a B M A. Talk to a P. Wanna brothers? Fuck with a P. Talk to a P. Heavyweight. A vet. Once again, I have to remember we were on a show and I was ready to just listen to the song again because it's great. But yeah, it's just you're looping that dag on uh, we be to rap what key be to lock. And here's here's what I want to touch on, because it's not enough to just loop something. OK, this is where being a producer, having the ear comes in. The key to a repetitive beat is to repeat something worth repeating, something that has a rhythm to it or has flavor, you know, and that that's I would say that's the producer ear of Rick Rock hearing that sort of cadence. We beat to rap what key beats a lot. It already kind of has it sounds like, you know, an instrument of, of some sort. So like you loop that and like I don't know about anyone else, but when things like that get looped. Like, I start grinning. 
we talk <laughs> about hug? Mel disembodied phrases a lot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for all we know, Rick Rock might have just been saying we be to rap what he be to lock to right? himself for years. And was like, you know what? I'm just right. And, and that's how you get something like this sometimes. Right. You know, and it works. And you were talking about he will add these like sounds on, you know, like it's it's oh, the dude. whole beat. I mean, it's I just feel like that. I like Rick Rock's contributions to the Dynasty album, but mm-hmm. I wish we were almost able to do this album first because this album's a much better representation, even though he only did five beats on this album. Um, it's not like an E40 album with, let's say, the most Rick Rock production compared to others, mm-hmm. but this is way more representative of his style. He makes big, booming, banging, slapping ass beats, but Slappers. there's always yeah. there's always like interesting percussion elements at work. He'll like really go out there for some of the sounds out there and, is right. Cause it's like these alien scents. Yes. It's, you know? it's really like <laughs> to me, this was where you know, like we'll, we'll get a little bit more into this when we talk about go hard or go home. But mm-hmm. you know, cause he produced both albums from the Federation entirely okay. from top to bottom. And this was a guy that like in 2006 coming off of the work that he did on this album I instantly wanted to know everything that he was producing going forward. And I wanted to hear everything he had done going backwards. Okay. Like he became one of the producers that I checked for. He became a producer that I tag in the MP3 in the composer section, Rick rock. When E40 so drops, you the can album, easily find it when yes, you want to, when yeah. E40 drops the album, I go immediately to the credits and see which ones Rick rock did. Cause he's done, beats on so many E-40 albums at this point. Uh, Mm -hmm. Their work together. uh, If they did an entire album together, that would be one of, like, potentially the great producer-rapper duo albums, I think. Like, they have great chemistry. they've yet to do one together? No, it's just just Rick Rock has always produced a bunch of beats on, like, the majority of his albums. Oh, man, they got to lock in, as the kids say. I completely agree. I mean... You know, he's just, he makes like interesting, unique and creative bangers. And that's like way up my alley. I love that too. Mules and Mel Avenue. And, you know, this isn't the only style of beat that Rick Rock does. We hear more throughout the album, but let's hear the evolution of this style. I brought in all of them, though. Every single one. (laughs) Well, I'm guessing every one that was already in your possession. No, this is every single one that he's ever done because I've gotten every E40 album since this album. (laughs) The Mool's Archive, y'all. If there's one that I'm forgetting, there's others that at first you think they're going to be like that because they open up with a kind of sample like that, but the sample doesn't end up as part of the beat. You know what I mean? Got it. These, These are a specific one for, I believe, the next the next two they continue to mine from the diggable planets. So this next one was later this year in 2006, Snoop Dogg put out the excellent blue carpet treatment album and candy was on there with E40 also sampling diggable planets. Let's get a little bit of candy. This is a great one. Before we get a little bit of that one, I got some background info on this song. So in high school, at the Yo-Yo-Yo school, my freshman year. You say this is 06, so this, yeah, I know this is when it happened. 
I remember vividly being in line for lunch and my main man, Darius, shout out to Darius. I knew him since like three years old. We were in line together and he was singing this like the whole day can be dripping like what he kept, he was saying yeah. it the whole day. And I thought he was talking about the tag convict. And I was like, uh, it's convict. And he's like, no, 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 that's different. Like that's the Akon tag. No, this is a, it's a song called candy. And he was like really on a Bay area kick. Cause I think his dad lived out there, okay. you know? So like he was he was singing this song and that's why I know this candy dripping like water because the whole day that day candy dripping like water the song, whole day he was saying it the song was you released know? as a single I know mm-hmm. that not a lead single I think it was one of those singles that gets put out after the album because it kind of became a bit of a cult classic I know Jesse's a fan of this one let's give him some candy from the blue carpet treatment it was the first song in the yay area. Genre, subgenre, if you will. Here we go. You want them, I got them. Dripping like water. Uh, you want them, I got them. Dripping like water. You want them, I got them. Dripping like water. You want them, I got them. Dripping like water. You want them, I got them. Dripping like water. You want them, I got them. Dripping like water. You want them, I got them. Talk to him, nephew. The candy man. Come on, Jack. Narcotic meth merchant. Shipping and handling your life supply. Time to get up and wipe the eye boogers out my eye. What y'all trying to buy, Pippi? You know it's kind of dry here. I only got a couple of pies left to last me through the year. Ice cream candy. Man, that shit be coming in handy. It's real walkie talkie. I got that from the DBs, my cousin. If you want it, I got to be up in the cop and be So that was that candy. Yeah. I like this style of beat. What can I say? Yeah, it, I feel like, you know, the Yay Area beat birthed the beat for Candy, which Rick Rock also produced, and he goes on to produce all of these others as well. Um, so this is from the Ball Street Journal, which I believe is <laughs> the following E40 album after this one, right? Uh, I wouldn't know. You would know more uh, than I would. I think so. I think it's his next studio album after my Get Wall Street card. Journal. Then what came after that? The Revenue Retrieving Joints? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Um, there may be something in between those two, though, that I'm forgetting. But either way, um, The Ambassador is the intro to that album. And we go right back to Diggable Planets again. Why mess with a good thing, right? Wow. This Rick Rock really loves Diggable. Hmm. Well... Uh, should I should I play this? The ambassador. Yeah, All right, well, here we go. Sixty-eight inches above sea level, ninety-three million miles above these devils. Play me in the winter. Play me in the summer. Play me in the autumn. Any order. Play me in the winter. Play me in the summer. Play me in the autumn. Any order. Play me in the summer. Play me in the autumn. Play me in the summer. We got another one, pimp. We got another one. Rock, wake him up, boy! Wake him up, boy! We got another one. Stick with a wreck, he fought it. Water, brother. I'm trying to get my beak wet. I'ma let you shoot the dice and I'ma sign it. Still hungry, just ate. Medallion, same size as a dinner plate. We could do this all night, man. We really can. I mean, I went, I went a little overboard with the archival audio here, but it's just so fun to hear Rick Rock beats. 
I agree. I mean, there's a there's a quality to these beats where I don't know about anyone else, but I'm sitting here in the podcast studio, aka my bedroom, and as soon as they come on, I start, you know, I start hitting that the, the cholo dance. You know, <laughs> you gotta hit it. It's just so, come on, man. In order for this style to survive, it has to expand. It can't just be diggable planet samples at this point. We got, <laughs> Imagine we, if it was though. We got the tone setter, right? We got yay okay. area. And then, you know, the insiders, they wanted more of that. They got it on the Snoop album for Candy. But then Candy was such a hit with, you know, at least like amongst a certain crowd that E-40's like, damn, we got to start another album with that style. Mm-hmm. So we get the uh, ambassador. But now if the style is going to survive and thrive, it needs to expand a little bit. Listen to what they did for this next one. Back in Business, which is the intro to the Revenue Retrieving Day Shift album. Got it. All right. Well, here we go. This sounds like the jackpot. We're back in business, boys. We're back in business. We're back in business, boys. We're back in business. We're back in business, boys. We're back in business. We're back in business, boys. We're back in business. The time comes when a man's gotta stop running away and face things. The time comes when a man's gotta stop running away and face things. We're back in business, boys. We're back in business. We're back in business, boys. <laughs> yes. We're back okay. in business, boys. <laughs> we're back in business. <laughs> yeah. So now we're mining classic film samples, and that continues. We get like maybe what could be like a something from like a horror movie or something. That no, no. This next one, this from this oh, revenue retrieving graveyard shift. Okay, Ooh. this was from the four shift albums. Revenue retrieving. Oh, hold on a second. Do you, I, I'm gonna play this one, this next one, but but you know which one I'm thinking of was was uh was it uh Ghoul Athene? You're a something. Oh yeah, that I don't know if Rick Rock did that one. We have to check. Okay. You're a monster, Ghoul Athene. <laughs> Zombie, I think it's called. Zombie. Yeah, that's that's another one like this. And yeah, okay. Well, anyway, Barbarian. You say? Yes. Uh, let's hit him with with some of that. You're a barbarian, a savage. 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 Barry in a savage. Whoa, what is <laughs> What's this happening? Oh my god. Okay, look. Oh man, Zigcaster glitching out. I want to tell you, I feel bad for anyone who doesn't like this style of beats because you you you, you got a couple more here, but I would go to a party if they played nothing but these types of beats. Oh me like too. I I would love it. I would love it. You know, it's just Come on, this is like the the spirit of fun is in beats like this. 
You know, um, am I just crazy? Are we crazy? No, these are amazing. I love these beats. Well, well, we, I say weaker because they we get we is kind of crazy. So I don't They're know not, if this is Mules and Mel. If this was all Rick Rock ever did, he'd be a one trick pony. But he makes all different kinds of bangers. This is just one like one strain of banger that he makes. Nice. Well, I love this strain. This is my preferred strain. Roll this up every time I'm in the bay. Okay. Uh, what we have next here? Bamboo. Yeah, all up in your ear, rocking like bamboo. So. I don't think this is uh, Diggable Planets, but it's kind of like returning a little bit to that style. Okay. Um, so this is Bamboo. It's from the intro to the block brochure. Hold on. because there's Welcome like to the Soil 4. 4, yes, part yes. 4. Okay, here it is. All up in your ear, rocking like bamboo. Rocking like, rocking like bamboo. All up in your ear, rocking like bamboo. Rockin' like, rockin' like bamboo. Bam, bam, bamboo. Bam, bam, bamboo. Bam, bam, bamboo. Bam, bam, bamboo. Yeah. Bam, bam, bamboo. Bam, bam, bamboo. Bam, bam, bamboo. Bam, bam, bamboo. Yeah. The beat is excruciating. You lie better find me up in the old school. Xenos are dating, scooting and skating, beating and quaking, waking up to <laughs> Okay, hold on. I-, I hate to be the guy to say it, but what does rocking like bamboo even mean? I don't know. Because bamboo is like, it's bamboo. Like you build structures out of it. It doesn't rock. Isn't it like All a tree? Rocking like bamboo. I guess I don't know. I'm supposed to rock. I don't know. I mean, in rush hour, they were climbing that bamboo thing, and it was rocking back and forth. I guess, but that's would you say that that body weight is that <laughs> an example of you got to sample something that is like is good on its own? Yes. What about this next one? Uh, I sent you Zombie. By the way, Zombie's not produced by Rick Rock. It also doesn't have. I think the thing with the Rick Rock ones, he kind of like starts tweaking the sample up top. Whereas right. Zombie, I think it's kind of just like in the beat layered, but definitely inspired by that style. Uh, I sent you this Zombie. Must be Rock Rick that produced this one. It, uh, this is J2 who did Zombie, but uh, let, let's play I'm Pushing. It's the last one in the folder. This is from Welcome to the Soil 5. I think this is a six-part series. Oh, man. Okay. Well, here it is. What business are you in? Oh, Ah, uh, make my bread and butter. I'm pushing. What business are you in? Oh, ah, uh, make my bread and butter. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. What business are you in? Oh, I make my bread and butter. Trying to boost my coins, trying to have my change, trying to stack my chill. Trying to make my fatty grow so tall that it need to sit in the exit row. Knocking like pictures up off the wall, speakers about to blow. <laughs> I'm pushing. <laughs> and then we got zombie. Yes. Let's, let's play some zombie. I think zombie's dope. I love zombie. Well, this zombie, is, you put uh, me on a zombie, and I. It's one of those songs where I remember where I was when I heard it. I was in the car outside of Walmart on Allen Road, and, and I just I went crazy. This is on uh, the block brochure, Welcome to the Soil 2. Okay. I believe there's three, uh, maybe six. Might be six. Well, here you go. If you're a zombie, if you're a zombie, monster, ghoul, or fiend. If you're a zombie, monster, ghoul, or fiend. If you're a zombie, monster, ghoul, or fiend. 
<laughs> I mean, the good thing is, is that these are spread out all across different projects. He doesn't overdo this on a single project. You don't get overdo like, a it, bunch 40, of these. Overdo it, 40 Water. Don't be sad. Give us the whole project of this. I'll buy I'm, it. I'm fine with that, personally. But I'm just <laughs> saying, this isn't a Rick Rock one-trick pony gimmick. He's done many other beats throughout time. This makes up less than 1% of his discography. But mm-hmm. it's a substrain of his many different unique and interesting styles to make these slappers. And this one's the first one you heard. Yay area. I mean, you heard that. We beat to rap with key beat to lock. Excellent sample. The yeah. beat is slapping like I've never seen. Uh, Mel, have we seen beats that slap this hard in, in, in a while? I mean, come on. We just came out of these chambers. The chambers weren't known for slapping. It was... I wasn't hearing too many slappers in the chambers. Uh, more like clanging, maybe. Yes, clanging, chopping, yeah, snapping. Not, not slapping, though. We're slapping now. All right, We're fucking slapping. Slapping, we're booming. And I'm going to tell you this. E-40 comes in, and like I said, I'm no E-40 encyclopedia, but I know where this album falls in his, in his timeline. So when you hear him say, ooh, I got my second win, pimp, this is, he had just like signed to Warner Brothers, right? And this is kind of almost like a reboot. <clears throat> yes on his career like, i mean there's kind of like he was hotter in the 90s i feel mm-hmm. like than he was in the early 2000s right you know he was still around but you know i think that he was in a bit of like a lag period between what would end up being i guess like pre and post this album pretty much like, mm-hmm. you can look at all the stuff that came before this and then all the stuff that came after this and separate them into, like, two s- distinct eras of E-40, basically. Well, now here's my question, because we know how audiences can, can be. They're pretty fickle. Was it, a, was it a matter of, like, lack of output, or did they just, like, stop paying attention for a little bit? It's hard for me to tell you because I'm from New York. So oh, fair enough. he was not a national star and i guess like for me personally like knowing him from more so like the only time i had ever heard him before was like on tupac right like Mm -hmm. pac wasn't around anymore well he mentions that the west ain't been the same without pac so i guess it's up to e40 and rick rock (laughs) you know you know, it's I mean, just like which is an interesting line because they don't really occupy the same content I want, space. I don't want to say it was for lack of output. I mean, I know he was on what was he on Jive Records for a while. They have a spotty history. We'll talk more well, about they that. They some Jive turkeys, you know. That's right. We, we know they, about we'll that. talk about that on our uh, We Got It for Cheap Volume Two review eventually. Yeah. Um, but for now, um, E Forty was just in a period where. I think some people thought that his best work was maybe behind him, but it's hard for me to say because he was still a regional artist. So then the question becomes what got him on Warner brothers radar to kind of have this second run? Well, I was thinking about this this week, right? Okay. I know that too short was messing with little John before E 40 was, but E 40 was also working with little John on like he was on Snap Your Fingers, I think. Okay. Right? Snap your uh, fingers. 
do you stab? You could do it all by yourself. I think E40 was on that record. Okay. Um, so like Too Short and E40 were starting to fuck with Lil Jon. And Lil Jon was a really hot producer in the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was making a lot of people's careers, be it Ying Yang Twins. He got a he got a skit on Chappelle's show. So yeah, he was a cultural he was icon, a pop sure. culture. Uh, you know, he did yeah for Usher, of course, like number one, you know, yeah for a long time. So he was, I think, partially instrumental in somewhat of this resurgence. There was the hyphy movement at the time, which was bubbling, right? Uh, maybe a year prior to this, I remember seeing some stuff online, early rap blogs and stuff, talking about hyphy, Mr. Fab, and stuff like that. Like, the the Federation album, that the first one that Rick Rock produced in its entirety was from, like, 04, I think. So, like, things were kind of bubbling and gestating, I guess, to get to this point. But really, it's not about lack of output, maybe not even lack of anything other than promotion. He's not a bad rapper. He's never been a bad rapper. He's, mm-hmm. to this day, still not a bad rapper. So it's not for lack of talent. It's not for lack of output. It's not for lack of audience. It might be for lack of promotion. Sounds, yeah, okay, well then, sounds like it was just some industry bullsmith. Right, because keep you in know. mind... After this album, well, from this album onward, he's a nationally known rapper and respected yeah. one at that, at least by people who know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, well, if you're stuck in one little regional bubble and you won't listen to this kind of Bay Area rap, then, rat, you know, I you mean, know, you might not have ever given him the time of day. But like, I mean, first of all, in his area, he's like one of, if not the most respected artist, you know. He's widely known as, like, one of the great, you know, hustlers, basically, in rap when it comes to just making sure they put their city on, people know about their music, come hook or crook, like, whether they got to sell tapes out of the fucking trunk, that kind of vibe. Like, E-40 is a local legend, and then he became, in my opinion, with this album onward, nationally recognized as a legend. Mm-hmm. Well, And I mean... We'll talk about why that, you know, I think that he's so legendary right here on this song, Mel. E-40 is a one of one. He's a true original. Okay. That's what he is. He's people throw that one of one phrase around a lot these days, you know? Okay. What other rapper sounds like E-40 other than like 19 year old me in my car? (laughs) You know, like... E-40, I was thinking about this uh, earlier in the store. E-40 has, it to me, two lanes covered. Um, a lot of times you think about a rapper and their skill set and what they do. It's like some rappers uh, specialize in how they say things. Some rappers yes. specialize in what they say. Um, to me, E-40 is a marriage of both of those things. He has a very iconic voice. He raps like this. But the things he says pop me all the time. Are great. He also he has an amazing like style of writing and just like a like just such a sharp wit about him. 
yes. Like you could say, I I would I was concerned coming into this. But it's a marriage of no, it's a marriage. I think of three things though, which you can't overlook. What's the third one? A really good ear for beats. Oh, that too. There you go. Some of some of these beats are a bit what I would say off the beaten path, off out there, and he and and he never hesitates. I'm not 100 sure that every rapper would feel comfortable getting on some of these. Like, for example, some of these Rick Rock beats on here, some of the stranger sounding beats that are bangers in their own right. But there's musical elements or elements in the production that sound off compared to what is, you know, the norm at the time. Yeah. Look, I'll say this, man, as a member of the car carrying member of the weirdo community, you know, like E40 appeals to me. But I don't think it's just for weirdos. Like, you know, like I was concerned coming in because I was like, oh, they're going to think I'm just on my wacky mail because he sounds like this. Like I have to explain to them and convince them. It's not just his voice. Like I like the things he says. Okay. Um, He drops jewels. He can be poignant. He can be humorous. He's not just like this guy that I laugh at because he has like a weird delivery, you know? Like that part of me that loves out there things and abstract things loves that. But my enjoyment of him would be limited if that was all there was, you know, not to go too far off the path here. But I think a modern day equivalent of like the same way I like E40 for the same. Like you said, those three things, like the way the way he raps, what he says and beat selection. For me these days, the closest thing like uh, of the newer class of artists is probably Sada Baby. Like. He has a very distinct way of like growling and like yelling and then coming back down. And like his beats, like that dude, hell of a, that he works with, they mm-hmm. have that sort of sound to it. And I like the things that he says. So it's like, rarely do I get a rapper where everything can come together like this. And and that's when I realized, okay, E40 is legitimately one of my favorite rappers. It's, it's not funny just like, because, I mean, I'll talk about it, I guess uh, we could talk about it on the next song, but like Keek the Sneak sounds like a bit like Sada Baby to me, like early Sada Baby. He has that, yeah, that that, that growling uh, aspect. To his um, I sent you something, another one from that same album, I think that Zombie is on, maybe one of the other volumes of it, but it's called Stove on High featuring Stressmatic. And it's, I just want you to play E40's verse on there. Like, I legitimately think he's, an insanely talented rapper. His flows are You called are him a technician, I think, off air. Yeah, to me, he's a technician. Like, I am i can't rap most of his verses. And I pride myself in being able to try to nail at least one great verse from every rapper that I like. Mm-hmm. I can't emulate him. He's up <laughs> there with, like, prime... Eminem for me in terms of like I can't emulate this my voice isn't capable my mouth isn't capable of doing it Busta too you know I'm just like forget it like leave it leave them be like they do it better than I could ever do it um but I sent Stove on High just because I'm like I don't even really think this is one of his best songs but his rapping on here I'm just like please don't this isn't Wacky Mel this can't this be Wacky isn't. Mel I assure you it's not if you go on to like every other track on this album other than one, I'll be like, yo, what can you say? E-40 is one of the fucking greatest rappers ever to me. Mm-hmm. Let's hear some e- Stove on High so I could put all the... If anyone's listening, you're not that up on E-40 and you think that like this is just 
going to be some irony shit. Tell no. me you don't think that this is we good We don't writing. do that here. We don't do the iron ironic appreciation. No, no, this is, this is the, if I, if I like something, this is my stamp on it. You know, sometimes it has to do with wackiness sometimes, if, but like for me to like this guy, as much as I do, there has to be more than just a wacky element. So I'm going to play this dang on stove on high. What do you say? Let's hear it. Stove on high. We keep it lit up in this motherfucker. Bricks up in this motherfucker. We rich up in this motherfucker. Extra clips up in this motherfucker. Zip locks in this bitch. Gumbo pots in this bitch. Culinary spoons in this bitch. Triple beans in this bitch. We take this shit serious. Don't you get it mistaken? Patting this our livelihood, our real occupation. Sweating in the kitchen with the bulletproof apron. Living on the Yola eight or nine over. Give or take it. In the wee hours. Shotgun hours. During this two to four hour. Run, we sell hair raw, outnumber the cops. Me and my game, choppers fresh out the box, fresh off the train, private property. Me and my man go in the mountains and practice shooting. We train like the MMA in case we got a nerd. Go in the garage and put on the gloves. Birds in the back room that don't know how to fly. We got the stove on high. We got the stove on high. Uh, Senile Mule strikes again, by the way. Wrong song. Wrong song. Uh, oh, I do dear. I do like Stove on High. Um, but no, it's this hit in the lick that I sent you. Oh, my it. God. I'm sorry, Mo. There's like six volumes of this album. There's a lot of songs <laughs> I can get confused with one another. Okay, fair point. And plus, well, you, that that's just... Just an excuse to hear more E-40 slappers. Hey, hey, listen, if you're listening to this, folks, you're probably an E-40 fan or at least curious. So, hey, more E-40, you know? All right. It's his verse on this hit a lick. Yeah, or hitting a lick. Okay, here we go. Okay. Want two and I ain't eat right, something gotta give. Cause if it, if it don't, I'ma pull a lid. I think I want. See that boosty nigga there, he a clown. Over there, stunt nigga, better tone it down. Looking like shark bait, riding around town. Hundred thousand with the jury with the motherfucking top down. Everything black, 
Black hoodie, black car, black AR. Black AR. 15 short strap like a good talk. Mug me and got him under my radar. radar. Scheme. Scheme. Investigated ass like the task for the dollars. You better have some master lock kick those stops. Alarm is the cameras and a couple of rock rollers cause I'm laying down everything, even grandma. He woke up in a cold sweat, finger on the tank. Cause he heard a noise dog walking in the back. Hella paranoid cause he didn't make it with the sack. Got the tree for sale, that hair around that. Hammers in the kitchen? Under the couch. Hella ammunition? All through the house. His family Christian? They from the south. Had a premonition? Figured it out. Warning okay. couple weeks ago, caught me an act when I was trying to tiptoe. Snuck up on me from the back, just off to my tickle cause I didn't get the memo. Brought the noise like a symbol, put the barrel on my thing. When I was sneaking through the window with my hundred round extender in the middle of the night, in the morning of the middle, in the dark, not the light, in the dope thing, riddle. Took the law in his own hands, pop me like a pimpo. Sliding through the slums with a man. I mean, come on. Listen, you hear something like that. And, and the I just, control I, I, in his voice in that verse where he's like has to start being quiet because he's he's hitting the lick. Like he's, he's got, a performer, he's, bro. Yeah, he's a performer. That's like not just technical shit. That's showmanship as well. Look, so I, I play all of that. And Mel, make this one of the long forms for sure. Make this I mean, one listen, this is forms. this has to be because this is kind of one of those reviews where like up top, we got to establish something about E40 in terms of how yes, we approach this is this one artist. of those track ones that's going to be much longer than the rest of the song reviews because we got to set the parameters and the ground rules up top so you know what's going on right now and you, you know, know that this man is not a nobody's fool okay right i just i just want to say like i remember you know and it's i don't know if it's still this way but like when i first got on twitter like 2012 um, the first years I was on Twitter, it would always be like a running joke. You know, the tweets like E40 rap, like he's trying to tell you something real quick before someone comes back in the room, you know, and I would see that he would like block people for this. Oh, he, you hates, know? he hates this shit, you know, he hates and it. I remember thinking like there was a whole thing and it was reignited when Big Sean dropped. I don't fuck with you featuring. Yeah, E40. exactly. In 2014. Because it was like, oh, why is E40 on this? And I'm like, what do you mean, why is E40 what on this? What do you this? mean? Because it's a DJ Mustard slapper, and yeah, he, it's a, yeah, yeah. it's an amazing, it's, it's a top five Big Sean song by far. You know, like, it was a big hit. And about? the thing is, E40 fits perfectly on that. And I understand him being an acquired taste. But what you just brought in, I hear something like that. I'm like, how could you at least not respect this guy as a technician, as a rapper? You don't have to like his style. You don't have to love it. But, like, you got to respect it, right? I mean, here's the thing about E-40. I remember, I think I asked you or, or something. I'm like, I always assume this voice that he does, that's almost like kind of cartoonish and like very animated, was like a stylistic choice. And he was aware of it. And I think you told me, it's like, nah, he takes this seriously. Like, he will beat you up over this. And from that point forward, I was scared of him. Because I'm like, okay, a guy that raps this way, and, and it isn't like a, a bit, like a no, gimmick. No, it's not a bit. But that doesn't you know? mean that you can't laugh with him. It doesn't mean that some of this stuff's not meant to be satirical well, or right. funny. But the fact is, when you're going online and you're saying he raps like he has jello in his mouth, he's not going to be happy about that. You know? Listen, it's a it's a style. The reason I appreciate him is because, like you said up top, no, no one else sounds like this. There isn't and he's a not whack rapper. under any and circumstances. He's, he's not whack. He's not. He has an amazing you know? ear for beats. He's a great rapper from a performance standpoint, from a technical standpoint. Just a, a rap. You got like, come on, man. You guys have been listening to this show long enough to know that like to, for Mules and Mel to both hold someone in very high esteem like this. You know, they ain't doesn't no joke. have it often on this show. They okay. ain't no joke. Okay. So it's not a joke. This E40 is uh, 
is a master performer. He brings a specific flavor to rap. You know, he reps his region. He has slang. He has a tone of voice, a style that's completely his own. And he's been doing it for so long. The longevity, too. I mean, like, come on. Longevity is insane. I mean, you know, like he's been he's been putting out albums for as long as you've been alive. Yes. Yes. I don't like E-40 slander, as they say. I'm going to just say it. I don't I don't like it. It's fine if you don't like his style. But when people start like, oh, he's trash, he's this, he's that. I'm like, all right, well, you, you just don't know rap. OK, you don't know rap. All right. E-40 is one of my favorite rappers. And that's evidenced all across this album and stuff we just played. And on this very track, you know, it's great beat selection, great performance. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, I can break it down, okay? There's like a, it's like, you know, heavyweight, a vet, and I'm an amateur. What else? Loot it up. I push pies like Marie Callender. Like the way he... The way he rhymes, like the cadence, he'll, he'll, he'll like string certain things out, speed certain things up. I just want to say real quick about Marie Callender. I guess she's, you know, bring back. Are you listening, Marie? Bring back the herb roasted chicken, please. I had it. It's disgusting. It's not disgusting. Okay, you and my roommate in college said it was disgusting. That got me through college, those things. You you owe me three whatever I paid for that. <laughs> Bro, the herb roasted chicken is some of the best TV dinner food you could ever eat. Okay. Marie, Marie was snapping with that and she just took it away from me. They take everything away from me. That's good. They just take it away. (sighs) Anyway, this isn't about, this isn't TV dinner rankings. Anyway. So there's that. Like I'm, I'm loving just like, just the way he rhymes. Then I blend into the crowd. Like that's humorous to me, you know, but like, it's Hang like, with a bunch know, of hotheads, super hyphy and wild. Super hyphy and wild. Okay, they're hyphy. This is where he's from. This is what they do. He brings you into his world. Okay, you're not getting this anywhere else. All right? Like, and you talk about, we talked a lot about code last season. Code talk, oh, yeah. the slang of the Wu-Tang Clan. Here's what I like about E-40. I don't know about anyone else, but I can understand his slang because it's usually very contextual. Like, I'm busy getting my paper and riding around in my scraper. I'm like, okay, it's a car. A scraper is a type of yes. car, you know? Interactive networks and campaigning like Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's, <laughs> a lot of, like... there's a lot of multiple meanings for the same thing. You know, we'll talk about that on Gouda. Oh, yeah, that's coming. You know, that's coming. but uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's code to an extent. He has a bit of his own language. But, but he does a great job to me of expl- like giving you enough to work with so where you, you're not lost as he's saying this to you. Like, and he wraps it in such a way that even if you are lost, you want to know. Right. You know what he's talking about. I think there was one time where he said something like, uh, flea flicking and fiddle faddling. (laughs) You know? That's That's provocative. That's in the I want to know category. You know? Listen, I know Raekwon is just like shaking right now. I love Raekwon. I love Raekwon. You love Raekwon. You know how I feel about Raekwon. All right, I got issues with Raekwon, but he's so mad at me right now because he's like, what about my slang? Well, your slang ain't hitting like E-40 slang, all right? <laughs> and, and when E-40 says in his record, I don't sound like none of y'all, that may be one of the truest statements ever spat by a rapper because show me someone that sounds like E-40. You know, like, he's an original. 
Yes. He's an original. I could never confuse him for anyone else. You know? And he knows this. Like, you know, you get an independent scratch. Just remember the niggas that taught you that. Like you said, he's a real hustler. Like, he has weight in this game. He's been doing this hell or high water since, yeah, since I was born. Since before I was or born. Or as they say in the Bay, hella high water. <laughs> nice. That was nice. You know? I mean, look. All I, all I have to say is, like, if you think I'm just, like, you're sucking this guy off. Bro, he says, on the lookout for the racket busters, on the lookout for the fuzz. The racket busters, meaning people. He explains it. Yeah, he does that a lot, too. He'll break down you know? exactly what he's saying so that the people who don't know what he's talking about know what he's talking about. I, just, I, don't I love the racket y'all. busters. There's so the much. Busters. I could spend, like, an hour, probably, on every song breaking down the little Basically, the little I wanna, I'm glad I you like. brought that up because that's another thing. He's one of those rappers where, like, if if I was – if <laughs> I, I'm tempted to just quote every song, like, the whole verse, you know? He's that kind of rapper for me, you know? But, look, E-40, folks. And this chorus, yeah, area, like yeah, that. Area. Tell the people yeah. that 40 Water is back. back. Yeah, area, <laughs> like that. Oh. You know, a catchy chorus, a banging beat, great raps. We're setting it off proper here. I gave it an eight. Mo gave it an eight minus. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Track two, Tell Me When to Go, featuring Keek the Sneak, produced by Will John. This may be controversial. Maybe not. Seven plus. Okay. I thought, wow, I thought you were going to admonish me for my rating. Oh. Eight minus. I do prefer the remix that we played earlier, Got which it. I give a flat eight. This might be a, a classic uh, rap rankings thing where it's like, I'm not gonna say played out, like, but I have heard it a lot. A bit when- played out. I mean, this is what I'll say about it. The ghost ride the whip part was fun when we used to actually hop out of David's Honda Civic and ghost ride the whip. <laughs> yeah. You know, now. I'm- it's a minute and 20 seconds of call and response. And I'm just like, right. I'm good on I'm all this the at the end. I like 40s verse on here. I like turf talk on here. He has a very unique voice himself. Like, oh, did I forget turf talk? Yeah, turf talk. Oh, no, not turf talk. My bad. Keek to sneak. My oh, fault. Okay. Yeah, Keek to sneak has a very uh, gravelly voice. I could only compare it to Big Twin. Uh, if you know, like, Mob D, infamous mob, like Big Twin, um, Twin Gambino. He has a like really gravelly voice, and I was saying this dude may be like one of, uh, you know, one of the original like the Sada Baby energy that I'm getting mm-hmm. from him on here. You know that you were mentioning Sada earlier. Right. I definitely thought of Sada a little bit when I heard uh, Keek the Sneak. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, what do we, what do we know about this song though? Well, I've been telling you this, I just heard it on Sunday. Cause you know, he's usually front row at the Warriors games and they play this song a lot. And, oh, you this, know, is, a war- this is a Warriors song. They play it all the time. Like, okay. he, I mean, he's so a mainstay you, in the arena. Like, I know about that, but I didn't know they played the song too. Oh, they play like, yeah, I thought maybe, you know, I don't, don't they play Bull the Whistle or is that someone else? They play that too. Okay. Yeah. They I play they too play short the and they play this. Yeah, like you know, also produced by Little John. When to go, you know, all, all the time. Little oh, John, all- yeah, Little John did that and this. Little John, you know, I mean, in a lot of ways, I feel like that crunk and that hyphy movement go hand in hand. You know, like 
Hyphy yes, is y- yes and no. We'll get to that later on down the track list. Well, I feel like Hyphy is kind of like the more playful dancey, and Crunk is a little more aggressive. Yes, <laughs> you know, definitely. Like yeah, um, and you know, this beat. There's, I mean, the, I mean, the beat's a slapper. We're two slappers in a row. Little John, big industrial reverb drums. He did a good job of of like capturing the feel of a Bay Area slapper very well, despite not being from there. Mm -hmm. Um, It sounds like a Bay beat to me, and that dum 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 dum. Do you know where that comes from? I I actually do because I looked it up, but I see you brought it in. Yeah, it's in the folder. All right. Well, listen. If you didn't know, folks, it's that Run DMC dumb girl. Yes. And they're raising hell. Uh, I almost said item album, uh, which is an item. Works. It is an item, right? Uh, anyway, here it is. Dum 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 dum. Seen your Jack and JC because they got a Mercedes oh. in your. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's another one right there. What is it? Uh, I wasn't. I, I know. <laughs> okay, we gotta. Actually, I don't know if we're ever gonna get to do it because that didn't make Blueprint three, and we already think, did Blueprint three. I just, I think it could be explained, even though this is the E forty <laughs> review. I mean, what's what's the harm in explaining? We do long form podcasts all the time. You know, you're gonna be here all night anyway. You know, I. I can I, I know I got it on good authority because I know a lot of people. Mel first heard that Jock and Jay Z, you know, it leaked. He was at school. He was in high school at El Camino High School in Oceanside, and he was in the computer lab. And he had you know the little cheap twenty dollars Sony earbuds, and, and he liked it a lot. You know, he was very upset when it wasn't on the album, but you know things happen, and, and it didn't make it. But that doesn't mean that people aren't Jock and Jay Z. They still are, <laughs> you know. Me and Kanye, you know, we we fight like brothers. I wanted it on the album, but he said, no, you need to put hate. No. I said, I like to promote love. He said, give hate a try. <laughs> and that's how we got hate. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, so that's this, the dumb. Clearly, that this dumb, song's been dumb, pilfered for dumb, other songs, dumb. too. But, oh, yeah. yeah, dumb, dumb. That's what's in this Tell Me When To Go. You know, and this song, like I said, seven plus, I was flirting with that eight, but it's become, it's no knock on the song, but it's, it's an anthem at this point. It's anthemic. You yes. know, it's a hyphy anthem. It's gone down. I would say in that it's, movement. It's history. my real like introduction to E40. So like it's played out a bit, but it has, I can't go lower than an eight minus on it. Okay. I, I can't that. go, I can't go lower than that. Like it's important to me. You know what I mean? It's like. It's a record that I just would give the remix a flat eight and this an eight minus, but it still holds up in my opinion. The only thing that, like I said, it's a bit of a drag to listen to a minute and 20 call seconds. Call and response of, section. Yeah, co- call and response. Like, Ghost ride the whip. Ghost ride just the whip. It's on. <laughs> like, all right, listen. That, you, don't get, you don't get any of that on the remix, but you do get games. So, I mean, maybe they're both eight minuses now that I think oh, about no. it. Well, listen, you know, I, I'll say I've got dreads. I can shake them. I never own Stunner Shades. Uh, I, I don't, I, I I have a whip now, but I don't want to risk crashing it, so I won't be ghost riding it. 
uh, I looked up Thiz face in like 2011 because like uh, someone uh, I was friends with on Facebook posted that. That's how Matt Dre Thiz face, yeah, right? Right, and I was ecstasy. like Thiz face, something about taking ecstasy. Yeah, something like that, and that's how your face ends up looking, <laughs> you know. Um, I got to tell you something. What's that? Imagine all the Hebrews going dumb, <laughs> dancing on top <laughs> of chariots and turning tight ones. Tight ones. <laughs> um, I don't. I can just tell you something. I don't have to imagine it. Hit my drink oh, because. Drop. By the way, I'm Jewish. <laughs> you know. That's one of my. Was, actually, that's my favorite line in the song. Always. Ask I mean, me. come on. Imagine all the Hebrews going dumb. Okay, all you anti-Semitic rappers, you need to take some cues from E40, okay? Because he's about everyone in love, you know? Ooh, Jesus Christ had dread, so shake him. I ain't got none, but I'm planning on growing some. <laughs> Come on! You know, listen, if that wasn't enough, folks, listen, he, he, he's after Mules' heart with that one. I'm going to tell you, he's after Mel's wretched little heart with this one. Some Henny, some Swishers, and some Listerine strips. If you know Mel, you know that's just that's a part of my whole persona. That's part, part of the of my brand. Package. It's part of the brand. It's part of the brand, bro. Red it comes Bull, the figure, the packs. Melvin Birch Mattel Ultimate Edition figure <laughs> comes with an actual Listerine pocket packs, like molded, sculpted figure accessory, and a Red Bull. Yep. Okay. Yep. A flashlight. <laughs> yeah. And a Zune. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know me too well. You, you know me too well. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> well, listen. Uh, E40's doing E40 things. And Keek the Sneak comes in. Like you said, yeah, very Sada-ish, you know? Yes. There's a low growl. And I'm going to say, when he, when he says uh, king of the super duper hypey, pipey and your wifey, you don't like me. I'm like, of course I don't like you. You put pipey in my wife. You, but I like the way you said you it. You catch his ad libs? Hypey, You know, I'll say, too, what he reminds me of is, you know, a lot of these new rappers, this new style where, like, I mean, it's not a new style, but, you know, the kind of, like, purposely rapping offbeat, like, off time, but still on beat. I think of Blueface, yes. Rimble, Drakeo, The Ruler, like that, yep. very, you know, I'm going to hop on a beat and I'm going to do this and something, to, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Daniel, help me out. You know, you was playing a lot of that stuff when we was on vacation, you know. So, yeah, you know, and I like that style. I like that style, you know, but this reminded me of that. And it's just a song. It's an anthem. All right. It's an anthem. I like that you know? style. I think best in doses like this, like on a verse of any 40 song. Right. Yeah. You know, it's I don't not know if I want a whole album of it, but you know, you use, oh, sprinkle a little bit, you know, it's like a seasoning. Yeah. Seasoning, you know, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with a, a little seasoning, you know, just sprinkle a little bit, but yeah, look, tell me when to go, you know, I mean, it's a, it was a big song that year. Like I said in part one, it was that and you and that were the ones that introduced me to E40. You know? It's just, so that's all I got. You got anything else? No, that's it, surprisingly. Um, huh? I don't have a ton of notes, Mel, for some of these songs, but, you know, it's, I think, our bit of, I guess, our little preamble up top is, uh, general statement for everything is that yeah i think e40 is a very good rapper 
we had to set the scene because we didn't want people to have it effed up. You know, got to make it clear how we how we're approaching this E40. You know, um, so yeah, I guess we can move it along. Track three, Muscle Cars, featuring Turf Talk and Keek to Sneak, produced by Will John. Seven minus. A flat seven for me. Give me a baby. All right, look. Just first things first. I have a f***ing Kia Rio, okay? I have a Kia Rio. Never owned a muscle car. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering when this came on, what's my what's my mileage going to be on this? No pun intended, you know? But luckily, and he does some other songs too. E-40 is great at thematic songs and getting me to care about something that I may not know about or may not own or anything like that. It's the beat, like the uh, the little beat, like the boom, boom, beatboxing, mm-hmm. you know, and the way he approaches this concept, you know, not out of the local uh, newspaper, but out of the auto trader, you know, like we're already up there, like talking about this stuff and you know, my muscle car sitting high like a monster truck. You know, it's like I don't have to own a, a muscle car right. to get why he's so geeked out about muscle cars. He, Just like I don't have to play jazz music to enjoy the movie whiplash and and feel the be- the beats of the film as it goes right. even though i have no interest in drumming personally he effectively just like whiplash effectively gets over the idea of like you know music yeah you it's it's called a, committing it's committing to a concept yes and he can translate the appeal of something that yes. I, you know, didn't have a, any interest I mean, in. Before. Muscle cars is a big part of Bay Area culture. Mm-hmm. You know, car meetups and, you know, just like modding muscle cars and stuff like that. Like, doing. He goes through the whole thing. You know, gas ride, uh, uh, gas ride, ghost ride the whip. Like, it's car culture, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So, these beats, these slappers, what are they slapping in? Your subwoofer. Yeah, in your in your car, you know, you know that's that's what's going on. You know, this song to me, track three, third slapper in a row. I think we should get some lozenges for my man Keek the Sneak. <laughs> He's sounding oh, even even grimier on this one than he did on well, the last one. Um, well, yeah. Maybe he's inhaling all that muscle car exhaust and, you know. I thought I Turf know. Talk had a fun verse. Fun, huh? And I think E-40 went in on his verse. And it's the best verse. It's what is, it's what is like a pack of Top Ramen noodle, you know. And and I love the thing. Like I said, E-40 is very aware of what he's doing. You know, 40 Turf Talk and Keek the Sneak, the mania's voices and their styles hecka unique, you know. He knows what he's doing, okay? Don't disrespect that man. He's hecka unique, all right? And and he got Mel to care about muscle car. You got a muscle car? You fucking with the muscle cars? You know? Which is very funny to me because it's like, not really, but I like when you talk about them. So I guess I am, you know? Cars traumatize me, bro. All right? I don't trust them. They're designed to break. This all is also another little John beat that I think he adapts well to the barrier sound on this one. This is not a typical little John beat. This is him more in E40's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to Will John just being very versatile. You know? Yeah. 
adapting to the style of the Bay. You know, it's gonna it's gonna win sideways. All right. So, look, man, muscle cars. All right, I don't own one, but this is how you make something appealing that everyone might not understand. If you ask me, you know, so it worked for me. All right. You got anything else? I don't, but it's a good track. Muscle cars. Track there. Muscle cars. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. Track four, Go Hard or Go Home, featuring the Federation, produced by Rick Rock. Seven minus. Eight plus. Wow. My favorite song on the album. Oh, man. Already? Another slapper confirmed. And it, now this, <laughs> this was my this is my proper introduction to the Federation. Okay. So they're a group. They're this a group. Is the Federation. Yes. One of the members. And we're not talking about The Rock, Vince McMahon, no. uh, Dagon, them. You know, they, the they were also the Federation. No, they were the Corporation, not the Federation. You ain't wrestling. It's the World Wrestling Federation. You know? The cor- yeah, anyway, my bad. My you bad ain't Rock. Okay. Oh, no. No, don't tell me I ain't rock. I'm definitely rock, okay? I You can't say I'm not rock when I used to turn on the rock DVD and cry to the menu music. That just okay? means you're unstable. That don't mean you're rock. No, no, that means I'm rock. I'm very much rock. I'm the you rock. You ain't rock. I'm, I'm the rock, bro. No one else was crying to the theme song because it was that meaningful to them, okay? On a loop for, like, hours, bro. I, I My dad had bar stool type chairs in the living room. I would just get up there and do the one-arm rock pose. Okay, maybe right, well, that is unstable, but we'll but spit, I'm rock. Spit his new verse on Face Off, then Tech Nine. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. You know, All something, right, something, a, something. That's enough. <laughs> Don't do this. You're rock. You're rock. I'm rock. I'm rock. You're rock. Okay. But I'm Rick Rock. Okay. Oh God, you ain't Rick Rock. And another thing, you ain't Rick Rockin'. And you ain't black. There you go. But uh, well, you like I'm going this hard. I'm not going home. You saying You're you like this? Home. Eight plus. I love I this. you like this. Yeah. I really like this. Yeah. You know, I border on loving it. Right. Um, yeah. It's very, I don't want to say very rare, but it's rare that, especially on a rapper of E40's caliber, that I'm really that invested in much else. Mm-hmm. But Federation caught my attention the first time I heard this album. I went. And I got their first album. I think their second album may have come out after this. I think it may have come out in 2007. Uh, It's Whatever was the second album. I mean, it do be whatever. So, uh, Stressmatic is in Federation. Who who else is in the group? I'm not sure. Um, Goldie Gold. Goldie Gold. Uh, I don't know. You tell me. You the big Goldie Federation Gold, thing. Stressmatic, and Dune. So it's three it's three rappers in Federation. Okay. Stressmatic's verse on this song sent me down the path of listening to their albums. Okay. I actually have one track from or two tracks from It's Whatever. All right. For this. Um, it's their second album. Rick Rock produced those albums in their entirety. So if you like E40, 
and you like Rick Rock and you somehow haven't heard these two albums, you must make it your mission to do so. They're the recipient of the weirdest Rick Rock beats other than E-40. Sounds great to me. Like they take they take some of his most daring productions, I feel like. Okay. So let's check out 18 Dummy and then we'll check out Scraper to a Benz featuring E-40. Let's, you know, I don't have to play the whole song, but let's just get a taste of the Federation. All right, here we go. 18 Dummy. Yeah! We go. 18 Dummy. What they know about this dumb hype, you man? We go. 18 Dummy. That's right. We go. 18 Dummy. We go. 18 Dummy. Okay. We go. 18 Dummy. Don't go. Remember the Titans Through the purse Most beautiful science I'm out of here Like kites with lighting It's a rap with Rick On the triad We go dumb So beast like bison If you sleazy How you busy Say we love you It's almost like if you could follow me on this, hyphy MOP. Mm. Listen, the beauty of this show, I wouldn't have even understood that reference, you know, in season one. Right. You know? And now now you say hyphy MOP, I got it. I know what that means. There's a lot of energy from the rappers in the group. But the beats are so different from what MOP would get on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's check out Scraper to a Benz uh, featuring E40. These are both produced by Rick Rock. Fat guy. It's the one right here, Twin Latin. Rick Rock. We're back. Y'all don't know about mine. I'm feeling so good right now. You know what I'm talking about? I'm off that 18 dummy energy drink, man, in the best thing is. Y'all don't know about mine. Turn the scrapper to a pins, turn the scrapper to a pins, turn the scrapper to a pins. Y'all don't know about mine. Turn the scrapper to a pins, turn the scrapper to a pins, turn the scrapper to a pins. Y'all don't know about mine. Turn the scrapper to a pins, turn the scrapper to a pins, turn the scrapper to a pins. Y'all don't know about mine. Turn the scrapper to a pins, turn the scrapper to a pins, turn the scrapper to a pins. Y'all don't know about mine. 3500 for the scraper off the lot. I don't need rims, I'ma ride my shit stock. Came from the town, from the slide. To the rich hilltop mall, I'ma buy me a fit. Fair field, nigga, you can tell we the shit. I seen TJ with a bad little bitch. I've been humping niggas, baby mama's on the DL. Turn the park app to a light gray CL. Purple in my switch. Is there, is there really an 18 dummy energy drink? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's a, a taste, a taste of it's whatever, uh, an album that you should definitely listen to if you've never heard before. Uh, this, this song, first of all, I want to start with this Rick Rock beat at Wait, you lied to me. What? This is a real drink. Is it? Yeah. Wait. Oh no. Wait, hold on. I, it opened up a message board, Bay Area Rap Talk. Uh, 
October 21st, 2006. How many of y'all seen this and what's the news on its release? And it's a picture like Cherry Lime 18 Dummy. Oh, wow. With like Rick Rock's signature at the top. But someone says looks fake, looks very fake. The image looks fake as fuck. The drink is real, though. That's Rick Rock's shit. Even got his sig on the top. At least I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, I see it. Okay. I think it was probably a concept Uh, that was never released. Oh, man. I was going to drink some. (laughs) Darn. Yeah, they were probably working on it. Like, because it's even like a watermarked yeah. picture. Oh, man. <sighs> Energy drink mail is uh, very disappointing. But anyway, uh, what were you saying? Um, let me see. I'm looking interesting. So apparently, this was a product that existed but never was like distributed, basically. Like, they had cans made up and everything. Oh, man. Look, if anyone... 718-635-0743. Call into the Rap Rankings hotline if you got a plug on some 18 dummy energy. And, and while we're here, since if you're the type of plug that would have that, if you have the old Hanson's energy drink that X-Pac used to drink when he'd come out to the ring, I don't think he's been on the market for about seven or eight years now. If you could please find me this drink. They claim it's still around. I I think it's it's Cap. <laughs> Well, it's can, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, dear. Listen. No, I'll tell you about the cap and companies with, you know, uh, I was trying to check on that King Vitamin. I tweeted uh, whoever, and they were like, oh, it's there. And I'm Mills. like, that's General yeah, Mills. Yeah, General Mills. And they capped to me. They capped on me. They told me it well, was around. Look at the Quaker man from General Mills. He wears a cap. <sighs> that's cap paper that's cap. Totally cap. That means lie. That means yeah. lie. It means lie. Okay, if you didn't know, see, a- AJ Styles is just like E forty. He tells you what what he means. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so this uh, beat, this is a big, this is a big production here. Yeah, sirens. And there's a lot of showmanship from federation there's a lot of like little production tricks and stuff that are done during their verse and i mean i think that they were kind of like almost like rick rock's pet project Mm because he i don't know if he's produced an entire album back to back other than for those guys okay and you know he gave them a lot of heaters dude like a lot of good shit so there's there's things in this beat, you know, like I've always been obsessed with Stressmatic's verse. Blow yeah, you were rapping it like a on sailor. The Hammer on my waist in the tool man Taylor. Get rich. Hate being poor. A bitch keep asking for juicy couteau. In the club, you know, we strapped up. My white t-shirt look like coke wrapped up. Forcing jeans, can't wear slacks. Got good hair. No wave no cap. cap. So block, standing on the curb. Same redactors with me. I've been knowing since the third. Since the third, <laughs> trying to get it sucks being bummy. Never, Never should have gave you redacted money. money. <laughs> you know, and then presence. How presence. Dune Dune just jumps in. Bop bees, cross T's, drop H's. Grind more than Haitians or Jamaicans. Ain't about money then. Ain't got patience. Don't bring money then. Don't have relations. Some like Annabelle. I'm a mammal. Hang with monkeys like Mike and Emmanuel. 
change the channel, rearrange pan. He's silent, dude. Oh, and he had a message for, you know, put my nigga in, let him campaign. Don't cut him off like Jay did, Dame. You know? Come on. What? You hear that, Jay? Hold hold on. Uh, (laughs) Moles, Moles, can I speak with you? Eight plus, for real. I know what y'all niggas asking yourself. (laughs) Did I really cut off Dame? My favorite song on the album, he says. He's disloyal, but we know about him. We know Mel, don't we? We know about him. <laughs> All right, these to me these these Federation cats like make an impression on this song. Yes, and the production is banging, and of course, E forty. Come on, you know, talking about uh, King of Slang. You could call me Bonix. I got stupid and dunny like Just Ice and Madtronics, or what does he say? Uh, that might be a different song. He says, <laughs> Sideshow's going was... nutty, dumbing out. Take the wrong turn to get your roof stomped out. Old school vans, doors open, me and my crew. We some sodas, we, we get high like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. I'm whiskey, I'm pimp. I ain't got no patience, baby, no I'm a couple tacos short of a combination. Ooh, you gotta love it. I'm a couple tacos short of a combination? Come on, E-40 Come on. is a great Come rapper. On. The facts are being presented track after track. Each one is a slapper. We've gotten four slappers in a row. I'm just, I'm in love. It's it's not that common for me to be in love with the quote-unquote weed carriers, even though I think Federation deserve more respect than that. Damn but right. at the time when I was hearing them, I had no clue who they were. But I made it my business to find out. And that's and, what happens when you make an impression. Yes, and the song yeah. is great to me. It still holds up. It's still the banger of the album for me. And I remember, funny enough, like, I don't know if I was working. When did Drumline come out? Oh, man. Uh, I want to say 03, maybe? Oh, okay. Then maybe Drumline. not. Maybe No, Stomp no, the Yard. No, 02. When did Stomp the Yard come out? Not Drumline. Stomp the Yard. 07. Okay. Yeah. I think this song is in Stomp the Yard. E-40, Stomp the Yard, uh, Go Hard. Because I was working at the yeah, I was working at the theater at the time, the movie theater, and there's a a dance scene to go hard or go home in Stomp the Yard. And I remember when I found that out, I was trying to make it my business to pop into that theater at different times until I caught to it. To try to catch it. <laughs> and once I caught it, I might have listen, I might have been going nutty and dumbing out right in there with the Stomp the Yard <laughs> cats on the screen. Wow. Uh, I was the Bay in there in New York. I was the Bay man. You don't understand that. Like it was me and my friend and like, he was nice enough to humor me with this music, but I was, I was, uh, you know, this is pre regional music becoming essentially just a big melting pot on the internet where everyone's influenced by every other place. We got ASAP Rocky from Harlem doing, Chopped and screwed music and Bone Thugs flows. Mm-hmm. This is the. There's still some like resistance from New Yorkers to fuck with Southern rap, to fuck with California anything other than like E40, or other than Tupac rather. Like E40 was a. He was a tough ask for some of these people apparently. Like they would get seriously irritated by the fact that I would want to listen to this. Bro, I've seen it in person. I've seen it like the the visceral like reaction that people have to Eve. I'm like, really? Are, are oh. you this bothered? 
And bef- I think it's before Stressmatic's verse. It's like, uh, kind of like, uh, I don't know, maybe a bridge. We jump in on the stress- top of your scrape, hella juice. Three and four with Dax is trying to cave in your brew. We jumped in the shop of your scrape, hella juice. You know, it's like, <laughs> and there's like beatboxing going on underneath, very Timbaland almost. Mm-hmm. It's right before the Stressmatic verse. And then there's like this movie sample before it. It's like, like I did it originally. <laughs> there's so much going on. I was saying like Rick Rock was putting in all these little production elements and tweaks it's a freaking to the beat. T-Mobile uh, ringtone in here. It's all kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, you know? All, that, yeah, all that's in there, I think, to draw your attention to what I think was his project, his group. You know? I almost called him the Foundation. The Federation. You know, I'll tell you another thing too. Uh, this song reminds me of uh, "Go In" by Big Quit, which you know makes sense because it's they both have "Go" in the title, you know. But the "Go Hard or Go Home" reminds me of like "Go In," "Go, go in, in, Go In," "Go In," "Go yeah. Hard," "Go Rough," yeah. "Go In." <laughs> and if you okay. don't know what that is, just stay tuned this season. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Jesse's fault, by the way. If you're upset about that, blame Jesse. Listen, he tried to front on Big Quit, so now we we had to we got to we got to do it because we were always going to do it, but like we have to push her up because we're not going to stand for this. All right, you know. Anyway, go hard or go home. Mules and Mel are going hard. We're not going home. And uh, I'll well, tell why you this. seven minus Mel. Why seven minus? Um. Honestly? I feel like this one's got it all. Yeah, it can always go up. Slapper of a beat, I think just Brady in comparison verse, to everything know? that came before. And while uh, the I must call the foundation again. While Federation is good, I think I, I was probably being bougie, and I'm like, I want more E40. You know, Man, so there's a whole album of E40. There is. <laughs> well, you say we get to the rest of it. All right, well, folks, don't sleep on this one. Go hard or go home. That's you ain't right. got to go home, but you got to go get hard out of here. What? I don't know. That's What's probably next? public uh, indecency or something. Go, getting hard out there. I, I'm going to tell you this. I'll tell you this uh, before I forget. On the topic of Stomp the Yard, <laughs> Mel's reaction when Chris Brown got shot. <laughs> no, come on, man. I never saw the movie. <laughs> Wait, what? You're kidding, right? I was I was working at the movie theater at the time. I was just popping in to see the E40 sequence. By now. Oh come no. on, bro, come on! You you've never seen Stomp the Yard? No. Why would I watch Stomp the Yard? I just wanted <laughs> to see the E40 scene. <laughs> oh god! You seen it? Yes. So you don't know this song? Oh, I don't remember that. I just remember Chris Brown getting shot. Man, listen, you're a despicable human. Bro, this movie is, what, 14 years old. You gotta have seen this by now. I've seen parts of it. I've seen parts of it. I've never seen the full film, okay? And I never will now, okay? I'm not not calling myself spoiler Mel for this, okay? It's not like Jesse spoiling James Bond last episode, all right? This is different. I already knew about that. It was already spoiled for me. I was trying to save the listeners and i don't even care i don't like daniel craig as james bond i've said that plenty of times all right well i don't like chris brown as chris brown <laughs> so okay yeah 
Well, we, What's Chris Brown keep... got to do with this? The song is licensed for the movie. It's just him getting look, people getting shot isn't always funny in movies. E forty and Federation it's... don't show up for the fucking scene. It's just a, a, a song licensing situation. No, no, I'm just telling you in, in the movie. You don't remember this song? Nah. What were you doing at the time? I don't know. I think I watched it on bootleg. Bootleg? Yes. Don't you get on me about bootleg. And you ain't black. I don't want to hear from you, okay? You can't watch a film like Stomp the Yard on bootleg. <laughs> no, that's exactly the kind of film you watch on bootleg. You no, don't you see I, you see iRobot on bootleg. You got to go see Stomp the Yard in the no. theaters, the theater. I think iRobot is like right above the threshold of movies that... You know, actually, that's that's a, only, that could be. I a only say way. that because I saw iRobot on a bootleg, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got to be honest, like I was a little unclear on some of the things that were going on. But I was like, "That's the bootleg experience. You give that's up like experience. some minor plot points. You're like, what are they talking about right now?' Yep. And this yeah. was boot, real bootlegs, like cam bootlegs, not these yeah, people in the theater, not these the, new, like I got a screener and it's like, okay, yeah. you have the movie then. It's not the a bootleg copy or that's like, the movie rip. Like you got the no, real thing. People was posted up in the theater with the camcorder out. Dude. I remember yeah. one of my friends telling me that his family had a perfect bootleg of South Park, the movie theater quality picture and audio. Like, like, you know, like not, like and I was like you're full of shit that's fake like there's no fucking way like you're lying like I'm gonna see it and not be impressed right and I remember seeing it and I'm like yeah just a good bootleg like Uh. don't don't get like you don't have the movie okay like (laughs) calm down all right you've you're making you're misrepresenting yourself in the public that means lie we had to the truth had to be to come out he has a good bootleg with minor audience interference, but don't believe the lies. He's he's full of shit. I confirmed it with my own two eyes. Shouldn't have lied. This just makes me think of all the times I spent and, and on you know what? Pier, South Park. Uh, it's a movie, a, a cartoon movie made out of like construction paper. So yeah, yeah. it's gonna look better on a bootleg than human beings. But it's still a fucking bootleg, dude. Right. Yeah. You know. Best of love to that man. But your bootleg was not the best bootleg I've ever seen. <laughs> Do you remember the when bootleg the bootlegs were not even DVDs, Mel? They were tapes, and the, they came in like almost paper VHS boxes. Mm-hmm. Like the boxes were like paper thin. You remember? You mean like that when you would get blank VHSs, like the little paper slit box, like cardboard almost? No, like these were was like even thinner than that. No, these were like the the boot, the movie was bootlegged on a cassette tape, right? A videotape, mm-hmm. VHS. But it was instead of being in a VHS box, it was almost like someone wrapped a piece of paper around a VHS box that had the movie poster printed on it <laughs> and then like taped the box and then removed the video box from under it and like had a piece of paper shaped like a video box taped together like a video box. And you don't you never seen these? I feel like I've done this before, actually. Okay, because I distinctly remember being at a flea market and getting the here here it comes again face off Uh on bootleg, but it was on a tape with like a printed out back cover, front cover, and spine. But the but the actual 
case was like basically just folded and taped paper. Oh, bro. Does anyone remember this? Folks, call in 718-635-0743. <laughs> Tell me about some of your bootlegs, the DVDs in the slimline, like thin ass cases with the printed artwork, of course. And you know, if you had those VHS bootlegs with the thin covers, you got to call in. Paper covers. She was crazy. It was crazy. It was a crazy era. Tapes. I enjoyed it. Tapes. You know? They they be they might be taping. You know. That's hey, you can what, still uh, download the managers warn the you, employees of the theater every morning. If you really want that vibe back, you can get cam rips of new movies and just watch terrible quality versions of the new movies that are coming out. <laughs> uh, is it a vibe that remains to be seen? But, uh, it's a vibe in hindsight, but not while you're experiencing it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Great. <laughs> well, well, you say we move on. Yeah, man, it looked like them robots. Like, I couldn't tell if there were a hundred or a thousand of them. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, was, I guess there's robots. I definitely saw iRobot in the theater because my dad would always, one of his disembodied quotes, he thought it was hilarious how one of the robots, you know, that gets angry. I did not kill him. (laughs) 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 You know? It's like, oh, a robot ain't supposed to be reacting like that. He's suspicious, all right? Yeah, but anyway. Those robots look like Mark Zuck, if you ask me. They did. They did. Y'all want to play with that metaverse, all right? You're going to be looking like Big Willard in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep it going. Uh, is this book out five. yet? Is it? Oh, it is. I bought it. <laughs> I'm glad because like that means that the the slanderous headlines are going to end in about a week or two. Hopefully, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm enjoying it. We have a similar come up story as far as like like why, how and why we started rapping and what it did for us. You know, my God. But, hey, listen. Well, well they listen, called you I look corny. forward. I look they forward never for actually choice called me smell. corny. What was that? I look forward to choice excerpts when we do our Big Willie style review one day. Oh, I got you. I got you. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna pull it out. I got archival you. archival uh, archival uh, not audio archival bookio literature 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 yeah literature there we okay. go here we, we go we move on yeah track five Gouda featuring Stressmatic and Be Legit produced by Rick Rock. Eight minus. Wolves and Mel connect. Nice. Um, Gouda. Off top, I got to I pop that the first thing that's said on here is Gouda. It starts with him saying Gouda. Um, I already felt this way up until this point in the album, but I just involuntarily typed out as I was listening a true original because E40 is that. He's on mm-hmm. this like horror beat with this psycho shower yeah, scene. Yeah, I was saying sound. it's the psycho sh- and not like the Buster Rhymes psycho theme of yeah. give me some more but the of the yeah you know the psycho shower scene uh, and these orchestral stabs really interesting and unique production elements this is why i love rick rock okay it's the fifth slapper in a row i love this 5 10 15 20 25 30 look these <laughs> He's channeling that schoolhouse rock. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we know about that. We, we learned about that in uh, what the the, the Cal episode. Yeah. yeah. Then he then you talk about forty five, fifty five, sixty five, seventy, seventy five, eighty. 
Gouda. He's, Chalupa. He also introduced uh, Chalupa, Chalupa in the same song. Gouda. Chalupa. At the end, 85, 95. Wait, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, much man. in that chorus, there's so much going on between the Gouda, Chalupa, and the 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. It's all great. It works really well. Um, I think this is honestly a pretty catchy chorus with all those elements. You know, the yeah. they don't make it too busy. It's actually like it's very uh, exciting to listen to. And I think yeah. E-40, once again, is rapping his ass off in a way that only he can. Um, I think this is, you know, at this point now, we're five songs in. We've heard three out of the five of them. Um, I think the most unique and original beats on this album are from Rick Rock. And uh, he's unfortunately relegated just to the first half of the album with only five total credits. I think that... Uh, Little John does a good job of his, you know, his sound being adapted to the hyphy sound on Tell Me When to Go and Muscle Cars. But as we get to the second half of this album, Mel, um, which is almost entirely produced by Little John, I think he kind of throws all of that out of the window. And I think things get spottier as a result. Oh, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's coming. This is just like an example here of what to me makes Rick Rock so special as a producer and so unique in his own right. Like these mm-hmm. kind of quirky sounding bangers. I think be yeah. legit has a really fun guest verse. Uh, Stressmatic is only on the chorus here. He doesn't have a verse on the song, mm-hmm. but regardless, I'm a big fan of this one top to bottom. Listen, man, it's, not only from E-40, we get a, Be Legit explains, you know, oh, we get in Chalupa, rap cheese in a rubber band, calling it Gouda, you know, like, so it's like, okay, okay, it's probably money, but then he just flat out spells it, ooh, the definition of Gouda, what's the definition? Chalupa, Skrilla, Scratch, Paper, Yaper, Capital, the definition, Gouda means cheese, and cheese means Yaper, you squares, <laughs> square butts, and then he starts, lay- he starts layering his ooh at with, <laughs> like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> That's money. That's so money, it's Mel. So money, bro. I love it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because you know, look. As much as I love E40, uh, I also love the community. All right, and so I have to do this. Time to play the game. <laughs> Sadly, there's some Triple H hip hop homophobia on this record. E-40 said, when I was coming up, there's certain things we didn't allow, like long fingernails and men arching their eyebrows. <laughs> Listen. That's creative, uh, Triple H. Creative, Triple H, yes, but still Triple H. You know, it's, so va- just, it's, it's vague, Triple H. He doesn't say anything about homosexuals. He doesn't, not explicitly, but we know where, what he's saying. It's like he's a part of the like, same, same sentiment as like, oh, young thugs wearing a dress, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, listen. Hey, when he, this is when he was coming up. I didn't come up in this, you know, but that's a great transition to my other point about this song, which is my last point about the song. Listening to E-40, there are certain artists, and he's one of them, that for Mel, it leaves no room for anxious Mel. This is confidence music. This is big Mel music. This is not small penis rap. I listen to E-40 when I want to feel secure and confident and like, that's what he gives me, you know? I bumped the baddest broad in the whole facilitation all by way of mouth speak, just my manipulation. I can make it look like I'm at my best when I'm at my worst. Come on, bro. Like, E-40 is pump-up music for me. 
He's like, there's no room for me to be like timid, apprehensive male when E40's on, you know? So I appreciate that about his music. You know, I don't, I don't, I spend most of my time listening to things that reinforce uh, what I'm sure certain corners of the internet would call my betaness, but this is not time for that. Okay. When, when E40's in the building, Big Mel's in the building too, because he has to be, you know? So Gouda, one of them songs, you know, I want to get some Gouda when I hear it, you know? It's a, it's a good song to uh to go to work to, you know. It's it's a good it's just it Gouda. All right, <laughs> that's all I got. You got anything? It, it else? feels like you're hyphy Jason Voorhees. Yes, there you go. Great, absolutely. Now I need a video of like there are always these videos online of people dancing in like Freddie and Jason costumes. We well we need this, okay. We need Jason dancing to Gouda. And, and, uh, We're dressed up like Nor- Norman Bates when he's dressed up like his mother. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. You know? Anyway. Oh, actually, other thing. E-40, if you're going to make fun of people with arch eyebrows, then, and listen, I like this line. You know, my medallion got more colors than a peacock feather. But, you know, the gays, they got the lock on them rainbows, okay? And Mel loves multicolored things. So, look, you can't not allow arch eyebrows but then have a multicolored medallion, okay? You got to, you got to, we got to, you know? I'm just at least maybe reconsider your stance. That's all I'm saying, you know? That's that's all I'm saying. Well, he's saying, read the line again. Uh, I got some Gouda, got a little bit of cheddar. My medallion got more colors than a peacock. No, the original line in question. Oh, the original line in question, the Triple H. Okay. When I was coming up, there's certain things we didn't allow, like long fingernails and men arching the eyebrow. Okay. So he's just saying, that's a, listen, he's recounting what things were, what it was like when he was coming up. Okay. Well, then he said, here's another thing I don't condone and don't approve. How all of a sudden snitching became cool. I don't know. (laughs) You know? So, hey. What? Eight minus... I think that's uh, a very lightweight Triple H. No, it's it's it, of course it's lightweight. He didn't use the redacted. It might not word. even be Triple H, to be honest with you. It's Triple H. It's Triple H. <laughs> it's Triple H. It's just it's just lighter than. It's terrorizing. It's not Triple H. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, anything else? Gouda. Gouda. <laughs> all right well track six sick with it two featuring turf talk produced by drew that was you the second that day of your sickness all right, oh, by the way me. after slandering me in part one how did bombing your system go bombing your system is a 10 it's a 10 mules put mail on to bombing your system. this is how it works the second you think you might be coming down with something that's when you bomb your system you know, and you you're put probably me orange asking, juice, bomb water, what? soup, bomb uh, apple cider vinegar, man. everything, everything, everything healthful, everything good and healthy. Yes. And things that you take when you're sick, things that you take when you're supposed to be not sick. Yes. Yeah. And it worked. Where bomb I was your system. Down. Oh, yeah. And one thing, which I forgot to tell you the first day, which is why it ended up taking you two days. Get plenty of rest. You got to You got to go sleep. Rest. You got to sleep. I love that sleep. Sleep. You know? <laughs> Bomb your system, then go to sleep. There you go. There you go. That's the that's the way. I wish I would have known this all the times I was sick in my life, but hey. Yeah. You you live and you learn, you know. 
But uh, you do. this record, uh, unlike Mules' bomb uh, method, which is a 10, this is still good, though. A 7, flat 7. Well, I mean, this is no bomb method for sure, but let's give it to him. 7 minus, ding me, baby. Uh, it's slapper number 6, folks. I mean, the slappers don't end. But if you didn't know, E-40's son, Droopy, produced this when he was only 17, which probably oh. explains that uh, the reason, you know, I do like it, but it's a minor slapper. Okay. Ah. Uh, ha. Uh, ha. Uh, okay. Uh, Turf uh. Talk actually questions up top if Droop is even young enough to drink yet, which, I mean, he's not even old enough to buy a lottery ticket when he made this beat. Um, there's more strings, like almost horror movie type strings and some synths, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I said, it's a goofy beat, mad scientists in a cartoon type beat. It's it's a a Gouda junior to me. Diet Gouda. Wow. Wow. It's got elements of the Gouda song, but it's not quite as fully fleshed out and layered. Is it, wasn't she skim cheese, skim Gouda? Yeah. Skim Gouda. There you go. All right. That sounds wow. like a rapper name. Yeah, I was about to say, instead of Slim Shady, Slim Jesus, Skim Gouda. Oh, Skim Gouda. Listen, free name for y'all. Yeah. Any aspiring up-and-coming rappers listening to this? There you go. Skim, Skim Gouda. Gouda. You know? Anyway. Oh, no. No, someone's going to take it, send the project to us, and be like, you guys inspired my name. Bro, oh, first they're listen? Gonna to, uh, they're going to want me to do it. First, first listen? Listen, check the FAQs, folks. We don't do this, and it's for your own protection, and we don't want to get you. Listen, we're not we like trying, we, we ain't trying to we Drew Millar in you. the blog era. What did Drew Millar do? What did Drew Millar do to you, Mel? I'll tell you what to Troy Ab did to him. Troy Ab, what are you talking? He was saying all that slick shit online, but when you met you met a fucking real rapper talking about oh Troy Ab is pussy. Oh, he said I'm pussy. <laughs> Yo, that shit was classic. He's oh a classic rapper to me now. Troy Ave. I used to not give a fuck about him, but that Instagram post about giving a homeless guy a dollar and him punching Drew Millard in the face makes him a legend to me now in rap. Oh, jeez. Alright. He's, he's a character, bro. Okay. But this uh, this one is this is carried in my opinion by E forty who's really styling on here. Listen, E forty said, "I'm busy. I ain't even had time to eat a fortune cookie," <laughs> which is like that's such delightful absurdity. Okay, that's great to me, you know. And then you got style and like, you know, every agency in the industry been trying to book me. Mac and ass forty, what that do? Sometimes me, always you. You know, like style, bro. Have you There's seen only me? Have one... you seen me up in the mountains with the lion? I ain't lying. Nigga, don't oh. help me, my nigga. Help the mountain lion, dude. That <laughs> line is fantastic. The drums dropping out in between the verses, in lieu of there being a chorus, to me makes this feel like a real album cut and takes some momentum out of the song for me. Every time the beat drops out, I still mm-hmm. dig it, but that's my one critique of it: is that okay. when it's just like brown and it's just the sample and the strings and whatnot. There's no beat. 
There's no chorus, really. It's just you're you're building up the momentum with the beat and these great verses, and then it feels like we're slowing down every time in between each one. Um, does he say E40, that is? Uh, Turf talks on here, but he's only just hyping up E40 in between the verses. He plays hype man. He doesn't have a verse. Um, in E40's last verse, does he say me and my Usos or me and my Usos? I was wondering. Us- he's like Usalam, you know? So, yeah, I thought he was Usos, too, because I'm like, okay, growing up in California. I thought he was saying me and my Usoams. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, are the Samoans up in the Bay? Oh, yeah, yeah I think so. They was in Southern California for sure, you know? Shout out to them, you know? That was the first time I ever met Samoans. Oh, Mules and Mel love the Samoan culture, the Samoan oh, community. <laughs> my culture well, we banging in my veins, my culture banging with strange. So what's my motherfucking name? <laughs> Destination, defecation, destination. Oh, see, so you know the verse too. There you go. Uh, come there on. There you go. We're going to rumble. We're going to take a face off. We're going to rumble. We're going to take a face off. It's about drive. It's about power. Stay strong. We devour. Oh, man. We need Listen, 40 on the remix. Do you think that the song with The Rock and Tech 9 sucks until you're like, you know what? I got to get back on my fitness shit. Got to get back on the... And you got to throw that on when you're working out. There you go. That's, that's you all know, the that's, rock you know, does. That's what the rock made it for. That's all he does. You know? Right. So if you he were in the gym... eats and works out. So, like... <laughs> listen, if you're, if you're doing some uh, cardio, throw on that face off. Listen. <laughs> support I've noticed it's kind of become mana. a meme. It's definitely become a meme because I've seen like it quoted in Instagram comments. On He's YouTube. leaning into it a thousand percent. I'm look. I love he did, that he did it at like a press junket recently. He did the verse. Yeah, you know, and I'm glad it's because I was afraid. I love the Rock, so I was afraid for him. I'm like, oh no, the internet's gonna bully him. But luckily, they just memed it, which is better than bullying. Well, you know what happens? It starts with bullying, and then it comes around to genuine because they do that ironic appreciation no genuine appreciation i'm talking about like it starts out as a joke but then all of a sudden it's the only verse they find themselves rapping you know <laughs> it's like what's going on well it's about drive it's about power we it's say hungry drive, we is devour. it not you know yeah why <laughs> it's, it's about all that okay listen what does he have to do for you fools does he have to go on west side gun hitler knows karate part seven or something so that you respect him. <laughs> I mean, I think this song is just fine for what he... It's The Rock. He's not going to do another verse, okay? I love it. I, I love it. At first when it happened, I wish he hadn't done it. Me now too. I was, a, I was a little I was a little like, uh, what are we doing here? This is weird. You don't got to do this. Don't don't come in this dirty pool. But I had to unlock... I just climbed just like out of Mel, it. You had to get into the chambers. I had to unlock Extreme Mana by <laughs> doing some physical activity. Wow. Okay. And then it's that a different vibe. It. It's a different vibe for sure. It hits there different. There you go. There you go. You know, that's what he made it for. So don't don't think you're – it's not made for you to ride around with, with the pretty girl in the passenger seat. You got to be in the gym with, with, you know, with your peoples pumping iron, okay? I guess it was just weird hearing The Rock say, my culture banging with strange. My culture banging with strange. about strange music, Tech Nine's <laughs> oh label. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, wait, is The Rock like – is he like strange pilled? Is he gonna start just like putting out music in this style? 
I think it's a one-off. I think we're safe. He's not starting a music career at this stage in his life. Desecration? Defamation? <laughs> if you want to bring it to the masses. <laughs> I love it. All right. Okay. All right. Get back on topic here. Um, I do want to hear the Rock and E-40. Said. Rock and E-40 would be a banger over a Rick Listen, Rock beat. They, they get along famously. Desecration, defamation, E-40 comes in, hide your dope in your anus. <laughs> you know? Put the weed out for they beat us and choke us and take our funds and shoot us with them taser guns. Okay? Come on. I need the E-40 rock collaboration. I need it. The whole enchilada, the whole taco. Okay? He's all that. That's you right. Know, E-40, a busy nigga, put the president on hold. How do you not like that, folks? How do oh, you play not that, Play the other Biden drop. The other one? Which this one? is what happened when E-40 put uh, the president on hold. <laughs> Which one? Which the, I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> here it is. Uh, I, 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 I can't talk. What, what do I do? The fact that I have to ask which one. I think there are like four Biden drops now. Did you get the newest one, apparently? That is oh, I got I got to chop it up. It's downloaded. Okay. I got it. Shout out to uh, CBG. That's that can be like you, my new favorite dude. For like, if you and Jesse want to like shout out a rapper that you're feeling, <laughs> right? I won't. Oh, I'll be man. refraining from that drop personally. Yeah, you probably should. That'd be smart. Anything else you, for a sick with it part two? Uh, one one other thing. When he says "fuck everybody else," I got myself on my shirt. I just thought rap. You know, absolutely. I got rad merchandise in the in the in the drawer right now, you know. So I feel that. Gotta rep yourself. If don't nobody else rep you. My culture banging with rab. Absolutely. There you go. So uh yeah. You wanna move on? Uh yeah. <laughs> okay. Track seven, JB Stomp Down skit produced by E forty. The skit man is logged in. Seven minus. Skitman is logged in, but Mules, the captain, this is 19 seconds. It didn't really do much for me. Six minus. I have nothing else to say. This is the first, first, like, it's a skit. It's so short. It's just, it it doesn't do anything Because it's short and because I'm enjoying the album, it's fitting. It fits in with the album. It's not disrupting the momentum at all for me. So, you know, like we talked about, you know, in the skit summit, like, it doesn't add to what's coming. I like up the next song after it. I like the song before it. It's not about it, it liking adds to me. To me, it's not about liking what comes after or before, whether or not you like a skit. Because I've liked skits that sometimes don't even go into a song I like. But of course. I think it's about I have to like the skit, and then I have to think it's you know is it not as long as it's not disrupting the flow of the album, then you know we can go. But there's you know elements of. Uh, what do you call it? Like, just at 19 seconds, it's like, this could just, what what I was saying last week with Nathaniel, it's like, we can tack this well, stuff see, to Nathaniel the See, Nathaniel was rapping through a jail phone. This is just some dude, I feel like I'm on the corner, on a Bay Area corner, and he's, you know, talking that talk. Streets ragging. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying in terms of, why does this have to be isolated? Well, that, good point. I don't think it needed to be isolated, but... It's feeding into the feel and the aura, not the aura, the, uh, what's the word? 
the uh i hate to use this word the aesthetic of the album okay um at, at listen, 19 seconds i don't really E40 think it has awesome. much time to do that honestly it worked for me it worked for me i had no reason to not put it over now spoiler style there is a skit on here that doesn't get over okay so you know we'll get there but uh before we get there we got to bring in a guest right no, uh, yes, sir, we do, and it's been a long time coming. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a rab gonna come for each and every one of you. Okay, Listen, believe this folks. guy. This guy's been a long time. Honestly, I've known him. He's I feel been like following me. I want to say since 2014. I want to say I've known him for about the same amount of time because I think he got on my radar because. I produced on projects that of yours that he was very, very complimentary to. Yes. And he was, you know, someone who went on to, you know, cover both of our music and follow us and befriend us. I mean, he's my friend. I, I, you know, I made it on his year in list. Like this guy, you know, I, I we, we go back, you know, this guy care when a lot of people didn't. He's you a know? day one. He, by the way, he He's was on one. he was on the Patreon before this was rap rankings. Like, mm-hmm. so, but this is someone who it's been a long time coming. We're very very excited to bring him on uh, a day one for sure, and uh, a friend of the show, a friend of Mules and Mel. Absolutely. So, without further ado, let's bring him in for this uh, track eight. Right after this record scratch. Well, folks, <laughs> it happened again. We uh, uh con- conflict of uh, scheduling conflicts. So it's just uh, Mules and Mel this time. We're riding solo yet again. Riding solo. Um, it's okay. It's okay though. I mean, listen, the show, the show is Mules and Mel. It's not like uh. I'm missing Mules, or Mules is missing me, you know, and I'm sure Sean will be on the show eventually. Well, uh, the door is always open. We'd love to have him. The door and is still I'm sure we open. will uh, we'll figure it out in the future. But let's get to the matter at hand here. Yeah, the matter at hand is that uh, guest or no guest, track eight, they might be taping, produced by Rick Rock. Um, I'm going to tell you, eight minus. Seven plus. Ding me, baby. Oh, wow. Well, E40 listen. says, I like this Rick Rock. And I have to he say, did I say like- that. And I wrote in my notes, I do too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> so, um, he's rapping his ass off on this one too. And of course, it's a Rick Rock beat. So you so know you it's you a fucking that, slapper. And you get that Sampo, that taping. Taping. The taping might might have me go to eight minus myself. It, it's, it, I, I went dummy. Like I was in the car, it was a seven plus, And then I just got so enamored by taping, you know, cause that's how those, those samples, that's what they do to me. So, you know, and then of course I had to, if that wasn't enough, it's taping, 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 you know? taping, like, taping, tape, taping, taping, you know? So, and, and look, uh, we're still in track eight. You know, so it's like the the slaps haven't stopped. We got this fart bass, the percussive, like, sounding bottles, like this Inspector Gadget type melody, you know. 
what, what's what's not to like? If you've heard our yay area review, which you probably have if you're on track eight, I'm getting yay area energy, you know? It's it's just it's one of them ones. Now, here's the thing about they might be taping. We know about America in twenty twenty one. It's not a might. They are. They're taping. They're taping. They've been taping oh, they've been for taping. a long time. They've been We've been under under surveillance forever. Um but I don't think about America when I hear they might be taping here. And I don't sell drugs, so I don't have to worry about the feds taping. I think about those emails I get, you know, trying to blackmail me, talking about they they recorded me during smut hours through my webcam, okay? You got to be careful on these sites because then you folks You don't have a webcam cover, Mel? No, but here's the thing. I'm, I'm fine because I don't use my laptop for that. I use the phone, <laughs> you know? Like... That's one of the great things about the new technology. Like, way too cumbersome to have that laptop open, and then you might have an unfortunate mess, and it's like the keyboard, and it just, you know, no. Keep it on the, keep it on the phone. So, yeah, but they might be taping, folks. They, 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 they freaking, you get some of them, what it is. They tell you it's cookies, but it's not cookies, okay? It's something else, and they poison you, and they get, they get your information, they're key logging. They're doing all kind of stuff. So be careful. E40 is giving out great advice. Cookies. Be careful on them phones. Careful on them websites. Be careful everywhere because them folks uh, might be taping. But um, here's the thing. Just, just it's 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 weird because we're recording this like we've done the whole review at this point. So you know we we've kind of said everything that needs to be said about E40. But right. uh, and Rick Rock beats and, and Rick Rock beats you know, the nature of this album in general, you know? So like, I mean, what can I tell you? It's E40 being E40, you know, ain't even had time to wash my face, you know, <laughs> come on. I love you know E40 on this song. Like. I mean, he's, he's going crazy on here. He's going crazy. He's going crazy across the whole album. You know, I'm going to tell you what the bad website, they, they struck again because, and I thought this was clear as day to me, like, you could hear it. It wasn't even, like, obscured by noise, but he said, I'm really packing whoppers, pistols busty like Pam Greer. The bad website said rusty like Pam Greer. And I was like, (laughs) rusty? First of all, she's, like, in her 70s now. She still looks good. Yeah, you know, so they're talking about physically rusty, wrong, and if rusty, if she hasn't been in a movie, her heyday was, like, the black exploitation, like, so she's allowed to be rusty. 06, we're still within 10 years of Jackie Brown, she started getting casted in a lot more films post-Jackie Brown, she was still working quite a bit at this point in time, Uh, if you ever saw The L Word, she was on that show. Ah, that The L Word. So, listen, busty, you know? busty right i mean maybe it's because i'm a smut man i knew the line but it made more sense contextually pistols i mean pistols can be rusty i guess but busty they bust a pistol you know and pam greer is more busty than rusty so there you go uh i said man is attacking the beat like a speed bag you know he's uh he's getting he's getting that he's getting in that flow you know that that e40 you know it is that E40. What can I tell uh, you? Dude, I love how he opens up the, I believe it's the third verse, talking about, I wish a motherfucker would. I'm still living my second childhood. Second childhood. <laughs> Speaking on. of which, I remember being at the Young Thug High Tunes tour oh, stop no. uh, in LA at LA Live here in downtown LA. 
and um, Alex Tumay was DJing, and he played he played uh, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Keep in mind, we're at a Young Thug concert, and the majority of the people in the crowd are like 17, 18, 19 years old. Okay. Uh, he plays Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Gets no reaction whatsoever, and then. He plays second child. We're in L.A., by the way. This isn't a New York show. Okay. Where maybe you could get away with that. Then he plays Second Childhood by Nas, an album cut produced by DJ Premier <laughs> that's on the lower end of the tempo scale. I can only imagine the bewilderment in that. Uh, they, the kids were just looking at their shoes. I mean, and I was like bopping my head and I didn't want to bop too hard to get like make the kids think I knew the song. So oh, I was just no. bopping it because it's like, oh, this is a nice beat. Wolf. This is like a nice beat. Oh, my God. The crowd at that show is not my crowd. Let me tell you. All right. Uh, it's It was the no jumper ham on everything crowd, basically. Ham on everything? They're like a group that does parties out here with uh, no jumper adjacent artists and uh, similar overlapping fan bases, it seems. Ugh. Why am I not so fair? Fairfax yo yo yo's basically like Fairfax yo yo yo's, like dripped out and in, in the latest Supreme and you know all the streetwear and golf wang and all that stuff and oh golf wang all the no jumper whatever all that kind of crap and they're in there and they're they're getting lit and vibing you know. <laughs> Well, they were trying to, but then Second Childhood came on, which robbed them of their first childhood, apparently. It's true. You can't play second if they're not even really, you know, through their first. They're not done with the first, and you're going to ruin it by playing the second. You know? So, Alex Tomei, what do we learn about him? We learn, I guess he's a Dusty at heart? Yep, he ain't black. (laughs) Well, we know that. We ain't need to learn that. Where's Biden? And you ain't black. Yeah. And I'll say this. Young Thug, a better live performer... At that point in time, which was like 2015-ish, 2016, the latest. Okay. I think it was like late 2015. Um, a better live performer than I thought he would be. Huh. Really? Yeah, he was pretty good. Like, oh, okay. when I saw Wayne in 07, I mean, it, the most of the problems were due to the sound system, but like, he wasn't great live. He's gotten a lot better since, but like... Thug early on was decent, pretty decent live. He's gotten better himself. Huh. He always struck me, I mean, from footage I'd seen early in his career, the kind of dude that, you know, would, would rap over the track and kind of just stand there. You know? He was, but, it was a mix. The hooks were on the beat still. Okay. The hooks and like the ad libs, but the verses were, he wasn't rapping over MP3s. They were like, what I would call like TV tracks. Got it. Right. So a little bit of support, but like, yeah, but no, no, uh, if I recall, no hype man. Wow. He was just up there. Yeah. So you need those backing vocals in the beat. Yeah. Okay. Well, shoot. I mean, I know he's good now. I mean, I've seen him, you know, the little NPR thing and things of that nature. It's like, you know, you can't do that unless you actually know how to perform your songs. So, he was better than I expected. He wasn't like on my list of all time great performers, 
Okay. But that early on in his career to be able to do some, and you know, earlier thug music is sometimes kind of complicated to nail live. Right. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, so he was, he was doing pretty good. And, you know, part of performing is also knowing when to put the mic out to the crowd and let them finish the liners. Yeah. Right. Uh, here's a question. You ever seen E-40 perform? I haven't actually. Me either. I'd like that. I, I haven't had that. many opportunities. No, I've seen to. him perform, but on illegal NBA streams at halftime of Warriors games. So oh, like I wasn't okay. there. No, but. I'm saying in person. I haven't had many opportunities to. Um, I, honestly, like I'm trying to see DJ Quick because I've never seen him live, and I've missed like three of his shows already since I lived out here. Oh no! So I'd like you to see. Got, you gotta get on that. If I lived in the Bay. I feel like being able to see E40 would probably be a little bit easier. Okay, yeah, I, mean, I would think. Sometimes I mean, it comes down to, though. The Bay from LA, it's like. Five hours. Oh, okay. Well, hey, I mean, that's like. I, I drove. That's from here to Michigan. That's when I, I drove up to see Van Beer. You know, how, how, how deep is your love for E40? Okay. As Drew Hill uh, would I don't say. Like to, I don't like to drive. <laughs> Okay, that's. Fair. I don't like to drive. I'll drive up to an hour and thirty minutes to see him. It's never the drive there; it's the drive back. You know. I do know. I do know because you you're sustained on the hype and the excitement on the way up there. You know, it's you're an going adventure to see something, you know? right? Yeah. But once it's over, it's just <laughs> depressing. On the way back, there's nothing. There's nothing to look forward to anymore. So I feel you. I'll see DJ Quick though for sure. Uh, I hope you do. I hope you get to see. You know DJ what it is Quick. though? It's like there are these shows. They're oftentimes like kind of like these West Coast legend shows. So you'll see like DJ Quick, Corrupt, Too Short. You know all these different Sugar Free. Like they all put them on one bill, and they don't promote these shows very well because I don't know about them until after they've happened. <laughs> like, wow. I'll just be like, let's check Quick's Instagram. Let's see if anything's going on with him. I'm like, God damn it. I missed the show two weeks ago. Well, you know, maybe it's because the, the, the West Coast legend shows, they figure, oh, if you're really from the West, like, you know when, when, when it's happening. You know what's going on. You know, maybe they just think they don't have to promote because it's like, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, you gotta you gotta get on top of that. Life life is short, man. You, you yeah, really want to be laying up in the death bay, like man, I never got to see Quick. You know, never got to see E forty. What kind of what kind of dying thoughts are those? You know, <laughs> get on top of that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Mel Mel, you've been to like fifteen shows. <laughs> That's a lot of shows. All right, I'm burnt out on shows. I did too many shows. Let me see. I, I've been, I've been. A, I could have gone. I've been around the world, and I, I, I. Okay, I can't watch no more shows. I'm telling you. Well, listen, that's that white privilege. You got and to you go know all these shows. I you know didn't get to is? go all these shows. I, I actually am a bit traumatized because I saw Mob Deep. In L.A., I think that was, like, the last concert I went to see in, in 2016. And then Prodigy died, and I haven't been to a show since. Oh, man. That's a true story. I have not seen a rap concert since Mob Deep. 
or any concert, I don't think. Is there a part of you that feels like that kind of just needs to be the end? Like in tribute to him, it's just like let nah, that be. Because I gotta show. see I gotta see Billy Joel one more time. Well, I mean I he's see, not a rapper though. Yeah, I gotta see Taylor. I've never seen Taylor. Oh right, right. And I gotta see DJ Quick. I mean, that's just a must. Okay. It's a total must. Yeah, I mean, I've I don't remember all the rap shows I've been to. I know the ones I could have gone to and missed out on. I bought tickets for a J Cole show, didn't get. To we that. heard about that. That's yeah. that's on. Uh, that's on me. That's no. Oh, that's on. Uh, this is I'm Melvin. The, well, yes, it's on the show. This the is Melvin the award winning YouTube series. But the the actual the fault of me not attending is on me. That's definitely on me. You know, very I'm a few, very few me. artists that at some point or another I haven't seen in some capacity. Now, I haven't seen Outcast. Uh, that kind of bums me out. I haven't seen Stevie Wonder yet. I never got does to he see still Prince. perform Stevie. Yeah, yeah, he does. Not like he doesn't like tour, but he does shows every now and then. Okay, I technically could have seen Prince, but I don't think my parents went to see him when I was in the city. I wasn't invited. So I, I I guess I could have seen him, but they never uh, usually. You couldn't, you couldn't have seen him. They, you weren't invited. I wasn't invited. Why wasn't I invited, Dad? What, what, he, what gives? He you took like that white privilege. He called up his boy <laughs> Mules. He said, yo, Captain. Oh, my God. What do you think? Myself, my wife, I got a plus one. I mean, what do you think? You want to roll with us? I'm like, Me? What about Mel? He's like, oh, forget about him. You, we know about him. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that was a rocking show. They said, Mules, you just said you never saw Prince. I said, at the time, he was the artist. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, nice uh, loophole. But yeah, well, I got nothing else symbol. on this. Uh, right. They might be taping. I mean, listen, uh, I told, I warned them. He warned, he warned them. They might be taping. I like it a lot. It's a Rick Rock sample. It's a Rick Rock beat. E forty is being E forty. You know what? What more could you possibly want? I think uh, they might want track nine. I think they might want Sean. I'm sorry. He was. He was. He's, he'll be. We here. needed Sean. We day. needed Sean to really make this a movie. But this what? is like a short film. Uh, you know, Good Kid, Mad City. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> look. You know, I just. I hope above all that we did justice to E forty. That Sean doesn't feel like his absence robbed E40 of a proper, you know, pro- proper. Coverage. I think the analysis of this song was going to be what it was, regardless. I just wanted to talk to Sean. You know, he's, he's the homie. Wanted to talk to the homie. But I don't want to make him feel bad. He'll he'll be back. He'll be, he'll be back. He'll be back. Listen, life is stupid. Okay, anything could have happened. You know, we don't know. We haven't heard from him. So it's you know, we, we'll hear from him. Okay. And Sean, we got we got you. What did Drake say? Uh, uh, I got what is it? I got, I got oh, you. Oh no, I got us. Wait, hold on. He, Sean's what? Sean's coming. He's coming. He's coming. What are you talking about? He's he's back. He's coming. What? He's coming. Just what I said. Uh, he just got back to me. Just now. Well, like eight minutes ago, but I didn't see it because we were doing the show. Oh, I mean, what are we? Then how are we going to handle this? Just hang out for a second. <laughs> oh my god.
Well, this will be a rap rankings first. Yeah, he might crash. He might crash the party. Let's see. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how this is gonna work. Anyway. Uh, well, we're waiting on. We're waiting to see if he shows up. Uh, I guess while we wait to see if he shows up, I'll uh try to remember all the rap shows I've been to. Uh, yeah. I think the first rap show I ever attended was uh probably. Like, what is this, NPR? <laughs> what am I doing? I ain't talking about rap shows. All right. That's for Sean to do. That's his gimmick. Hashtag rap shows. You know? I, I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about. Uh, I don't know. I'll talk about my Domino's order. I got it loaded up right here. Uh, so, folks, you want to order like mail? You want to eat like mail? Get a 16-piece Parmesan bread bites. A medium thin crust pizza. Right side bacon pepperoni on the whole thing get 10 piece plain wings i know what you're thinking plain wings from domino's and wings don't hit like that you gotta put some, what's i feel you just calm down okay you gotta get the dipping cups okay because i don't want them slathered in the sauce you gotta get the plain wings then you get a hot buffalo dipping cup and you get a sweet mango habanero dipping cup and then you top all this off with a large brooklyn style pizza and hello? that's how you get hello yeah, I'm back. You're back? Yeah, I have to step out and get a drink. What? I thought you were arranging to get Sean. I did. I sent, He said, asked for the link. I sent it to him. Then I went out the, uh, went out of the room. Wow, this man doing all kind of stuff not warning the audience. What do you mean? I just want to get a drink. Some some brisk icy. If you you couldn't listen, okay? We're under this is we got a scale, right? This is some have said it's kind of academic. With that mm-hmm. being said, it's like school. You don't just get up and leave and go pee. You got to well, no, ask I'm, the teacher. Uh, what, what do you mean? I am the teacher. You're not the teacher. Who's the teacher? Me. Well, then who the hell am I? You're I must be the principal. No, no. Listen, who's the one who's always calling out grammatical errors? Hey, what's my nickname? AP English Mail. I'm clearly the teacher. Grammatical? No. Jaguar. It's not enough for you to be the captain. Jaguar, Vigenet. Come on. <laughs> Jaguar, Vigenet, um, Ethereal back in the day. We know about uh, you, all right? Yeah. You know about me. <laughs> Jaguar right. <laughs> no, you're Jaguar wrong, okay? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Um, yeah, I was just telling the people. That uh, by Domino's order. You oh, know? you have some food coming? No, it's not coming. I have to go get it on my tire that has a screw in it. You know? What's going on with that tire? I don't know, man. The conspiracy theory is that someone was disgruntled and, and punctured my tire last night, but I don't mm. know. Now, who know, in the man? world would do a thing like that? I don't know. You know, I have an idea, but I just, I don't know for sure. But anyway, I got this Domino's. Uh, I haven't placed the order. I'm glad I didn't because I was about to place it because I thought we were wrapping up. But if Sean's showing up, then I got to hold out. You know, got to hold out. Yeah, I was telling him about that uh, Brooklyn style pizza at Domino's. I was going to say, I'm glad you weren't here to try to talk down on it with your New York. But, you know. Well, I'd rather, I'd rather eat Domino's Brooklyn style pizza then have some place out here in L.A. make like a $4.50 facsimile 
of a New York style pizza, you know, and try to piss in my mouth and tell me it's raining, you know? Wait, is that how the phrase goes? I don't know. Who gives a shit? Where's our friend? I don't know. <laughs> what a phrase. Where's our friend? It's like a slasher movie, you know? Yeah. He's like out getting ice around the back and the slasher gets him. Oh, no. E-40 is the slasher? Shit. He'd be a crazy slasher. E-40 as a horror movie like monster makes sense to me for some reason. You know, he'd spit like, you know, he'd be like a Freddy type of character. He'd be barred up. You know, he hits you with a bar before he kills you. Always. You know, like he was his arrival would be signal. It'd be like a, a, a glare off of his glasses or something. You know, you know, he's around because like you walk outside and like doors are ajar. It's like somebody's been ghost riding the whip and it'll be a muscle car. That's uh, how you, you know, know he's around. He could uh, he could send like phantom like ghost rides to come get you too. Like you might just be walking down the street and all of a sudden you can start getting chased by a a vehicle. Doors are open. It's gas, brake, dip, you know, the whole thing. But it's coming after you. It's following you. It's pursuing you. And there's no one driving. Oh, okay. And instead of, like, the uh, the freaking Jason, it'd be like, you know, ooh, 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 something like that, you know? Listen, <laughs> there's somebody at one of these stupid streaming services that would green light this. I'm convinced. They green light a lot of nonsense, all right? We could get this off the ground somewhere. Let me see. Hold on. Streaming. Oh, I got service. it, Mel. It's just go dumb, 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 dumb. Oh, right, dumb, right. There dumb, you go. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, Yo, I, that gonna... beat, though, from Gouda could be the beat. It'd be the it one. Could. It could. Very you know scary, I, you know? I'll load up I'll load up the Gouda beat. To, they to ain't heard it? it? Uh, maybe not. I think they heard it already. I don't think we played it during the during the Gouda review. Wow, well, Gouda us up. Alright, what well, yeah, walk with me, folks. So check this out. It'd be it'd be something like this. Um here it goes. Sick with the records. Come on, that's creepy. Me. Warner Brothers. There's no place to run. There's no yeah. place to hide. Ooh. Look oh, out, bro, that's out. terrifying. Never grind into game. Stovetop Productions. Ooh. Hustlers are us. My game sharper than the <laughs> elephant's cuss. Me, myself, and I don't. Okay, bro, you're telling me you wouldn't watch that movie? I would. Okay, I'm trying to see which service we should shop this to. Now, this this is, to be fair, um, although it's a, a funny concept, we do know you have already stated you're actually afraid of E40 to some extent. I am. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm not the best person to trust with, you know, with the viability of this concept. Right. Maybe it's just me that's scared. Okay, we can... Stars, the Stars app. They'll Stars, well, look, they got power. Uh, you know, the BMF show, they got all these 50 Cent shows. Yeah, he's like the CEO of Stars these days. He'll do it. 
You'll put a fellow hip hopper on uh, the, the the station. You know, maybe I can hit up my friend Ting. Uh, you know, she dropped a film on that Paramount Plus. I can see about getting us on there. Oh, Paramount Plus, okay. Yeah, listen, there we got so many options. All right, we, we'll get. We, listen, we're getting this movie done. It's called. Uh, it's gonna be a franchise. It's called. Um, yay uh oh wait okay i've been saved from my bad workshopping it seems he's arrived (laughs) hello 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 can you hear me yes say yes (laughs) yeah we can i've been struggling for quite a while oh Oh, man what's up man we're glad you made it (laughs) To quote the song. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Well, what's I mean, uh, this is I'm, first, I'm glad you made it. This oh, is the I'm first that someone here. has ever been able to show up like like mid or like you crashed the recording. This is actually Damn. amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, folks, he's in the building. Like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's the yeah. most applause I've gotten this century. <laughs> okay, that's not true. Maybe ten years. Maybe ten years. Wow. So, Sean, man, how's it going? I mean, it's uh, uh, first time, long time, really, for both of us. For a long time. Yeah. Uh, big fans. Big fans back before the rap rankings days, obviously. Yep. Long yeah, we were telling them a little bit about that. Yeah. yeah. That's still my uh, number one hip hop album of 2014. I haven't heard anything better than Futility. I'm standing by that. I appreciate it. No I joke. Appreciate no, it. you got to give yourself a gunshot for that one. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. We, we usually don't hype up what we consider to be our good material on this show, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll I take know, that I compliment. Know. I'll take I'm that. St- I'm still on the. The, I'm not sure about to pimp a butterfly. I might have to knock it down. I'm still not sure yet. <laughs> wow. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Folks, this is proof. I'm glad he's here to prove that I did. I did have you know somewhat of a successful moment in my career. Mm-hmm. You know, as someone who wrote brilliant, once wrote brilliant rap lyrics, said like five people liked. I feel you. <laughs> Thank you might have more than five. Yeah, you probably more had than like me. sixteen. You know, there was, you go. You know, <laughs> no, what, about five more. Than I had about eleven. What were so, the downloads on Hot and Ready Part Two, Mel? Part two. Oh, you don't want to know what that what that was. That was... I could pull up my SoundCloud numbers right now, but <laughs> that's gonna... the that's the project where I feel like you could tell who the real heads were because it was only available yeah, I, for twenty four hours. I downloaded that joint. <laughs> I just put the uh, when DMX passed. I put the three thousand seventeen on one of my playlists. Oh man, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, funny thing. I played that for my therapist, and uh, she looked at me like. <laughs> Like I belong, like I belonged in her office. So yeah, so I yeah. see, I see why you're here. <laughs> yeah, you know so. that's terrible. That's no, it's all not terrible, but like I want you to hear this. It was really about making sure she understood that I was supposed to be there because I got right. the sense that she was like, I don't know, he seems to be all right, and I'm like, no, trust me, I need to be here. <laughs> yeah, now you've given me an idea. Now I should do that. Here here are my notebooks. You think if I should tell me if you think I belong here or not. That's the best way to go about it to me. You know, I I just play my my worst, most uh, worrisome songs. And I usually that did happen not to a therapist, but to like 
I think it was someone I was talking to. I don't even think I was trying to date this person. I was just like, here, read these. Tell me what you think. And they just came the fuck back. Oh, man. This is, this is a very relatable hour, I must say. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I so, skipped some steps, but that's basically what happened. It was like, yeah, I, I, that was the end of that uh, friendship. Wow. So yeah. this is a, a bit unorthodox because we already reviewed the song. Full disclosure, we thought you may have had some sort of scheduling mishap, so we thought, oh, damn, well, We were in the around. process of, the idea was that you were in the middle of a horror movie starring E-40 as a slasher, and there perhaps he had, like, you know, got to you. You, you know, went to get ice. He has not gotten to me. You okay. had to leave for a second. You went around the back of the cabin to get some ice. I don't know if the ice yeah. was in the he back was, of the cabin. He was chasing me. I was doing a buck fifty in Solano County. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I do want to get your take on the song. Uh, just to let you know, I gave the song a seven plus. Mel gave it an eight minus. I like eight it. Minus. You know what? Because those are that's what I've been going back and forth on this whole really? time. I'm like, is it a seven plus? <laughs> is it an eight minus? Wow. And mm, I'm still going back and forth, but I, like in the pantheon, in the pantheon of 40 water songs, like if I'm just going off of E40 by himself, I would give it a seven plus. I'm going to okay. go with seven plus. Got but it. in the pantheon of this album, I would say it was like, it would be like if these were the only songs that existed, it would be an eight minus. But I'm going to go with seven plus. Okay. All right. Now, seven plus. Sean, let me ask you about this album. Because you said yes. to me before we oh, no. came on the air, you were <laughs> mentioning that you did not want to come on for Tell Me When to Go or You and Dad. You said anything. <laughs> oh, you said anything but that. <laughs> I, I don't mind Tell Me When to Go. Tell Me When to Go bangs. But you and that, uh, I had uh, issues because <laughs> as your listeners may or may not know, I'm from the Bay, Bay Area represent. In the building. So, uh, yeah, always. Dub Nation, tell, tell oh. them we back up. We back up. We, we, we back up. We are back up. <laughs> tell Hold us on, right. back I'm up. Gonna, I'm going to hit a drop that Mules never lets me hit because right, he, he's it. a hater. <laughs> no, do it. <laughs> I'm going to hit it. Because it's going down. <laughs> it's going down. I'm so glad it? we back what up. What is this? What is this nonsense he's going to play? Here we go. Curry fakes. Curry for three. Oh, hey. There we go. I need we a white green a... double bang. Yeah, <laughs> we we got to get a bing no. bong drop, Mel. No, we ain't doing bing bong. They're one game over 500. <laughs> we gotta get they got to get back up in the ratings. They the, the, closest back thing, up. the closest thing that uh, that Mules gets to a bing is this. Go New York, go New York, go! I like that. Hit the damn music. <laughs> you know? I like that song. That song's an <laughs> eight. It's a good song. <laughs> Look, Mel, Mel yes. took that... Mel took that little little clip as a soundboard drop because he's he patronizes New York. He ducked. We all know it. Right, <laughs> right. but I, I got to give props. A, a Warriors legend, Alec Burks, is doing his thing in New York. <laughs> he was on the 15-win Warriors squad. You and know? he played well enough to get that Knicks contract, and he's balling out. So shout out the to Knicks. Alec Burks. Got it the Knicks are back shout out to rap rankings fan Alec Burks. I gotta tell you, Mel, congratulations, you two, Sean. You know, the dubs are back up. Listen, I've always been uh, one of the most impartial sports viewers of all time. (laughs) Really? I don't have a team. He's often given me reports from (laughs) sports.com. I can't make this up. I don't have a team. I just... 
I oh, just you're know like who's, sports team. <laughs> I just I, I see each individual athlete. I kind of get a read on them. I feel out their vibe, and then I I tell Mel what to avoid and and who to who to invest in. Right. So you're Rob Lowe at the game at the Super Bowl in the NFL hat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no NFL. Yeah. Got it. I don't even know what we're talking. We're talking about you and that. Oh, so since I'm from the Bay, I associate if you say let's put on an E40 song, I'm expecting you know something that sounds like it's from the Bay Area, like Captain Save a Ho or Spring, something like that. And then when the Little John thing happened, I was conflicted mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, the Bay Area ambassador's finally getting his blow up. He's finally getting his shine. But it's on a little John beat. <laughs> I'm like, this is right. not what I asked for. Yeah, yeah, right. But the difference between a you and that, which we'll get to soon, and tell me when to go, which we've discussed earlier. Tell me when to go is little John adapting to the Bay Area sound. Yeah, that's a hyphy little John beat. Little yeah, John yeah. can do uh, Bay Area beats. He worked with Too Short back yep. in the '90s. So yeah, we were talking but about you and that, that is yeah. ju- you and that is. The ringtone rap era, like that's 2006. <laughs> that's what 2006 it's, sounds like. Yes. It's obvious I, that's to what me I was now. Saying. It's so mid 2000s, like absolutely. Like in it, with the benefit of hindsight, going back to this album and like, oh damn, they really front loaded like all the Rick Rock stuff, all the hyphy stuff is in the first half, and yeah. then all of this down south stuff is pretty much in the second half. It's the back half, it's true. Yeah. They knew they had two audiences to uh, satisfy. So. Yes. They're like, this is your side, this is their side. <laughs> I mean, and we're, they, we're I still in say, Slapperville as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with you and that, but I'm not going to go out of my way to talk about it for more than, right. <laughs> than we just talked about it. Put it that yeah, Right, right. <laughs> who could blame you? I mean, it was yeah. a heavily played radio it's, single. It's a, it was a hot single. Yeah. And it brought uh, Homegirl from Escape, got her career back up because of that. Oh, man. Because she wrote the hook. Was that before or after Real Housewives started? I would think before. I think so. I think before. I believe you're correct. Yeah. You know, I was. uh... Those were the two (laughs) songs I said I didn't want to do specifically. (laughs) Because that sounds about right. Yeah, you were saying anything but those, and then you were trying to decide between this one and Do Your Head Like This. Oh, Do Your Head Like This, which is probably the best beat on the album, I'm just going to say it. It's a great beat. It's a great beat. Uh, As as E-40 would say on the DJ Shadow album, tremendous blap, humongous throb. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I love that beat. But this beat is no slouch either. Oh, absolutely not. This one has like the little old school dingy, I don't know the names of synth instruments, but <laughs> it has that old school bell ring, like the rock, the bells ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it has like that big baller with my homies vibe. And of okay. course it has the, it has that Bay area sound that I want in an E 40 song. Yes. I don't know what sound it is, but it's that I, I can, I can make the sound. It's, oh, Cause that's, <laughs> that's, that's what, if you hear that beat, it came from Oakland or San Francisco. Right. Or Richmond. Right. Yeah, now, you're a big E40 like, fan, Sean. You know? um, where does this album sort of fall for you in his pantheon overall, the whole body of work? I, I didn't go through the whole list in my head, but I know uh, the top tier ones are uh, In a Major Way, Charlie Hustle, Federal. And, uh, you know, I like that Practice Makes Paper. That shit was... Okay. That went. 
I like that okay. album a lot. I would that's put a, that one that's at a the newer bottom one, of right? the upper tier. Yeah. Yeah, that's a newer practice one. Practice makes paper. I will put that in the upper tier or the lower part of the upper tier. Nice. It, it went. Even though I was not a fan of uh, Bet You Didn't Know. <laughs> oh, are you? The Wikipedia song. Okay, see, now I'm a fan of that record. I remember. I remember <laughs> that you like this song. That. I was like, yeah. I mean, someone probably didn't know. Then you didn't. <laughs> so you learned. You know, I mean, I will admit it's a goofy male classic. Like, it's a goofy song. He was doing like, like Yahoo Facts, the song. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you know dogs and bees can smell fear? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was was a big fan of that. And he thought he was preaching. (laughs) I I would say he was not preaching, but uh, something like they might be taping, I would say he's more preaching, but he's preaching like the hood gospel, like rules and regulations from Charlie Hustle. Like, these are tips. Write these down. Usable information. These are important. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was telling Moose earlier, they might be taping, you know, like, I've never sold drugs. I was telling him, it's not it's not me in the sense of, like, you know, the fans looking out, but it's like, I'm thinking of, like, on the on the smut sites, key loggers and people hacking into my, they're taping, all right, you know? Yeah, and, and everybody's so, taping. They got uh, cameras at work pointed at the uh, workers and not the uh, customers or the merchandise. It's everywhere. Right. We all got a computer chip in our pockets. <laughs> That tracks exactly. all our data with a map in it, you know. And then you talk about of some food you want, and then you get an email about a coupon for that exact place. Yeah, though they're yeah, it they're was pretty it. prevalent. It's pretty interesting that he predicted this. <laughs> that he know? was just talking about the feds tapping your phone because you were moving weight, but little did he know that everyone would be recorded in a database. Safe. Yeah, regardless of they, occupation. Well, in 2006, it was they might be taping. If he recorded right. now, it was they are taping. That's what I was saying. You know, it's, <laughs> they it's no longer taping. a mic. Yeah, they do be taping would be the updated version. But yeah, I bet you didn't know you have to keep your fucking blowover over at a relative's house. That's that's something you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good advice. You know, I would think so. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a game spitter. I like the other thing about an E-40 song being from the Bay is that I like fast-talking E-40. Mm-hmm. That's E-40 okay. to me, obviously. Okay. So when he came in a little John, I was like, oh, I'm glad, again, I'm glad he's blowing up, but why is he rapping so slowly? Uh. <laughs> he's, you know, he's doing like the kind of an old-school flow. Right. I can't think of a song where he did it, but probably like Yeah Area, which is, is a great song. Yeah. But he just kind of like just goes, I think it was like, the West had been the same without Pac. They right. got E40 and Rick Brock. Like, that's <laughs> it's like a Beastie Boys bar. <laughs> but it's it was E40, so I still like it. But well, we I were like playing the, the motor a bunch of different E40. joints earlier. Like, uh, what was it? Mel hitting a lick with Sibo? Oh, yeah. When, how, the... the way he's rapping on there, like, yeah. you know, where he's kind of doing the double time, but he's oh, yeah, in now the technical showcase. Yeah. He goes off. Yeah. One of my favorite ones, I wrote it down once. It was on Breaking News. It, it was like quiet on the set. And I was like, what are you going to write on He goes, you want to build a the greatest gang speeder of all time, B-Town Vet. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> he just fit like 17 words in one bar. <laughs> this is what we've been saying the whole review about this guy. Like, they, they like to dismiss him as, like, some sort of, like, joke. And I'm like, no, no this is a legitimate The greatest skilled... game spitter of all time, V-Town Vet. And that's a complete <laughs> sentence. 
that he spit in like a second. <laughs> who does that? You know, exactly. Who does that? That's the Nobody. perfect phrase to and describe that's, and that's who does this, that? this uniqueness that we keep honing in on this complete originality. Mm-hmm. And I know the first time I heard him, the very first time my stepdad had the mailman. And I wanted a copy because I wanted Captain Sabo, obviously. But I'm listening to him like, why? He's from Vallejo. Why does he talk like he's from London or something? (laughs) He's got like an accent. (laughs) Wow. So this was like shocking even to people from the Bay. (laughs) Even in the Bay. Wow. It it took like a second. Okay. It didn't take like, you know, the wider hip hop community seemed to have took like 10 years before they got Uh used to it. It For me, it was like 13 months. Okay. (laughs) That's interesting. It might have even not even have been that long. It might have been when I heard him do the ad libs on Spice One Mo Man. I was like, this dude's voice is sick. <laughs> I know when it was. It was D Boy's Got Love for Me on Spice One America's Nightmare. Mm. And he was okay. reaching to my fruit of the looms and pull out my strap. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. Reaching to your dudunduns and pull out your strap. I'm a big Dun Dun fan. Yeah, <laughs> a big fan of that phrase. But yeah, what, at first I was like, his voice is funny, <laughs> right? I mean, like that, you know. And for some people, that's like the barrier they can't get that past is. it. And me, that was the entry point. I'm like, I okay, you already got me. When the source gave Hall of, uh, I always do this, and it makes me mad. I always call Hall of Fame, Hall of Game, and Hall of Game, Hall of Fame. So I don't even know which one is which anymore. One's an E40 album and one's a Big Sean album. The Hall of Game is E40. Hall of Fame is Big Sean. Thank goodness. (laughs) But uh, Hall of Game, uh, Source gave it four mics, and they got all these letters. When they do the letters to the Source, they were like, why are you giving him? He don't talk straight. (laughs) What are you talking about? Sean, up in New York. You know, they I was mentioning up uh, top on part one that I was facing a lot of resistance from my peers trying to get this music in the rotation. And they right. were looking at me. They're like, what's wrong with this guy? He's bringing MF Doom, Dizzy Rascal, Little Brother. Now he's got this Devin the Dude. And now he's trying to get us to listen to who? E-40? Not Devin the Dude. You can't get down <laughs> with Devin the Dude. You're missing out. You know, it's like, like, I can't imagine having such a, like... Now, his voice I liked immediately. That's oh, a great voice. He's... I told Mules, I was like, when he put me on to Devin the Dude, I'm like, I'm upset nobody's ever told me about this guy. Like, what is... Like, I, what, what, what's going on here? <laughs> you know? I can't it, imagine it was not... Tough. Like, before the regional boundaries got eroded completely... There was still a bit of like a New York snobbery about some people where if you weren't an East Coast rapper, like not just New York, but like, you know, I'm saying like Boston, Detroit, even even Jersey. Yeah, I remember I did uh, college visits in. uh, I'm going to date myself, but fuck it. Uh, I did college visits in 96 (laughs) and I went to an East Coast school and they were sitting around. Like, I don't like this Tupac album. Put on that Fuji's again. Oh, wow. And then I went, I visited a school in L.A., and they were sitting around, this is way better than this. Put This Tupac is great. It's way better than that Fuji's album because they had both come out at the same time. And I was like, what's wrong with you? And both times I was like, what's wrong with you? Because in the Bay, we listen to both and then some. Right. right. And yeah. Master P. <laughs> you know? All I that mean- and then some. Yeah, I, I I just 
but I there don't, was a bias, especially at the time. Huge, a huge bias. I mean, by me, 2006, my, though, that had gone away. Not, not where I was living at the time. I was living really? on Long Island. Yeah, because I was living on Long Island at the time. So but everything sounded like this is why I'm hot. How could you tell the yeah, difference? Yeah, but the problem was was that like Wayne, they weren't feeling the rise of Wayne. They were pushing back spitting. against this. They were pushing back against with all who? this stuff. What do you mean with who? Like well, what rapper were like? Don't listen to Lil Wayne. Listen to this person. Oh, Saigon, <laughs> like, Saigon, Papoose. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Those, that those, was, those that great was the makers time. of albums and singles. Yes, that was the time, though, where it was like you, you had a lot of prospectors on the East Coast like, nah, like there's so much more to come. Just you wait, you know? We Just got- wait till these guys who who are great on like a radio freestyle show learn how to make 10 songs. It's funny because we're just now like, what was it? It was like Pat Poos was Ed Sheeran like the other week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You Ed know. Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, and we count to... that as a breakthrough. That just now happened. Oh. It's happening. Uh, it's all happening. It now. is finally <laughs> happening. The other funny thing is there was a Bay Area rapper named Papoose, and I'm like, who is this? It was in the '90s, wow. and I was like, this can't be the same person because this is a whole different region and a whole different period of time. I mean, he could have relocated, popped back it up. Be him. It's not that's him. like you know, that's like the uh, Havoc and Prodigy. Havoc and Prodigy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I listened to uh, FCC first, so I was big. I was like, fuck those other guys. Because I was on In Gats We Trust. I said, I don't care about these other guys. Weren't they teenagers? <laughs> no, nah, I don't need that. I need this hardcore. They're not grimy enough for me. Wow. Yeah, I was I was kind of late. I, I, I was wrong on that. I admit it. I was wrong. Oh, well, you know, we but got... I like both of them. I like we, both having we have a We have a great drop for that, actually. You yeah, do. it's yeah, a drop for a situation. Exactly. The drop bank has gotten out of hand, but it's perfect situation it. for this. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay Wait, to be wrong. It's no, okay that's to not, be wrong. That's not the drop, Mel. Oh, which drop? The Hanno Montano drop. Oh, <laughs> oh listen, oh, no. if I'm not mistaken, you're do you're uh, you're a bit of a Disney Channel uh, aficionado. Uh, yeah, so. the 2011, 2014, 15 Disney Channel, it was... That was the peak. Okay, what so you might you missed the peak right there. You would have caught this. Uh, yeah, listen. It- everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Everybody gets that way. That's right. Everybody That's makes right. mistakes. That's right. My goodness. Yeah. I actually wasn't that big in Montana. Missed- I was in the, on the <laughs> other side of that. Like, Wizards of Waverly Place, that was my joint. Yeah, see, that was the generation that started right after. Like, me, I was probably, like, 03 to, like, 08. So I caught, uh, the you know. Cheetah Girls, Even Cheetah Stevens. Cheetah Girls, Even Stevens, Sweet Corey Life. in the House. Corey in the House. That's so Raven. Uh, Sweet that Life. Stuff, other, you know. Other than. <laughs> Sweet Life on Deck. Yeah. Well, other than Sweet Life on that's Deck. That's so Raven. No I, I have no idea <laughs> what these Life shows are. Deck. Sweet Life on Deck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Disney Channel. I don't know what they had. They it was calling me, man. It was calling me. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it was. I'll tell you the reason I even started. I didn't start watching the Disney Channel until I was like ten, and the reason was because I moved to my other grandparents' house at the time, and I was a big Freddy cat, and I realized, you know, because I was a smart enough kid, this is the only channel that doesn't show horror movie commercials. You know, <laughs> so you at could, night they couldn't turn to it. 
Yeah, it, it was all within the Disney compound. Like, wow. they only showed Disney-related things. So oh. I'm like, this channel's safe. I won't see commercials for, like, Darkness Falls. You'll or... only see channels commercials for other Disney Channel programs. Exactly. And that's how I ended up with a crush on Allison Stoner. Wait, you know? see, it's, you no, you're saying yeah. even when it came to television, you ducked? Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I absolutely ducked. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say since I already dated myself with the college story, I can't give a reason why I was watching Disney Channel in the early 2010s that would be appropriate. <laughs> well, it's the programming, it's decent. It's decent it was, programming. It reminded me of TGIF ABC, like the belly, like, okay. just leave the go. TV on and it's just bad sitcom blocks. <laughs> They're like there these dumb family members and their stupid jokes. And sometimes there would be an entendre that should not have been on the show. I'm like, how they get away with that? Look, my I, favorite one, I'm going to pull it out from Wizards of Waverly Place. They had the Luchador episode. It's not a dirty joke. Uh, they, were, they were doing Luchador wrestling, and one of the guys wanted powers. They gave him wrestling powers. He said, my wrestling name is Lava Sus Manos. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he got in the ring, he said, Lava Sus Manos is about to get his hands dirty. Oh, my God. I was like, that's genius. Genius. <laughs> genius. Listen, get Vince McMahon on the phone. Okay, he that. needs all the help he can get. Also, you, since you weren't in this era, you met, I was watching the Disney Channel in this era. You know they did a battle rap movie, right? I did not know this. Starring Ty, uh, Tyler Williams from Everybody Hates Chris. Isn't that his name? Really? What? Really? Yeah, that that's him. He was the son of Courtney B. Vance. Was a preacher. He was a preacher's son who was uh, a janitor or a waiter or a busboy at a club. And he was like freestyling, busting these dishes. I need to be busting these rhymes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. You can look up Let It Shine. You'll see the commercial. Yeah, I it see it now. Let It Shine. And he was like, I'm busting these dishes. Need to be busting these rhymes. Whatever he said. And they were like, you can rap. You need to get up there. But he, was, he didn't have the look or the style. So I believe oh he had somebody God. else rap for him. Huh. And then, of course, there was a girl involved, and the girl liked the raps. Of course. And then yeah. when she went on a date with a guy, she's like, you didn't write these raps, did you? <laughs> Some long drawn-out thing. But by the end, they find out it's actually him, and they put him in the final battle instead, and he does the eight-mile thing. <laughs> and wins the rap battle. Yeah, I, I see the trailer think, now. Just think of this. It's Disney Channel. So the disses are just like, you got bummy shoes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> or you just got served by the waiter. <laughs> and the whole crowd goes, oh. It's very, very tame battle. It's the tamest battle rapping I've seen since they stopped putting beats in battle raps. And I couldn't watch them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken word wow. ass shit. <laughs> so not not a fan of like this like you are spoken URL. word the spoke spoken word playground insults. Nah. Wow. It's not for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's not for me. I'm not saying they can't rap. I'm just saying I don't. I'm not. Yeah. It's a I completely need, different. It's a different discipline media. than what's going on in on a track like. Because you, you couldn't know what do it's what like? they do on a track. Because here's something what I used to do, again, dating myself. Do you remember Key Styles? Oh, key yes. Key Style Battles yes, and I uh, Rap oh, Forums? Yes. I used to do that yes. shit. <laughs> Just free write rap, rap lyrics and battle. I there's, no, there's no beat, so basically... <laughs> yeah, so what are you doing? You can take read as it much back. time as you want <laughs> in between each bar. There doesn't have to necessarily be... You don't have to count syllables as much. It's more of a... Yeah performance art it is. than anything. 
What was funny to me was when you do the key style solo go, that was pre-written. I'm like, we're on a message board. <laughs> it's all pre-written. Are you what? Yeah. man. Key style culture is still alive. If you look up a beat on YouTube. It's on YouTube. I've seen oh, yeah. it. The YouTube key styles comments. are back. Yeah. They're back in I the comments. It. You got to look up I have beat. seen them. Look up an instrumental for a rap yeah. song that you like and then scroll and look at the comments. I have seen them on those tight beats, those tight beat links. They're on tight beats. They're on, you know, I've seen them on like West Side Gun comments. Like I'm a rap. I got to rap over this, too. The, the, confu- the confusing thing about this is like I have a conspiracy theory that like it's one bot producing all of these because if you've ever paid attention to them, there's like similarities. They have the same drum pattern. They use <laughs> a know? lot of the same patches, like the same patch. Oh, oh, I meant the commenters, oh, mean the <laughs> not comments even the type the, the 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 keyboard freestyles, the like, key style algorithm. Yeah. They probably made one. You know, like they're just they're eerily similar. Is all they I'm saying. Are. You know, <laughs> like. Yeah. And they are the same length and everything. <laughs> right. They're you not know? 16s. They're like 12s. No, yeah. Check, it's... check the chat. I just <laughs> I just went on YouTube and I searched Rock Marciano Instrumental. Oh, Lord. I clicked the first one that I found. It was Alchemist Beat, which made it even more perfect. I knew I'd find some raps. <laughs> yeah. First oh, comment no. is a rap. Oh, no. When I flow, it be as hard as bones. And saying what rhymes from the mind, I need a brain scan for this barcode. <laughs> it's time when you use lines from the that's heart and not soul. Even, that's like a six and a half? What you know, it's, it's never even structured. Like, <laughs> like, a, like I guess you can get be. eight bars out of that. Maybe. Oh, man, this is something. Moses Castro, four years ago. Tetrahedra from fetus to supreme leader, Peniel became also- <laughs> antenna receiver. I look European in search of utopia before fallopians. <laughs> okay, so they put a killer priest uh, filter on their bot. <laughs> oh man, Moosey, that's uh, that's your guy, right? That's uh, you listen Jay to Electronica? these new killer priest albums. I heard this summer cafe, summer end cafe. I think it's called. Is that I what it's called? I don't know. Oh, I wouldn't know. I, I can't um, do it. I'll say it's a vibe, okay? I'm oh, sure really? it's a vibe. It's a but vibe. Everyone's in their own vibes right now. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. So it's, if you if you if you enjoy the vibe, ride it. If you're like a big Killer Priest album, like heavy mental type stuff, you're not gonna like this album. It's him. Well, I wasn't big in heavy mental either, but okay. Because <laughs> this is like, you know what AG's been doing for the last ten years. Yes. It's like that, but f- funkier, I guess, or like more retro tinge. Like it's it's going for like a very uh like hold music. Cosplay beat? He's doing 90s cosplay beats. Like 90s hold music from like a you call oh, customer no. like service. Easy listening? Yeah, <laughs> very much, very much so. Oh, that is a J Electronica vibe. Very much so, yeah. <laughs> I want to know why he has like these SoundCloud rap album covers. Some I was of just wondering about like this, this Summer rap. and Cafe. Doing... I saw this cover and I was like, hey, huh. if it's SoundCloud rap, I might be in. Some of <laughs> some of the stuff that he's been doing has been like very contemporary sounding as well. Okay, he's made if, a if bunch he has, of projects. Do you have any songs year. about drip? Because I might have to click on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're Shout getting close. Drip God. 
Ocean I think we're gang. getting close. Big up, drip god, ocean gang. That's the thing about this new slang. Like, I'll look at it. I might look at it with a side eye. Eventually, it'll somehow work its way into my lexicon in earnest. It'll show and, up on a TV show eventually. You know, it's just... There'll be some teenager on a show that's going to say something is wavy, and then it's going to be all over. Yeah. I mean, my dad just picked up Drip, like, the other week because... uh He's teaching ROTC, and he showed like his homecoming pictures to the to the students. They're like, "Oh wow, Mister Birch, you had drip." Yeah, I think drip got big because of Skip Bayless. Oh yeah, and his drip Bayless posts. Yeah, with the Jordans. He's just wearing all black and Jordans. (laughs) So that's like partial drip. Yeah, yeah, you know. I actually was wearing a Warriors mask somewhere, and I asked someone if this was drip, and they said it was not. Oh, see, well, they they don't know Drip, okay? No. Drip is in the eye of the But, of the course, this is when the Warriors had Kent Bazemore on their team, so it might not have been Drip because they just were <laughs> just not that good at the time. It, they, they were dark. It was dark. It was dark. I'm, it wasn't I'm that dark here. last year. It wasn't as dark as it, as it has been. Okay. You know, the 15-win season? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's dark. That's Ish. dark. We got yeah. two Warriors. Over here, Warios. so I, I can't I can't get my my jokes off about Steve Kerr being the only one that's really dripping out here. He's made he spinal dripping. fluid dripping jokes for years now, and yeah. and I've I've had to fight him over it. Okay, <laughs> you know it's it's actually no, I think I've taken part in the jokes too, but it's because you can't beat him, join him. You know, I was trying Might to disarm well. him. He's the real <laughs> drip god, though, for real. He is drip god. He's the drip guy for sure. I mean, how many people can say they just punched Michael Jordan? He, he and then he they stayed. And, yeah, he punched stayed Jordan, on the team, and it, it made Jordan like him more. <laughs> yeah, he earned that's his some respect. goat shit. Yeah, absolutely. who does that? You know, he's like, that's what I wanted from you. <laughs> that's what now I wanted. I'm gonna all pass you the ball in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> you passed the test. <laughs> I mean, listen, and much has been made about Jordan having, you know, psychopathic tendencies. But, I mean, listen, it's it's, it's how he wins. It Adam Sandler, this is how I win. This is how he it worked. Wins. It's it like worked. Demolition Man, but it worked. <laughs> that was actually, he was my first uh, scouting. Big Michael Jordan fan back in the day. And it yeah. began my legacy as always being able to pick out, you know, who the stars were. Um, oh, my God. I'm not going to plug myself. But I am going to plug myself because I'm going to tell you guys to do it. You're subscribing to me, aren't you? What do you mean? Um, um, are we? Mules on YouTube. Aren't you subscribing to me on YouTube? You're no, on YouTube? I didn't know you had a YouTube. You said you subscribed to me when I sent you a link to something. Oh, we know about him. Hold we on. Mules. Let me check. Wow. I'll check. I'll check. Let me see. Hold on. Because <laughs> I was. Gonna, him. Please do not play this. <laughs> Saying is crazy. Because, um,. I don't know if it's going to say saying it's crazy. It's probably going to be under my government. Ah, okay. <laughs> what is it under? It might be under my email. It might be under saying it's crazy. Because uh, there's something about Michael Jordan on there. I'm subscribed it's, to 219 it's, people yeah, it's on not YouTube. Help you. so. so I'm going to plug my boy's show instead because it'll show up there. Oh, you gotta do- no, cause you get oh you get the movie that stole my friend's show's idea. So all you oh, gotta wow, do is you can relate to that, right? Yeah. Type in Michael Jordan's magic shoes. Michael Jordan's magic shoes. 
and you're gonna the first thing's gonna be like Mike because he stole my friend's idea about him getting Michael Jordan shoes oh, and being really? magical. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the same, <laughs> but because his story oh, okay. was about Michael this. Jordan having magic shoes, but Bow Wow had magic shoes that were worn by Michael Jordan. Right. So, okay. so they couldn't. So he wouldn't win the lawsuit if he had so sued him. This is a three-part video series. It is, uh, the user is yes. Derek. Derek the Ghost on YouTube. Yes. Uh, it's it's very Doctor Seussian. <laughs> okay. It's about Michael Jordan having magic shoes and saving the world. And uh, at the uh, beginning of part two, there's a special appearance by a balladeer who shall remain uh, nameless. <laughs> and it's a song about Michael Jordan. Okay. So yeah, that's at the beginning of part two and the end of part three. <laughs> but yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice family show. It's a family show about Michael Jordan having superpowers. He saves the world many times. It's like if Superman had was a basketball player yeah. and living in a Dr. Seuss story. Yeah, I see. I see uh, someone's name in the credits here. Yeah, so I'll be sure to check this. I'm out. not in part one, but I'm in parts two and three. Oh, I'm the thumbnail in part two. Good lord, <laughs> two hundred. Oh, I know all views. about having things on put YouTube. Those, put those numbers. Yeah. Those numbers up. <laughs> those numbers up. Oh, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm in a king shirt because that was the year the kings were good. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I used to get cursed out by little children on the street walking around Los Angeles in those shirts. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember eight-year-old girls yelling, stop, 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 Kobe's got to I'm like, what the? I don't even know you. <laughs> oh, I, like, found, <laughs> I found what, what I subscribed to. What was it? Gobble, you didn't gobble. Subscribe to d- yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, that's so actually me. Lying. Oh, crap. All that's right. actually me. Derek the Ghost is my friend. It's It's... Sean's government name is is the name on the channel, and the description That's is. That's me. I said him that when Doom passed. Mm. Yes, that I song was, was banned from SoundCloud because I uh, I spit over a special herb, oh. and you can't put special herbs on SoundCloud. <laughs> so I put it on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, they don't want you doing anything on there anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's almost Thanksgiving. So yeah, you can put the you can put that's uh. Isn't the thumbnail someone in a gobble, a turkey shirt or something? Yes. Yeah. So it's for the holidays. Okay. Just in time. <laughs> That's gobble, enough plugging myself. That's well, listen, your, I was just saying the other episode enjoyment. that Thanksgiving needs a song. So, you it know. We, it's we... not about Thanksgiving at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not about Thanksgiving at all. No, it's very, have, very, very, very dirty. great Thanksgiving songs already, Mel. We do? Yeah, we have the Thanksgiving song by Adam Sandler. And then we have that Nas song where he says, you call it Thanksgiving, I call your holiday Hell Day. Oh, what okay. song is that? I think it's what goes around comes around off of Stillmatic. But I can't be too huh. sure because he spit, he spit so much knowledge over the years. So. Oh, oh, dear. That sounds okay. more like something he would have said on the Untitled album, but I take your word for it. Yeah, I typed the lyric. Yeah, it's it's what goes around. Stillmatic. It's all, that's from the second half of Stillmatic, right? It's like one of the last songs on there. Yeah, that's why I don't. I'm not familiar. Check it out. It's a good song. Stillmatic side A all day. <laughs> wow. Side B. I might have to put something else on. <laughs> We're not talking about not. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think still Sean, mad excited, hey, baby. I think Sean missed out on me talking about the DJ at the Young Thug show playing Nas' second childhood. Oh, yeah. I could talk about that, too, because in the LimeWire area, er, area, in the LimeWire <laughs> area, in the LimeWire era, when I uh, downloaded Stillmatic before it came out, the song that was Second Childhood was not Second Childhood. It's uh, it's called some, Second Something Else. It's on YouTube. But it was still Nas? Yo, it's Nas on a primo beat. Ah. Uh, the Second Coming. Uh. But on LimeWire, it was labeled as Second Childhood. So I'm like, this second childhood is amazing. Oh, my <laughs> God. And then when I finally heard the official version of Still Madigan, Second Childhood came on, I said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I never liked second. It's not second childhood's fault. I just thought it was a different song and was disappointed. That That's the wine wire here. It just, it just pissed me off. Hey, no, we were talking earlier, I think, that, or maybe later, uh, we recorded this guest spot at the very end of this episode, but um, there's a version of this album that I've had for years that was missing Gimme Head, and it had the remix as track 20 instead. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of of Ghetto Report Card? Yeah, Gimme Head was missing, and She Say She Loved Me was track 18, Just Happy to Be Here was track 19, and track 20 was the official remix with uh, Game, Kanye, and Ice Cube. Oh, that and must be some special edition. No, it was it was that some was just the Mool promo edition. edition? The Mool's no, edition. Yeah. That that was basically the the LimeWire edition. The, no, the uploaders on Boxton getting cute with it and thinking they were going to create like a bonus track on. Oh, they album. remixed the song. They put a remix on there themselves. Yeah, but I guess they deleted a track as well. So if you keep yeah. it in even twenty, and then they uploaded yeah. it like that, it's probably for size issues or space issues. I still have I down I had a Daft Punk album that I got off LimeWire and there's a song it was a song labeled Short Circuit and it's on my burn CD it is not Short Circuit it is not Daft Punk but it knocks hmm. when I heard that I'm like this isn't Short Circuit it's still on YouTube as mislabeled Short Circuit and no one knows who made it I think oh, Mel we just talked about cool recently like, people think that uh, Bobby McFerrin was Bob Marley back in the day. Oh, no. Don't worry, be happy by Bob Marley on, like, Napster oh, no. <laughs> and yeah, My favorite one was the the song that never existed, the Fiona Apple, Marilyn Manson song. No, that was the thing on there? Yeah, it was, it was, there was a link that went around. They're like, check out Pop My Cherry by Marilyn Manson and Fiona Apple. There was nothing on it. It wasn't even, like, a fake song. It was just a blank, probably had viruses and shit on it. I don't know. It was blank. It's probably a virus. The fake songs yeah. were incredible. TLC, Tupac, Biggie, oh, Biscuit, yeah, like Eminem. Tupac, Biggie, 50 Cent, Eminem. I mean, LimeWire really did was the original YouTube because now you'd be like, Eminem featuring Jay-Z. And it's just like a mash his of verse people. from the Real Slim Shady yeah. and a verse from Izzo over their beat they made. <laughs> yeah. And one of them's offbeat. <laughs> yeah, you know, Lime Wire is responsible for uh, 
what has been referred to as Mel's porn addiction, and also <laughs> me getting into hip hop. I mean, in, in, a, in, a, in a serious sense, like in a meaningful sense. I you mean, can get a, you can get all the music on there. I first was on there. I was just downloading eighties music. I was like, Bruce Hornsby on here? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, my first introduction to peer-to-peer things is like I was telling moves. I was at like my dad's friend's house, and he was drunk on wine, and he was like, "Give me, look at this, give me artists." And I was like, "Michael Jackson," and he's like, and we had to wait like thirty minutes because it was on dial-up back then. But eventually, oh, it populated up. on Napster, and I'm like, "Wow, to all that's free." Album. Yeah, yeah, you know. I so. remember those days, the the before uh, DSL days, mm-hmm. before cable internet, Wi-Fi. <laughs> was not even a, a gleam in anyone's eye yeah no wi-fi was not in my house until 2000 you click on alicia silverstone nude and then like you'd see the top of a head for about 30 <laughs> minutes <laughs> and then the computer would freeze and you have to start the whole thing over again and then when it would load up it wouldn't be her oh man i thought that was just it was me. the worst yeah. <laughs> it was Spent the a worst. lot of time on steak the and cheese stone ages stone ages it was rough <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It took yeah. me about a, a couple months after downloading all the Whitney Houston and uh, Bruce Hornsby, and I said, "Oh, there's new music on here." Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> Let me get that nerd album. That nerd yeah, album that didn't come out till a year later. Oh man, that's one yeah. of my favorite possessions. I'm sure the, the industry's the happy that this doesn't happen anymore. But you know, albums leaking like months ahead of time. You know, those were we, we don't get that anymore. But, but no. that happened then. You know, no. Now you just get somebody has a pro. Someone in the media has a promo, and they that Dropbox it to you. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. You know, I was just uh, searching for the version of "My Love" by Justin Timberlake, which had the Atlantic Records for TI clearance drops all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a Prodigy song on my on a H and I C burn, and it's like this is for radio purpose only. Oh, all over the song. It's probably on YouTube. It's like this is for radio and promotional purposes only. Of, of course, like back in the like day, during when you the, get the the better version, you'd scrap that old version. You know, like why would I want something with a clearance tag all over it? But now yeah. I wish I had it. So yeah, those, are, those are rarities. Also, a lot of burn CDs do not make it. No, some of them didn't last two years, but some of them still play. I think. Yeah, we were they talking sound, about some that. Some sound uh, like scratchy vinyl, which is cool. The CDs are just like, we're scratchy vinyl now. <laughs> yeah, not for nothing, Sean. I've maintained my Discogs. I only mainly collect CDs. I don't buy vinyl, really. Right. And at the beginning of the pandemic, my CD collection, they give you like low-end, medium, and high-end. High-end was close to four grand now it's at like 57 58 and i'm like damn i'm whoa the the prophecy is coming the cds are about to be worth something well it's it's almost time i kept these no limit albums for a reason (laughs) oh it's it's time check discogs see see how they're doing full-blooded memorial day is about to be worth some a grip (laughs) oh my goodness an awful album (laughs) <laughs> I bought every one of those albums in 98 and I don't know why. And my mom did too. I just remember staring at all those uh those album covers. They were pretty colors. Yeah, right, you know. I didn't you know, know what was and going they had like the, the Fisher no Price plastic they yes. put on them. 
that's yeah. the jewel case. indestructible CD case of all time. There was it was like a colored plastic with grooves in it. Whatever and it's it was, unlike anything else. It's unlike indestructible. anything else. You can you can flip the CD case backwards and the shit will yep. just fall back again. <laughs> the fuck you make this out of? Then you the get only all like, case that won't crack. Yeah, it no crack, no scratch, nothing. It's amazing. No, no limit had the high quality when it came to plastic. No mm. limit plastics. <laughs> Did anybody else use that plastic? Did like Cash Money use it? No, I've like I've I think seen it was other only no limit. I've seen other albums with it, but those could also be repacks. Yeah, but no limit. It was brand new. Here's your. Ghetto D was the first one. I said, what is this? And it was orange, so it really looked like Fisher Price. Yep. There was a blue, <laughs> the red, the orange. There's a green one, I'm Snoop pretty sure. one. Oh, Mean Green. That was the Bay Area one where E-40 and Too Short were on there. Hmm. It was that was No Limit slash the Bay Area because Mean Green's a South radio personality. You know the South and the Bay. They, well, obviously, because that's the album we're supposedly talking yeah. about. <laughs> Is a South in the Bay collaboration. Yeah, no, I don't think Lil John was ever on a No Limit album. The Neptunes were. Uh, oh, they were? Oh, yeah. They were on 504 Boys, Goodfellas. Uh, you always forget I, I, they were doing stuff prior to I like. I cannot the... believe Master P has been on a Dre beat, a Neptunes beat. He hasn't been on a quick beat, has he? No, but quick is on No Limit Top Dog. Yeah. Rapping and he was and on producing. a RZA beat. That that shit is fantastic to me. <laughs> the mystical old dirty bastard song. I said, this is this is all this. That's a thing? A mystical old mystical dirty Mystical old dirty bastard on the I Got the Hookup soundtrack. Produced oh. by RZA. And <laughs> it's a No Limit Wu-Tang mashup. And it's, yeah, that's everywhere I want to be. Oh, man. It's everywhere wow. I want to be. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have liked that last. It's season. like Wuha remix level historic. <laughs> huh. For me, <laughs> if you're a No Limit fan <laughs> and a Wu fan, yeah, I've only ever heard like the title track from that. I got the hookup, so I'll I didn't even hear know me. there was. Yeah, I'll have you hear me. No, that's where Soldier Slim first came from. His yeah. first song, <laughs> single was on there. We would do the daggone, re- you know, with kids in the schoolyard. It was like, I got the hiccups. You know, that was what we would. Yeah. Hiccup if you hear me. Yeah, that was That's how it was. Good. You know, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Sons of Funk. Those were the Little Mel. Back in the, the life of Little Mel coming soon. There you oh, go. listen, that, that, they're not ready for that. No, they're that's, not. No, that's no, not that's, a, that's not a, that's not like an interview. That's. You rapping is a mixtape. You rapping over just no limit beats about my early life. Yes. Oh, wow. I'd do it. I'd do it. You know that might work. It will be <laughs> better than know. the Little Soldiers album. <laughs> you aware of Little Soldiers? Are they a no that limit was masterpiece of uh, their masterpiece first attempt to get the kid market before he decided to put his son in there. <laughs> he had some young rappers, and they were called Little Soldiers. And the album cover was them busting through toy packages like the Small Soldiers uh, movie poster. That sounds I gotta cool. see this. The I album cover is right amazing. Now. I couldn't get through the album because they were just rapping over already existing No Limit beats like they did Hot Boys and Girls. Instead, they just did Where My Little Soldiers At. 
was like, uh, I like your own I beats. Cover now. That cover is incredible. I think I may have heard like Hot Boys or Hot Girls, like one of those. Oh, hot Boys maybe. and Hot Girls is fire. Yeah, I That's think I might fire. have heard that before. Okay, that yeah, was I my see album, this album of the year in 1998. <laughs> that was my album of the year in 1998. I didn't know. I didn't know any better. I was like Last Dawn. What else would it be? Hey, oh, this man. album used is going for fifteen dollars. I don't have that one, unfortunately. I stopped it. Oh, wow. They didn't even give them a nice case. No, he had stopped by then. 99 is, I think, Fiend's second album was the last one. Oh, not Fiend. Which one was that? There's one one in every family? Oh, okay. Street Life. The second one was blue in the blue plastic. And I think there was one after that. It was the 504 boards with the Neptunes beat on there. Hmm. There's a Neptunes beat, and there's a guy who sounds exactly like Tupac. (laughs) <laughs> his name is crazy okay I figured it would be uh, Big Bear cause no <laughs> Big Bear we, we yeah back Late, in season zero No Limit right when they when they got really big and their music got terrible at the same time was unfortunate cause they were like this great in house group and then all of a sudden they got Jay Z and Nas features and the, they had run out of ideas oh, <laughs> so I'm sure Jay Z was like give me one of those beats and he was like um alright <laughs> I don't recall it going Jay-Z. down that way. Yeah, like, have you heard? Like, <laughs> you're not aware of the, the Jay Z uh, "Silk the Shocker" song or the Nas masterpiece song for a reason, because <laughs> they came out in 1999 when Beats by the Pound they they were out of pounds. I got a big catalog. <laughs> Beats by the Pound was out of stock. Oh, they were man. out of stock. They didn't even have ounces. What about my <laughs> What about my attempt at? At the Ha remix, I was really messing with the sound. <laughs> we know about that, Jay. People. You tore yes. ACL, yeah, on that beat. You I know? mean, Drake Drake tore an ACL, maybe I think twice. Yeah, because you set them up. Okay, you put them on <laughs> off that and freaking. Uh, we know about you, Jay. I put. A I don't banana. know how he ever came back after rhyming cake, 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 cake. <laughs> I had to. I had to tell me. I would have fake retired again after raps. that. That's what happened, though. He told me he doesn't write his own raps. Ever since Cake, you know, he oh, got know. he got he oh, got clowned know. on Cake. So clown Cake. So he tried to take Drake down a peg by. Yeah. Oh, shit. I will say he did sound like he was trying last year, so I'll give him that. Who Jay? Yeah. Huh. On written testimony, I thought he was trying. I've only heard that album once. I thought Jay so. was actually giving it his. His all, whatever that may be now. <laughs> Great, yeah, now, because, you know, it's... He can't ever fully go back to no. whatever he was. It's, it's, well, it's like Eminem now. It's like, this is all you're going to get out of him. Right. <laughs> take, so just enjoy take what you take Just put that stepdad little... on. Just put that stepdad on and enjoy Do the, the stepdad the shuffle. <laughs> stepdad. <laughs> That's tremendous blap. Yeah, that's a blap. Tremendous <laughs> blap. <laughs> I can hear E40 on Stepdad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he would have, I don't know if he had like domestic issues, though. So maybe he would be like just talking about that he was a stepdad. Oh, yeah. I'm your stepdaddy. Fucking your mom watching you watch TV in the other room. You better have all your homework done before your mama get home. 
<laughs> you know? No, maybe yeah, it's this belt do what your father didn't do. <laughs> E-40, he strikes me as a stepdad. He, yeah, right. he's probably, he would be the stepdad in the song. And that <laughs> would actually be a good song. A stepdad remix. Sure, why not? Yeah. Speaking of E-40 remixes, I know you like that Hustler remix. Hustler remix? Well, Merce and John Cena. Oh, oh, he's yes. on that. I remember. It's Mercy Forty and John Cena on the Hustle <laughs> remix. Moves. How did you never tell me about? It's this? fantastic. It's well, fantastic. Mel is part of the anti-Mers contingent, so I don't share. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't share Mers information. What happened was I went to Rock the Bells in like 07 or 08, and I saw him live. First time I ever heard of him, and he struck me as a mean man. He was yelling at his DJ. Okay, that was the Merce for President era. I don't know if that's the best uh, introduction to Merce. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You could go with End is the Beginning or 316 or Murray's Revenge. No, he gets, F, not F5, what is it? Or the felt. Attitude Adjustment or the FU at the time. He gets a FU into a dumpster by John Cena at the end of Cena's verse in the yep. video. Oh, I've seen the video. Yeah, the, the video is great. It's I just didn't know E40 was on the remix. Yeah, he jumped on there too. Is that He's huh. not in the video though. He's just on the recorded. The Am I tripping or is Chingo Bling on this song as well? He is also on there. Yes, okay. he is. According of, to isn't Google. that one of yes. the Eternals? Chingo <laughs> Bling? Oh my god, no, that's Kingo. That's Kingo Bling. <laughs> <laughs> that's my man Kumail. All right, thank you. That's, oh, thank that's, you. that's, that's Kingo that. Bling right there. I needed that. I needed that rim shot. I need a rim shot. <laughs> diggy diggy. Hey, Erica Badu. Shout out to her. Didn't, Mool, didn't she say something to somebody? You DM me. She was like, she to told you? somebody to shut up. No, not to me. She oh, didn't speak to no, me. She was like, she was like, fuck you, ho. Oh, she, that could be anybody. <laughs> that could be one of her baby daddies. Because she was saying, she was just saying like something about like, yo, Travis Scott. You know, we're we're praying for you. What? <laughs> yeah, like and I'm sorry Travis it happened Scott. to you. Like. Yeah, I guess maybe she felt just like a kinship as an entertainer. She's like, you know, I'm sorry that happened. And someone said something to her, and she was like, fuck you, ho. Yeah, she don't give a fuck. Yeah. She'll do the check the receipts bitch thing that Maxwell did. Yeah. <laughs> she'll just, she just start cursing you out online. And then she'll probably she'll do one of those hex things that she does. <laughs> Pull out the oils and the candles, and you don't know what's going on. Oh, man. It's dangerous. So they might be taping. They're definitely taping. They're taping. Confirmed. We're definitely taping. We were taping the guest spot. We we taped it. I'm I'm glad to say we're not going to come out of this guest spot now sounding like idiots, Mel. Yeah, good job. (laughs) But you should keep the uh, the horror movie thing though. Oh Oh, yeah, no, we'll keep all that. We're keeping it all because that sounds hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep that. There was something else I wanted to say about they might be taping other than. Because there's not really much slanguage in there. He hasn't, because, you know, uh, there's songs where he gives you the like new slanguage. Yeah. He was supposed to put out a book. It never came out, or is he still writing it? I remember that. He, he was. He slanguage. I think he might huh. still be working on it, but then he hey. realized he could have a wine uh, company instead. Sean, I'm still <laughs> waiting on EP number three, channel three, and, and Yo, what happened four. to channel three? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it, what's crazy is he would put out like four four al- four hour albums, and then last year he put out thirty minutes of music. Yeah, I said, oh, he knows he knows about the new wave. You put out that ten minute album. 
Like he's about to get on that wave, and, oh, and then he man. just disappeared. Maybe that's the, the thing. He's gonna go with some Lucy's and not put out albums anymore. He's gonna you that, be a SoundCloud rapper. That nineteen dollar lap dance with Sugar Free is one of my favorite songs of last oh, year. Man, I got nineteen dollars for a lap dance. Song goes, but I only got a dollar for a cigarette. That's a green. <laughs> that's a boom, boom, green boom. hook. That's a green boom, hook. Boom, boom, boom. Sounds great. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That D Boy Diary was going. What was the song on D Boy Diary? Uh, Slapping. This motherfucker slap. Hey. Uh, I mean, that man is. Hey, don't sleep on that album, though. Connected and respected, right? Connected and respected. Be legit. Be legit. Oh, he was in his bag on that. That was in my top 10 the year that came out. Yeah, that okay. was that, that was whooped. Great. That whooped on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what was my uh, carpal tunnel? Was my joint. Oh, listen, that <laughs> whole tunnel. album is underrated, in my opinion. Not enough people yeah, were talking about. They it. might be taping. Didn't really have new slang. If, I guess if you've never heard Yaper before, it was new slang. <laughs> and I know he said uh, cauliflower ear, which at first I thought he had come up with some new shit because of like broccoli, <laughs> but no, he was just talking about giving someone a cauliflower ear. Yeah, yeah, which is like. But the way he said it was yeah. so cool, I thought it was a new thing. I was like, "What's a cauliflower? You give him a cauliflower ear? <laughs> What's that mean?" It's like I call it all. Oh, the actual thing. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> but is, you, you never know. know. I also like thanks rap genius because they don't get the words right. They they might have the worst uh, Bay Area rap annotations I've ever seen. Yeah, I was talking I'll click about on a earlier. Spice One song, and I just start crying. <laughs> like these are not the lyrics at all. Yeah, they said that uh, on Genius. Dag on. Uh, I was saying it earlier. They said he thought he said uh, pistols rusty like Pam Greer, and it's like it's busty. Yeah, it's busty also, like uh, Pam Greer. Bust you in the toe like Eddie Murphy did Delouise. Like Don, he does he. Eddie Murphy yeah, didn't shoot Tor- Dom DeLuise. favorite rap bar. Yeah. <laughs> Dom DeLuise. <laughs> well, she wouldn't yeah. like Eddie Murphy did Dom DeLuise. Listen, Don, my, Don favorite, DeLuise. my favorite is Monda, Mel. You know about Monda. Oh, yeah, Monda. Monda? <laughs> you know Monda. Regulators. Monda. No. Monda. No. Monda. No. Monda. <laughs> you know Monda? Monda. <laughs> That's a white people classic. Yeah, hey, I just looked up a newer one. I was looking up a God Fahim one, and they said you got your rosaries clipped. I was like, "What the? F- Does that even make sense? Why would you have a rosary clipped? It's gripped. Come on! They, it's they it's really... still going on, and they've branched out. It's not just the Bay Area; it's worldwide now. They just get lyrics wrong wherever they can get them, and they just roll with it. Yeah, just that's, that's... what it means. Eddie Murphy shot Deloise in Harlem Nights, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know he was in that movie. I thought that was Danny Aiello, <laughs> or maybe he meant oh, uh, Peter Deloise, the father on Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> Peter Deloise. Yeah, he didn't have any new slang on this one, unless you didn't know what Yaper was. But he was he was dropping the rules and regulations. Mm. So if anybody, uh, we're not condoning any of these activities. But if you want to do them without getting caught, these are uh, these are some good tips. He's good. He's good for advice. Trying to lace you like a shoe. You know. Buy a couple yeah. pieces of rubber. Pivot and ain't got to be brand new. <laughs> yeah, but that that delivery is just one of a kind. Absolutely. Forty water. Forty water is 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 the man. He is. He is. He is the I man. Agree. 
I still haven't heard all of his 2010s albums. That's how many albums he put out. You got to listen to I all think the I get, sharp. I think I'm not. I think that's the next one I got to do is the sharp on. He did four of those, right? Four. Yeah, it's all, it's sharp on all corners, and it's, it's he did four, four albums. Yeah, four corners. That's yeah. the one I have not heard yet. You got the four revenue retrieving albums. I got all those. I got those in the block brochures. There's six block brochures, I believe. Okay, I only wow. have three, so I'm I might I might be behind on block brochure. And then he did the double album with Too Short. Yes. The mob music and the function music. And then he yeah. just did something with Too Short, actually. They kind of put out oh, two Oh, they're doing Mount Westmore, aren't they? No, they just... That was just for a one-off track. I was hoping that was going to be a whole thing, but it's just it was just one song, I guess. Uh, that's what's fine. The, what's the name of Because I don't know short? if I could take a whole album of Ice Cube ruining tracks. <laughs> the oh, hell man. happened to that, man? Uh, family movies, you know, I guess. That's not, you can't blame that on Are We There Yet. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of Are We There Yet. I like That's Fist it. Fight, but you can't blame the movies. <laughs> That's, uh, That's some other shit going on there. Too Short and E-40, it's called Ain't Gonna Do It, Terms and Conditions. Terms and Conditions. Oh, sounds like he's doing a, more rules and regulations. It's a, it's a <laughs> double disc album. Disc it one came out? is, uh, it came out last year. It's too short, ain't gonna do it, which is disc Oh, so one. he did put out something instead of Channel 3. Yes, it's called Terms and Conditions, and it it's disc two on, like, almost like a speaker box love below. Too short has his own album on disc one. E-40's album right. is disc two. Damn, I found the uh, the link that I, I can't put on. I can't say on here. I found that link. <laughs> the download link. Huh. I'm not. I, I didn't. I didn't click on it. Wink, wink. Ain't gonna <laughs> they, do it. I think people who listen to the show know that we're we're, we're a pair of pirates. It's, Look at it's, that. Uh, you know. I'm not sure about. I mean, E40 still doing it. Too short. I'm not sure about modern. Too short. I, I haven't been a fan lately. I can't. The last, last like two or three albums. The last he, new t- he put out an album like late 2019, and I was not a big fan of it. And we had been waiting for it for years. I can't think of a recent like too short. Definitely not an album, but recent too short. Like I mean, he can, he's one of the few people that can say he had a hit in every decade thanks to these hoes ain't loyal. But I can't think of a recent too short. <laughs> like I'm like that new too short. I can't think of one. Was he on a? He got to be on one of those E40 albums that came out. Most likely. Oh, he was on Eric Sermon Vernia. I like that. He was on there with Devin the Dude. That would be the most recent two short performance I liked. Eric Sermon. Didn't you Vernia. uh didn't you listen to that Eric Sermon album? RJ Payne is on there. The the newer the newer one, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah. That's the most recent one I see here that I listen to. Below the Whistle album was the last e uh, two short album I was really feeling all the way through, yeah. That's the last one. And then the next album's Get Off the Stage. And I thought it was over. I thought he was like calling it. It was called. That was it. Well, I thought he was over when I was listening to Getting It. I heard that retroactively. Oh, and the king of fake retirement? Because you he know that opens all started it up. with him. I love that Parliament song that opens up that album. It's like album number 10. It's mm-hmm. the last one. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's the last one. I'm- no, he really, he had a whole <laughs> retirement party and everything in Atlanta. He was moving to Atlanta. He wasn't going to do it anymore. And then he was on Biggie's album. He was on Scarface's album. I was like, you haven't retired yet. 
Yep, and then he, he drops Can't Stay Away. He was on song. He was on everybody and then Can't Stay Away. Yeah. But That's Can't Stay Away. That's one of my favorite E-40 uh, songs. That was the beginning, I think, of his work with Lil John. if it I'm was, not mistaken. It was the beginning of E-40 and Lil John. I don't think they were on the song together, but I'm sure he might have connected them. Because Lil John was on there. Yeah. And Petey Pablo, I think. Well, I was mentioning to Mel, there was the... There was the Lil John song Snap Your Fingers with E-40 on it, too. Yeah, that's another one I'm... That's very 2006. <laughs> that's a 2006 beat. Well, it's, it's that crunk It's that crunk music with E-40 featured. It's not, like, anywhere resembling a Tell Me When to Go or a yeah, Muscle Yeah, that's basically a Lil like John that. song that E-40 hopped on. And it's like it's pre- even for a little John song, it was pretty um, mainstream. Because you know he, you remember when he was on R and G and was going, "Pack that pussy, she's a motherfucker. Grab <laughs> <laughs> that dick, it's yours, bitch." Oh, wow. And then he's okay. then two years later, he's just going, "Snap your fingers, like that's it." <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nothing this else? is the album. Married to the Game, I believe. That's the Lil John album. That album that, um, that was is the one my where... ghetto report card for me. <laughs> shake That Monkey. Yeah, Shake That Monkey. was the, And Burn Rubber was the other he one. He still does Shake That Monkey at his shows. And there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he was on the CMW album that came out last year. But Co- Cocaine is on that track. I like that song. I know they sampled not early 70s Genesis, so I'm, I'm fuck with CMW always. Shout out 8, Chill, Boom Bam, whoever's in the group now. Is uh, Compton's Most Wanted? Yes. Hmm. What's uh, uh, other? Oh, there we go. Girls on Kid Cudi Indicud. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, you haven't done Indicud yet, have you? Oh, no. We so haven't you're not going to do Indicud, are you? <laughs> Well, you it's are possible. eventually. Well, it's yeah, possible eventually. that, I mean, everything is going to eventually have to get done. But I don't know, because we did Man on the Moon Part 1. I know that eventually we got to do Part 2. We got to do Indicud. We got to do Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying, because there's a 10 on there for me. <laughs> the, the album is a 10. I don't know if there's a song that's not a 10 on There might be one or two. <laughs> that album is 10s. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Wow. Album is look, Sean, Sean. Now that you're here, yes, Mel, I, I, I gotta, I gotta do something because if you weren't here, he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow this. Okay. This Mel, <laughs> we know about him. He's, he's a, a anti kid cuddy, anti mental health advocate. Oh please, uh, uh, he used he, to be anti kid cuddy. You think the people that saying kid cuddy saved my life are bullshitting until it happens to you? <laughs> I was going through it at the end of 2016. The album came out. I was like, what is this? This is it right here. I want it's a like flash a- rating right now from you, Sean. I'm sending Mel the song as we speak. I believe it's a 10. That's a future spoiler for anyone who's playing Wait, the... Is it on Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying? Yes, sir. Then it's probably a 10. <laughs> Which one no, is it? it's in it's in your possession. This is this is some of the greatest music I've ever heard. Like sometimes a song just comes you around. You gonna make me cry on this thing, man? Because I've I've already thinking which song it is. I'm gonna say ten. 
<laughs> Sometimes a song just comes around. It doesn't matter who the artist is, what the album is. When you hear the song, you know this is why you do this. I'm this is why you, eye just thinking about what song you, it you is. listen to music for this kind of shit. When you find mm-hmm. stuff like this, all right, okay, I got it. You want me to just press play? Press play. I knew it. Honestly. I'm gonna tell you right now. I got pulled up my Passion Pain and Demon Slayer's play play count. Fifty two plays. Wow. <laughs> Five two. Um, on kitchen. Man. He did. Okay. He did. I saw him live do that, and he had the snow coming down. Oh, oh my, my god. It's it's my Christmas song. That's now. crazy because it's a snowy song to me. Like it's so, it was when beautiful. I think about it. I I I sometimes put the song on. I queue up no, he Skyrim. had snow falling on stage when he performed it. I run through the snow in Skyrim, my it's, my it's, character. It's I run through the forest in the snow, and it's just amazing to hear. You see yeah. this vast landscape around you, and you got the shit on mute, obviously, because video games are not meant to have sound. And no. you hear this, <laughs> and you hear these sounds. They almost sound like the sounds of spring, but I like them for winter. No, that's a winter album. That song yeah. specifically. And that's it my, has, like, that's a winter time classic 3,000 verse in 15 years on there. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's not even, uh, that's no joke. That's the best verse he'd done in 15 years. Oh, at the time, was probably 10 years. But my goodness. Yeah, that's a 10 plus plus. That's my most played track on there. Huh. Okay. And he did it, he See, did now, it live on interested. Fallon 2. He did it live on Fallon 2 with, a, with an actual string section. I'm literally watching that as soon as we're finished recording. My goodness. Wow. Yeah. The first time I heard it, I said, did he mash up Ghost Town DJ's My Boo with Pink and Blue from Love Below? (laughs) Because it's like a booty bass song. Yeah. With the the programming. The programming sounds like, yeah, it's like some some bounce music. It's Miami bass. As as I said to one of my uh, mufos on on the on the twitters, that it's the best PM Dawn album of all time. <laughs> wow, that's not. I'm not even joking. It's fantastic. Jeez. Oh my goodness. 
See now, now I'm interested. That album now, is now two no, that people album I trust. Is, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm serious because I was not listening to Kid Cudi. I like Indicud like in a guilty pleasure way, but that's music right there. Music, it, music. It very well. I think huh. like because going back, you listen to like Man on the Moon Part One. There's some really clunky lyrics on there. That, again, it's of its time. Yes, it's very it sounds much like of 2019. Time. Passion, <laughs> pain, and demon I mean. slaying. And I no, think you timeless. know what? I, I think like Man on the Moon Part Two. You think that like you're on some other shit because you like that one uh, over Part One, but then you start to see some of the holes in the songwriting on that one, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's oddly sequenced and Common is still narrating. I think. Yeah, it's it's kind of messy. It's a little sloppy, but Passion Pain and Demons. That's art right there. It, it might be his best album. I'm going with I'm, I got my 2016 rankings right here. Number one, Tribe Called Quest. We got it from here. Number two, Kid Cudi. I couldn't believe it. Wow. I didn't even okay, fuck with see, Kid Cudi like that. I gotta hear this now. I, I gotta did not hear fuck now. with Kid Cudi like that until that album came out, and I really haven't really fucked with him since. Like that was the one. <laughs> I like Indicud, and I like I like Indicud, and I like Satellite Flight, but everything else I like. Grab some songs like this. Is a cool song. I, I love uh, Balmain Jeans. From That's cool. Satellite Flight. Yeah, I have that whole album too. But that Passion Pain and Demon Slaying, oh my goodness. You could just put that vibe. That's See, all yeah, vibe. No, I, I gotta hear it now. Can I you imagine an album with Willow Smith on it? Is that good? Because it is. Oh, Mel's a Willow. Uh, whole, this whole I'm Smith a, family, Mel. Oh, Sullivan's you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy that then. Yeah, no. I I used to think that Jaden was the chosen one. It was no, Willow, Willow all along. It's it Willow. was always Willow. It's always. Willow. I should have known back with my hair. It was yeah, always you should have known when she actually had a hit record. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, he tricked me with freaking. Uh, what was it? He put out Dag on. Uh, it's a. This song's like a nine. Falling. That's a nine. All right. Oh, that one. Who wrote that? You think Will? See, Will wrote that. that <laughs> I would spit. be surprised if Will. That wrote was a that. spit. I was like, who? What? <laughs> yeah, Ghost Rider. Oh man! I, I think yeah. I said when I heard it, whoever writing these rhymes needs a contract. When I first <laughs> heard him rapping, he was doing like the Joey Badass thing. He was rapping over very boom bap, like almost yeah, tribe called Quest and Jason stuff. Yeah. <laughs> then he became Cuddy Bino, like part two. He's basically. not. He is not serious. I don't take that seriously. <laughs> but no, Willow is Willow is straight. Willow, which is also what we call Will Smith on this show. Damn. Is that bad? No, we just use the rap language. You know, Willow, Uh, Jado. Ah, I get it. (laughs) I get it. He but he says that himself. He rap-proofed his name. Yeah, he rap-proofed it just like Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I can have fun with that. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, uh... I look, I think I think people uh they got they got their they will they they might be taping analysis. They got a bunch of they other got it. And you know what? I'm, uh, it's I'm in very there glad somewhere. We I got hope. this run in. We got it's the there. run in. Classic moment, classic future. There. You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna glad, go ahead and say I'm glad to be a part of this. <laughs> Sean, on this episode, you're like the Federation on Go Hard or Go Home. You're oh, you're a show wow. stealer. Man. You know I love Go Hard or Go Home, Turf Talk. Listen, let's go. That Federation album was was the shit too. I was trying to tell them. Hopefully, they listen and they go check out. Man, I told them to listen to both Hy-Fee, of them. But if you, if Hyphy doesn't get you to listen to that whole album, it got me. I was like, press play. 
he did i hadn't heard that album because i just missed it i don't know what i was well i was in la in 04 so i was kind of i wasn't as tapped into the bay area sound i remember going to a tower records and i was like san quinn and messy marva running things right now okay news to me <laughs> so i missed a lot of the uh the movements from Dude, that era but that, that federation, federation both album, those federation albums to have two albums produced by Rick Rock from top yeah, to bottom. Full Rick Rock album. It's Let's like go. if Group Home was good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'll get to Group Home one of these days. Oh, unfortunately. I mean, we got too I, many I good beats I got on that album. I to listen to that, and I was like, is there an instrumental version? There Now there is. Thank God. Now there is. I'll, I'll, I'll DM it to you. Yeah, There's like that's... four or five beats on that album that I would put in the upper tier like A tier or S tier no, premiere. There's some top twenty primo beats on that album. Aside oh, from the obvious too, like your yeah, superstars. There's, like there's some really good there's stuff some on top that. tier primo on that album, I have to say. But <sighs> <It's> a... <laughs> But yeah, Passion Pain and Demon's Land, that's a that's a full throated endorsement. Full throated. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna it's, check it out. It's eighty minutes long too, so get ready. <laughs> no, it's passion, pain, and demon slaying. I mean, what yeah, do you it's, think? It's, you... it's passion and it's pain and it's demon slaying. I guess you can't really do that in under like sixty journey. minutes. So yeah. Um, I don't um, know how you are about uh, revealing samples, but I know that joint with Travis Scott. He they sampled some um, electronic horror movie Satan music cover thing. Huh. I have the I can't remember what it was called. I have to look it up. It's on my uh I'm not gonna find it. Oh I know where I can find it. Is this it? Here we go. It's called The Unexplained Electronic Musical Intru- Impressions of the Occult. Oh wow by Ataraxia from the seventies. Demon Slaying. Yeah. And they sampled that. It was on the uh, Travis Scott song. They sampled one of those tracks. That album is, it's freaky. It could have been like that's it up your be alley. music Mool's. soundtrack. That's a Mool's thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's all the way in my wheelhouse. Hey, it's, it's not for nothing, I'm not going to tell you that it's a good movie, even though I enjoyed it. But the score that John Carpenter made for Halloween Kills is really good. And I'm sure there's really? some producers out there. I'm that very disappointed that, that, um, that I forgot his name. Uh, what's that man's name that made the movie? <laughs> fucking, fucking, I was going to call him fucking Kenny Powers. Oh, uh, Danny McBride. I'm very disappointed that Danny McBride is just making a straight up horror movie. Yeah. And not I mean, making like a, a funny movie. Like, they're the ones, two of the funniest writers of all time. And they're like, let's make a straight up horror movie. There's hardly Why? any comedy in this new I'm one. I'm very, very upset at this. It's almost I over. I, I, I think, think I that they just got one more and then they're done. Yeah. I know, I think I posted it. It was a clip of uh, Kenny Power saying, I don't want to fuck you in the ghost face mask. <laughs> the mask from Screaming. I said, this is what the Halloween movie should have been. <laughs> Wow. Just, just wise cracks and and stabbings. They went I mean, for the it's wise cracks. Got to come back eventually. I think they went for the wise cracks in the first movie, and they tried to shoehorn a lot of the comedy into the first Halloween movie. But it was juxtaposed by a lot of I would call like 
grief and trauma porn. So it was right. an odd juxtaposition. So it didn't work out. Right? And I didn't like it at all. But I, I enjoyed Halloween Kills more so. The the score by John Carpenter was like kind of oh, a he knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's like a throwback to some of those like dope '80s synth scores, basically. Like Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Oh hell yeah! Yep, that's my shit. I actually oh, just picked that up. I just picked yeah. up the Blu-ray for that one, the '76 yeah, version. I fuck with that because I have the day. remake for some reason. I'm like, how the hell do I have the fucking remake of this what? movie? But I don't Why? have the original. <laughs> don't ask. Make sense. Don't ask. Hey, it's a sickness. You don't want to know my new pickups. I just, <laughs> just picked up. Okay, I, I lost my copy of Eddie Murphy Delirious, so I needed another one. But I also picked up the uh, underrated Sylvester Stallone classic, Oscar. Which one is that? The comedy from 1991 where he was a gangster trying to go straight. Oh my god. That With was like Tim a WB Curry. movie. Yeah. Like I, Tim Curry and Marissa Tomei. And yeah, that's my shit. Harry Shearer. That's a great cast. I the think if anybody if Stallone. anybody else had starred in that movie, it would be a masterpiece. You know Al Pacino was originally cast in that. Oh, for real? Yeah, and that would have just been that would have been You've Fox seen Cobra, Office. right? Oh yeah, of course. I just got Cobra. From Scream Factory, that's an awesome movie. There you go. Can't go that wrong with ten to midnight, like the intersection between, you know, the gritty action crime movies and somewhat, you know, thriller horror sort of stuff. Right up my head. Yeah. How could Tupac still be trending? <laughs> Let <laughs> it happened? go. It's about Jada, and it's about Will and Jada again. We gotta, we gotta, as a, as a Enough. society, we gotta move past this. Enough. I was like the person I was, there was a person I used to follow and say, how is there still Nirvana news? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, there's no Tupac news. They even ran out of albums. Yeah. He put out enough albums for about 20 years. And it's been 25. <laughs> Go get the guy that sounds like Tupac that Master P found. Crazy. Wow. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> we've uh, we turned to Scraper the first twenty minutes of this segment to a Benz. Oh dear. Yeah, I'm I'm hitting you with it. Yeah, come on. We hit the. <laughs> get a red shot of that. Um, yeah, we're glad you were able to show up. The first run-in in Rap Rankings I'm, history. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Sean, thank so, you. Just uh, very, hang out a second happy. before we uh, X out so we could get all your audio yeah. and everything. And Yeah. yeah. yeah thanks I again, don't know if, uh, if you've done all the Eminem albums, but... <laughs> oh, no, we're not even... Hey, if you want to yeah, put your name down for Marshall Mathers, I think that's the next one we're going to be covering in a couple oh, seasons. Lord. I don't know if I can talk about the Marshall. I just just start reciting the Marshall Matters LP. I don't know if you want that. <laughs> well, we have well, a have to uh, do uh, relapse that specializes in just reciting yeah. the song to us. That's so hey, I might have to do relapse instead because I won't just start saying reciting the song. That one's on the schedule too. For some reason, there's been like an influx of Eight Mile and Eminem show reviews uh, really? being downloaded recently. Like. At well, times, I know the even... Eight Mile and, and Eminem show anniversaries are coming up next year, so that's probably why. Okay, because it's, there's been a... They're about to hit their 20th. 
sometimes they're outpacing the current episode that week, which is like yeah. shocking. But because the, they're I so was very old upset that there right. weren't many Devil's Night uh, retrospectives. I love Devil's Night. So now I've been trying to, I've been trying to find a spot for it in a future season, and I've been struggling to find the right season for it. But it's it's coming. It's a personal favorite of mine. I do enjoy that, but it wasn't as good as their uh, the forty minute freestyle they did after a show in London on Tim Westwood. Oh, I have I have that. That's amazing. That's the number. That's my number one hip hop album of two thousand and one. I don't care. Better than the Blueprint. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, they're rapping over still Dre and No Escape in this, so it kind of is a cheat code. <laughs> but they rap over MLP Cold as Ice. I just like that they just start fucking with each other. They do like the onyx drill. They start throwing words out. They yell it. Uh, Eminem yells exoskeleton for no reason other than he was thinking about mystical. What? It's a lot of comedy. Huh. Um, pr- uh, not proof. Swift and Bizarre start battling because one of them interrupts the other. <laughs> and um. just- you, you don't have to goes, play it, Mel, but I'm sending it to you if you want it. It's so funny. I'm going to take your money with dice. You ain't got nothing but some fake ice. <laughs> and then Swift goes, Dom DeLuise, please stop and Dom, get a fucking Dom DeLuise. Hey, the Dom DeLuise, it all comes so full circle. It all comes full circle. Yeah, there you go. It was comedy. They like sing in it. They're doing comedy sketches. Eminem is really drunk. And... Uh, Proof is doing pre-written, I think. Kaniva is doing pre-written. Eminem is just fucking making everything up. He's drunk off his ass. It's fantastic. Uh, I tried to pull a heist for the refrigerator full of mice. It's, it's one of the goofiest shit ever. Well, I, I believe at one point, some one of them turns on and goes, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Pull a heist with a refrigerator full of mice is Raekwon level of, uh, yeah. to me, I don't know what he's talking about, but yeah. hey. They turn on what you're talking about. That was over, that was over the I Just Want to Love You beat. He does a foreign man freestyle. They put on that shine beat and they start doing like Jamaican, they start doing uh, reggae uh, ad-libs. <laughs> it's... It's it's a it's like a comedy it's like one of my favorite comedy rap albums. It's just them drunk and freestyling. Every time they put on like a Dr. Dre or Eminem beat, they threaten Tim Westwood's life. What? <laughs> like we're gonna kill you. All right, yeah, you sent this to me, Wolf. I sent you a different freestyle. I have this one though. I'll send I that to you. I can't believe well. I didn't know there was a video of it until like five years ago, and I'm like, this is all I needed. Well, there was no way you would be able to download a video of that in 2001. I would still be downloading that video in the LimeWire era. But now you can just click on it and press play. The power of of the internet. Exhibit year 2000. I got to tell you, I'm nowhere near as big a fan of D12 World as I am of Devil's Night. No one's a fan of D12. That song, Bitch, though. You know that song "Bitch" on there? That's yeah, a classic. That's like a fucking two songs classic. Songs on there. I like, I like "Get My Gun." I'm going to get my gun. That Kanye beat because that was Kanye. Oh, the title track. Music. Yeah, yeah. He did the title track. But Eminem unfortunately was not on there. What happened but with Eminem, that album? That was that was like a it stunk. 
That's what yeah, happened. it was way too silly versus like kind of the tone that they set on the first. I think album. they were trying to do like the freestyle session, but it didn't work. Oh, okay. Like they went that too makes far. a lot of sense. Like they should have did what they did on that out on that freestyle, like do like a fake Onyx song and start singing. You know do what a happened fake, do too? A battle. That album came out either the same year or the year before Encore. It's, it came out right before Encore. I think it was by six months before And Encore. that was, like, almost predating Mockingbird. Like, how come? These, these yeah. like, weird... It was like right, that was, like, right when he was driving off the cliff. Yeah, these weird emotional records, but without the, the technician sort of stuff that he's doing. It's all very yeah. straightforward. Yeah. And he was doing those plotting beats, like it was like lose yourself but slower, yeah, and not rousing. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I think Encore is the next one we're doing. Now that oh, I think about it, I, I can't I like be too one short. Song on that album, it's got to be Encore or Marshall Mathers. No. One of them or the, the next two the we're one doing. Song so. I like on the album is Puke. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I I don't know what I would give that. I might give it a seven plus. I'd have to think about it. It it was very un, not unlike stronger than I was on MMLP two, an album I do not listen to, but I was like, this is the song. <laughs> I love I love Eminem scream singing. I don't know why. Yeah, that that puke got me through. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say uh, a, a, a shaky relationship. Yeah, it's in a good relationship so. song. Yeah, it was like that, and Mr. Brightside went helped me got me through my breakup. Oh, well. Mr. Brightside. There's nothing like driving through Los Angeles and just white people singing the killers at the top of their lungs at party. <laughs> well, I'm I just... felt like I was living through that beautiful girl scene where they sing Sweet Caroline in the bar. Oh, they love the kill. I got something, Mel. We're going to close it out on we're going to close it out on a on a rare Eminem mixtape freestyle. Here we go. I'm sending it over. This is from Invasion 3, DJ Green Lantern mixtape. Oh, is this the one he was talking to? Was the Benzino disses started? This is after the Benzino disses, but he's still getting at Dave Mays at this point. He was spitting on those. That was like the last time he was like Eminem, Eminem. Yeah, this is one of the last... Nail in the Coffin and all those. Yep. The tape with Nail in the Coffin is part two, I believe. This is part three... And I think M only has one verse on this whole tape, like, of his own, basically. This is it. Sean's a big Eminem fan, just like your boy Mules. So, gonna get this rare Eminem freestyle. Another side B. Just uh, another great stylist in rap, so. I like more of side B than side A. What's that? The music to be murdered by. Oh, really? You like Side, side B better? Side B has some, some joints on there. I gotta tell you, at first, I wasn't sure about this song, but now I can't get enough of Tone Deaf. Yeah, I like Tone Deaf. Because the beat was a little unorthodox, but I it got, like... unorthodox. I got really into what he was doing, actually, with his dad jokes. I mean, it, it fits the jokes. sound. Yeah, and it fits the style of the album. And it fits the concept. No, you got this? Yeah, I got it. Well, let's hear it. It's a freestyle. Fuck you want for free. Am I I playing this whole thing? It's like a minute. It's like a minute and a half. It's not that long. 
Whether you rap or you don't rap. Well, I love this first song. Are you being senile again? No, That's a Christmas no. song. That was, I sent you another one. D12, June 19th, to do like me and go by three with no ID. Kids. Three, freestyle. The other one was the uh, D, a different D12 freestyle that Eminem did. Is that, that was the, the first City thing one, or that's the uh, Green Lantern? No, that that was Rap City, I think. Right. All right, here we go. This is senile moves. It's got to be. Oh no, it's not. This is it. City, man. It's the kid Lloyd Banks. And if you hear what I'm hearing right now, you know this ain't no regular shit, homie. This something special, and we gotta bring this back. Green, come on. Green, come on. Countdown to Armageddon. Let's go. I think that's the cue. New York showed up, so yeah, I'm <laughs> turning it. No I ducks. It. I still love him saying watch. I missed that one too, because I thought they only did two tapes, but a couple years ago, I found they did a third one. Yeah, I gotta, and that I, gotta, on I, gotta I gotta, I gotta pull that one. I gotta put that one in my queue. Well, that's going on a playlist. We'll uh, we'll be back with uh, what is this? E- yeah, E more E forty. E forty. Hey, we had a nice little hangout session. Yes, we did. Sean, um, thank you again. Thank you for having me, and I'll be back. Yes, you will. And folks, we'll be back or something else. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, we back up. Right. Yeah, we back up. For sure. <laughs> And we're back. Wow. Well, once again, we don't know if it actually happened, you know, but. We hope it's I, I assume it did. I assume it did. You know, I assume it did. And it was great. And it was nice speaking to him for the first time, you know. So they might be taping. No, they might be rabbing. But something tells me they did rab. They being us and Sean. So, yeah. Nice. What do you say? We uh, let's, uh, let's keep, keep it moving. Let's uh, hit the button. For the brisk pace. Oh, okay. Brisk pace, sponsored by Lipton. Okay, here we go. Track nine. Oh, what you referenced. Uh, Do your hair like this. Uh, produced by Rick Rock. Um, seven minus. Seven plus. Ding me, baby. This is our final, I think, Rick Rock song, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Now, I want to bring this song in for a second because... You might know, and I didn't bother to look it up, but okay. this uh, melody at the beginning, I think it's something military related. And if it is, I feel worse because my dad would probably know and I should know, but but check it out. Yeah, 
What is that? Did they play that when somebody like dies in the military or something? I wrote that in my notes. The beat opens up with some America the Beautiful sounding shit. Oh, is that what that is? America. Uh, uh, America. I don't know. Guys, I don't know. I don't know. Hit the Drake drake drop. Hit the Drake drop. Hit the Drake drop. The Drake drop. Hit the Drake drop. I don't. Th- I'm, okay, I'll hit it, but I don't think that has anything to do with it. All right. By the way, I'm Jewish. We were like in the Europe or the Middle East or fucking. I don't know what we were doing at the time, my people. Okay, we were doing oh. something. Moses told us to go do something. I don't know what oh, was going on. Okay. All right. Yeah. All that I can tell you is this. All right. I don't know exactly what that song is, but I've heard it a lot. But that's yeah, not just- really the beat. This distorted—that's just, just the intro. This distorted, uh, iconic song that neither one of us know. Um, <laughs> it's this toxic sludge slapper. I like that because I like, said warbly growl. Can you play some of it? Thick, chunky. Yeah, can let me bring like it back skip in. into skip into it a little bit. Oh, we can't skip into it. We gotta we gotta uh, go through the military funeral sound again. Uh, okay, I think that's what it is. <laughs> I don't actually know. But uh oh I can, hold on hold on hold on check it. Are you going to Shazam it? No, I'm going to speak now into the oh, hold on I'm going to do the Google the Google gimmick. Watch this. What? Okay. Dun 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 Oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Let me do this. <sighs> this guy. Here we go. Dun 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 <laughs> Oh fuck. Come on, man. I, I don't say think Harry. that's gonna work, man. Dun 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 dun. No, wait. Google, hold on, hold on. This is a real thing. Google song finder hum. This is a real thing. This is a new thing. Song stuck in your hum to search. It's a new thing. Google search. Tap the mic icon. What's this song? What's this song, Google? I got you. Oh, I think maybe only on the phone. All right, let's see. Let's do it. We're gonna do it in the phone. How you do this? <sighs> this guy moves. Google. You hit Google right here. You say okay. Dun dun. Oh, search a song. Dun 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 dun. Okay. <laughs> Old Lang Scene. Love to sing. Old Old Lang Scene. USA? Oh, no. This is the other... Okay, no. This no, is that's the, the military <laughs> funeral. <laughs> the song isn't supposed to be funny, but I think I've just heard it in funny contexts, like cartoons and stuff. It is an army song, this one. Old Lang Scene. U.S. Ceremonial. That sounds right. That old, sounds right. So it is a military Lang song. Sign. It's a Scots poem written by Robert Burns in 1788 and set to the tune of a traditional folk song. It is very okay. well known in many countries, especially in the English-speaking world. Its traditional use being to celebrate the start of the New Year. It's the New Year's song. Oh, okay. There you go. It's the song you hear on New Year's when the ball, be to be when the ball drops. Oh, that ball. <laughs> we'll give him yeah. a taste of the toxic sludge. All right, I'm going to give him a taste of this. And also another taste of uh, the New Year ball dropping song. 
like this, be your hair 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 like this, be I'm glad we played that because uh, it, it leads right into my uh, my big revelation. Real, no, not real, realization about the song. When I first heard it, I thought for some reason we said, do your head like this. It was like a threat. Like he's going to like 50, I'll whoop your head, boy. I thought it was like that. Like he's going to do your head like this. But I think it's because when I first heard it, I was trying not to die in Chicago traffic. It made sense when I got to bed and heard it in headphones. And I was nodding and I'm like, Oh, I think that's what he meant. Like, do your yeah, head do like your this, head. like nod to Well, it, it's funny because uh, Sean, who I believe just joined us on the last song. Yeah, he did. Well, um, well we, we think he did. I'm sure, He, he did. originally sure he was did. thinking about coming on for this one, but he was saying, what am I going to say other than do your head like what exactly? <laughs> there you go. But I assume it's some sort of like, you know, go dumb, basically. Yeah. Like, like it's more of an instructional record, like dance record almost, than it's. I think it I'm going to push your wig back. Of you know what I mean? Neck by uh, Buster Rhymes. Yeah, know? that's a that's a good example, too. I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like this. Um, we have not heard a non slapper yet. There's some storytelling and anecdotal raps on this one, too. Even a little bit of melodic sing-songy oh, rapping. Bro, when he starts rapping to the warbling bass. Yeah, you know. Striking dipping and gliding, skating and scooting and slide. Riding and Yep, that's like a little melodic sounding to me. bro. He's just, he's a monster. I said 40s flowing like water on this one towards the end. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm, I'm very pleased with this. Seven plus. I'll tell you this. Uh, <laughs> it's just another one of those. Slang. I doubt he invented this, but like just there's a way to spice things up. You can tell somebody to shut up or you could tell them better put your tongue in park, you know, like spice, flavor, style. That That's that's an example of it, you know. Um, now, here's the thing. Don't tell Peter Rosenberg. Don't tell anyone because it's probably not a great thing to do. It's not a great thing, not even probably. But you when made you a said, Peter I'm, Rosenberg. What'd you say? My bad. The connection messed up a little bit. Um, oh man! I asked if you made a Peter Rosenberg folder. No, I can't say I have one of those. Uh, no. What's this got to do with him? Well, when he says I'll be driving like a daredevil, I'll be there in a minute. My blood alcohol level three times the legal. Level. Oh, we know about Peter Rosenberg. He doesn't like the. Uh, what is it, the drinking Drunk and driving, driving lyrics? Yeah. And, and no one, sh- he, and he shouldn't. He shouldn't like that. That's one thing where, listen, if I got to be the cheese ball and say, no, it's not cool. It's not cool. But the line after that is very stylish. My partners keep saying, I got a hole in my lip because I got lyric stains all over my t shirt and shoes and shit. <laughs> you know? And he gets very misogynistic <laughs> after that. Uh, my bitch want me to give up my drinking and smoking dope. I told that hoe to shut up. And take this dick down her throat. But to be fair, he says, in kindergarten, my teacher used to rinse my mouth out with soap. 
because my mouth was too foul. She didn't like the way that I spoke. So, you know. Now, duality. here's the thing. Man. What'd you say? Duality? Yeah. Well, not exactly. He didn't really apologize for it. He just kind of doubled down like I've been doing this for a long time, you know. But, um, yeah, he's it's it's here's the thing. Like lines like that. This is another thing I want to point out about E40. For some reason, and this might just be a thing where, you know, people with glasses just look to be uh, less, they look to be more harmless. I've always thought of E-40, and this isn't to say he isn't, but I've always thought of him as like a very sophisticated and like eloquent, elegant guy. But I know what it is. It's the glasses and the knowledge that he drops from time to time. I forget that this dude is like a gangster. <laughs> you yeah. know? Hey, he also has his own uh, wine company as well. He's uh, yeah, I heard about a, that. A winery, he so you know, you know, that's like high taste. He's level a businessman, right? You know, yeah, no, he, he. It's not right. Like, it's not to say that he is like some, you know, uh, savage. I'm just saying, like, sometimes I forget because of the glasses. You know, sometimes I forget I'm crazy because of my glasses. You know, it's just glasses are great. That is my take on glasses. Um, he shouts out Quiznos. I will for sub like Quiznos. Hey, now, Quiznos, it sound. was 2006. It was, they were 2006, everywhere. they had more market value, but they were never good. Quiznos, I'm going to give them... I disagree. I'm not going to give and them a four because... They were good when it was either Quiznos or Subway, like when there was just those two, you know? What are you going to go with? Who are you going to trust? I definitely don't trust Subway, but I had Quiznos like once or twice, and it felt like they put like vomit in bread and microwaved it. You got to so, put the vomit in the bread. No, you, you don't. Gotta, you don't got to do gotta that. You got to put it in. You don't got to do that. You got to get uh, that vomity bread from a Quizno sub. God. I apologize to anyone's stomach. It just turned, you know. Uh, That's what this beat sounds like, right? Yeah, and speaking of this beat, when he says... Uh, because they know I'm having Yeti and I pump that bass and you hear the bass come in. That's what I wanted on Slump when uh, Big Boy said that tick, tick, followed by that bass. I yes. wanted like that that cheesy moment. What was that like tick, that, tick, followed by that? Or that thump. thump, or was it thump? thump? Yeah, thump. Yeah, thump, not bass. Yeah, you know, I wanted that, but I didn't get it. But that's I mean, fine. Listen, I still like Slump. But, we're, you know. We almost have 100 albums mainline on the board. It's sometimes hard to recall things, you know? What mm, would it, I mean, what it was Hanno, only last week. Mantano so. have to say about that. Hannah Montano. Oh, Hanno Montano. <laughs> I know what she has to say about that. I'm bringing it in. Uh, I already told him that she's hot, right? I think I told him that in part one. Right, Miley Cyrus, not Hanno Montano. Both of them. They're the same people. Well, no, she was underage when she was Hanno Montano. Well, listen, all the more reason to play this drop. Everybody has those days. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows what, what I'm talking about. Everybody gets that way. That's right. The judge looks at me and he's like, all right, so we're going to sentence you to 25 years. Chloe Grace Moretz, Miley Cyrus. Oh, my God. The list goes oh, on, folks. No. The folders. No, listen, the, the Chloe thing is not. Continue. Bro, I censored the Chloe thing on Supreme Clientele. And it's not, folks, to be clear, it's not what it sounds like, okay? Hit, hit the Chloe Grace Moretz drop. I hit it earlier when I was talking about Chris Brown getting uh getting shot. I hit it again though. I hit it again. This is the only thing that remains from that episode because uh and Mules Mules keeps trying to expose me. I don't appreciate it. Okay? But uh 
Supreme clientele track 11. A discussion was had about Corey Grace Moretz, and this is all that remains. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, anything else for this track now? The picture gets clearer and clearer. Why <laughs> no, you like stop. that Jigga Kelly not guilty song? So no, much. don't no, don't do that. Don't say that. No, come on, man. No, 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 no. All right, no. No, 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 I won't allow that. I won't allow that. No, absolutely not. Um, that's a one. No. All one? Right. One? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, you want to move on? Yeah. All right. Track 10, Block Boy, featuring Stressmatic in Maiko? Miko, I think. Oh, darn. Uh, it's hoping for Maiko. Produced by Studio Ton. Uh, flat 7. Seven minus for me. Ding me, baby. Um, um, I think every single song we've heard so far has been slapper or slapper adjacent. I yeah. think this beat is a villainous sounding one. Well, this beat, I'm going to play a bit of this beat because uh, it reminded me of something um, that I made. Who sadly. did this one? But, but the thing, uh, who did it? Um, Studio Ton. Okay. Yeah, Studio Ton did this. But uh, here's a little bit of this uh, Block Boy uh, for people who may have not heard it. Uh, here you go. Out here are six AR-70s and albino pits Patriots and Bushmasters Home invasions and licks I'm in it to make the most You in it to flat boss You in it to trick it off to them hoes I'm in it to make her buy me some cars. I be treating my scraper like it rolls Let me stop lying, no I don't I be sideways on two toes All the rappers call me up Feasible, unbeatable The best thing that ever did it Incredible, like each roll You pitch it, I'm a hit Okay, so you heard that, right? Yep and then the alley. Oh, that little alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good stuff. Anyway, the derm. Derm. That little thing reminds dun, dun, me of. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, now it reminds me of this um, that I made in like. Uh, there's video footage of me like making this. Now, I'm not saying this is good. I'm just saying. Uh, now, hold on, because the part is coming. Check. This says extended version. I was <laughs> a fan reason. of that one back in the day for me. Uh, back in the day, yeah. The well, there's Pilgrim. a part at the end. It's the Scott Pilgrim version of the uh, Universal. Bag on. What's the name? I'm waiting on this part where it drops out. It's, it sounds it's like just the like, fanfare at the beginning of the yeah of the movie. But in Scott Pilgrim, they made it eight bit because it's about them video game. Exactly. Shout out to Lana uh, Del Rowe. Lano Del Del Rowe. Uh, okay, I think it's almost here. Hold on. Here it is. Okay, that's all. <laughs> Needed them to hear that. Burm, burm, it reminds me of the Black Boy beat. So, this anyway, man's, Black Boy beat's better. This man's going to be um, standing at the pearly gates in front of St. Peter. St. Peter's going to be like, can we skip the extended cut, please? As you're going through all the things, the transgressions, you know? 
<laughs> we get wow, we get that it. B gets me sent to hell. Wow. We, we, okay. we get it. And you're like, oh, no, geez. hold on. There's a part that's coming up. Then that part <laughs> comes in, and he's like, are we sure that he's meant for heaven? Are we sure that this wasn't just a mix up down there? We're letting this guy in? He turns to God. We're letting him in? Wait, my son, you have to hear the Verizon raps. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, that'll get me in there for sure. You know? Anyway. Mophie uh, is God's favorite charger. <laughs> wow. What a. Mel, what a Mel returns for his third Mophie rap where it becomes a very evangelical thing. Oh, wow. Very Dondoized. Yeah, we dondoize the the Mofi juice pack. Now you have a new one where it's like, yeah, like this charger is powered by God, you know, and you just like sell it as like God's charger, God's favorite charger. Shine bright as God's graces. I mean, we're talking any which way about God. They're saying if God had my iPod, I'd be on his playlist. Yeah, because he has your iPod, you idiot. I think everyone is on God's iPod. Yeah, That's it doesn't mean he works. likes it. He just has it a doesn't huge. Doesn't mean he likes. He just he has the biggest hard it. drive space in history. <laughs> yeah, he will let you know himself. I ain't this. Don't slap. It's just I have all of music. <laughs> you know, it's because anyway. Saint Peter needs to do the audit when you get up there. Saint Peter is oh, like, no. all right, he goes song by song. Yikes! I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it in if he went song by song for real on my catalog. I. I'm going straight straight to heck in a hand, Basco. Okay, it's it's not working for me. I'm listen. I'm gonna be up there. The captain's gonna make a call. I'm gonna be like, yo, Peter. Listen, skip ahead. You got to hear this projectionist, bro. Now the projectionist might make them reconsider kicking me out of heaven, but I need more of those. The projectionist gets us both kicked out. Why would it get us kicked out? They're like. They're not feeling it. It doesn't slap. Oh, no. It's not a slapper. It turns out all all musicians who don't make straight-up slappers go to hell. <laughs> well, E-40 is going to be the king of heaven because this block boy is a slapper. They've, they've all been slappers. Uh, I definitely got a kick out of him saying, I don't know if you noticed, but he rapped home invasions and licks, but he didn't say invasions. He said invasions, home invasions and licks. Okay, and he used one of his classic slang words, flamboast. Okay, you know, you know, I'm in it to make the most. He went into flamboast. He went into trick off on them hoes. <laughs> I gotta tell you, um, yeah. why a seven minus? Because I've only said good things so far about this. I like this villainous beat. It's a slapper. E40's great on it. Yeah, why is it a seven minus for you? I don't think much of this chorus by Stressmatic. Uh, oh, and I'm a bit bummed, what? honestly. Block. Once again, he doesn't get a verse. Mm. He's just on hook duty. Block, 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 boy. Block, 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 boy. You block, gotta be a block, block boy. Block, block, boy. That's the whole hook. It's just like, eh. And then this Miko, Maiko, it doesn't matter what their name is, okay? Because <laughs> it's about drive, it's about power. Oh. There's no driver power behind the wheel here. I said okay. I wish he popped me as much as his name, but now that I know his name might not be Miko, it's Miko, then there's I, I wrote to here me. today, actually. I think this is my least favorite guest rap feature on the entire album. Wholly unimpressive. But the beat is amazing, and E-40 does his thing as usual, so I'm pushing it through. Oh, there you go. You know, And if you think that uh, E-40 is all colorful language and such, 
You know, listen, bro, it's never been this ugly out here. We need some heavy beef. They left his body in the streets for 12 hours, candlelight vigils, sidewalk funerals, and flowers. Ooh, these youngins ain't, uh, these youngsters ain't listening. They disrespecting. Ain't no OGs to holler at. No one to dead it. Chemical babies, parents smoking rock. Plus, they ain't never had a chance to know God. You know, like, come on. He talked about real stuff. You know, mama did what she could just to keep us off the turf, but it ain't no one to blame but Noriega and Reagan and rock cocaine. Okay. Don't don't think E forty is all colorful language and 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 flam boasting, okay? There's a, there's a lot to E forty. He's a multi dimensional artist, okay? So, yeah. Now um, this is a definitive. We're ten tracks in. We got ten more. It doesn't. Boy, I ain't missed yet for me. It doesn't stay this way in terms of straight back to back to back to back slappers. Now the album transitions into different sounds. I would say mainly Southern, but there's still a little bit of West Coast with like the talk box stuff that's coming up. But the Bay Area slapper hyphy stuff is pretty much front loaded onto this album. I'm glad too, because it's almost two separate albums, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. like tracks one through 10 and then 11 through 20 are like he's dabbling in different regions more and he's out. Now we're out of the slappersville. We just got nothing but slappers in the first half of the album to kind of satisfy his core fan base. And now we're going to get, I mean, you look at the billboard. I mean, you and Dat with T pain did better than tell me when to go. Even if tell me when to go may have had more of the lasting history and the impression that it left, like, you know, according to the charts, you and Dat was bigger. I certainly heard it more out, and we'll talk about that when we get there. Mm-hmm. But this next song, uh, which we'll, we're about to get to, is our first deviation, and as the album will continue to deviate from the slappers. It's almost like a definitive side A and side B. So, in my mind, side A has completed, side two will begin. All right, well, let's begin. Track 11, White Girl, featuring Joel Santana and UGK. Two artists, or acts rather, that we've covered on the show. Yes, they've each yeah. gotten reviewed. Yep. Uh, produced by Will John. Well, listen. <laughs> Coon Mail is in the building. Seven plus. Well, uh, Uncle Morty Mules is in the building. Seven plus. Mules and uh, Mel Connect. <laughs> Instead of Uncle Ru- Uncle Muckus, that's me. That's who's here on this track eleven. Okay, but the truth is, it's not about white girls. It's about drugs. White it's girls, about drugs. You know? But I actually played this record in our Jay Z Volume One review because uh, they both happen the drum to pattern, right. Well, yeah, and they happen to interpolate uh, like. I believe this song Fly Girl by the Boogie Boys. I put it in the folder here. Um, oh, let me load it up. I got it. Should so I hit him with that? I actually have the Boogie Boys song A Fly Girl from their album City Life. This is the original record. It's like from the 80s or something. Um, then we get I Know What Girls Like by Jay-Z, which we've covered <laughs> already. <laughs> which, yes, those drums... Those drums, you'll hear what we're talking about in the original joint. 
And then I got a special surprise at the end. Oh, a special surprise at the end. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start at the top. Have I let you down yet with the archival audio today? No. So let's see if the streak continues. All right. Making up for my bumbling performance last week on that classic Aquemini review. Well, you you have bumbled here, too. Remember you played uh No, but it was it was good bumbling. Song. It was good bumbling cuz you, you got You're lucky. You lucked out. You got you good it's still a good E40 song. Yeah. So All right. Stove on high and now uh Boogie Boys a fly girl. Here we go. That's a wacky male classic. That's the okay. fly girl from the, the Boogie Boys. It's the one that started it all. And then let's give them a little of that, Jay. They we did this Jay already though, so let's get we have. let's get in and out with this one. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. What the? <laughs> that's okay, that's fine. I, I, I accidentally cut it off. Oh, it's yeah, it's fine. in and out. It's fine, huh? Okay, <laughs> okay. Sorry, hit, Jay. Hit the whoopee. You know I like Mel. that song. Mel, hit the whoopee. <laughs> this idea that Jay is in the studio for literally every review, making sure he's not being topped by anyone. Okay. I'm going to need you Sorry, guys to Jay. stop liking this album so much. You're making me nervous. Okay, it's, it's no reasonable doubt, you know. I My don't ghetto think report is. card, eighth album out of what, like 25 albums or something. He never stops. Just yeah, stop already. <laughs> You're supposed to fall off. You never <laughs> fell off. <laughs> Oh, Jay, so you gotta love us, right? I was saying on the Jay review, I prefer this E40 song to the Jay song. Okay. Um, I just, it works better for me. I wasn't a big fan of that girl's like song. But I'll tell you what. All right. My man, Will I Am. Oh, man. My main man, Will I Am. There's a picture of a young Mules and Will I Am. There is. I think I've seen it. All right, I'm. A, I told him, yo, that uh, that what was it? Uh, keep talking that shit. Keep talking. Keep talking that shit. Whoa! I said, yo, that fuck them bitches song you did for Khalees. Oh dear. I said, yo, that song is amazing. He said, oh, that's out. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta love that. You gotta love that. He said, oh, that's out? <laughs> Listen, Will I Am. Listen, when you're making so many musics, you know, you don't know. Stuff be coming out, you don't even know. My main man, Will I Am. 
so if you if you're keeping score, so far my main man stable consists of Young Dro and Will I Am. Oh no no, <laughs> Method Man and Will I Am. Young Dro has not officially been referred to as my main man. Oh okay. He's my main man, the Method Man, and now my main man, Will I Am. I guess if your name doesn't rhyme in some way with main man, you can't be my main man. Uh, not with me. My main man was Rizzo my main man as a rapper. <laughs> well, it was just my <laughs> main man, produce. the Method Man, and now we got my main man, Will I Am, with Fly Girl. Oh, here we go. This Off is that surprise, Songs About Girls album. Here we go. This must be that will I am that Tyler always talks about, you know, why doesn't he make stuff like that anymore? He would be a Tyler would be a fan of the songs about girls album. Um, but he, he interpolates parts of the original Boogie Boys song for the chorus of that one. And if you hear what he's doing with the live drums, he's actually trying to boom, 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 but it's not electronic sounding. So it doesn't have that same cut to the snare. Uh, right. Yeah. It's being replayed. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, I, I like that version a lot actually, but. This is a great I, I version found to me. I the tweet that I'm referring to where he, it was, it's like 2013. <laughs> I made a bet with, wait, no, I made a bet with Will I Am for a million bucks that I will be making money 10 years from now doing what I love and not what makes the most. Because apparently Will, Will I Am told him you need to make a decision on what to do uh, to survive in order to remain relevant 10 or more years down the road. In turn, the rapper claimed that with Will I Am's recent material, he was, quote, making butt shit to make bread <laughs> and that he makes shit he hates. But then he says he conceded that the Black Eyed Peas debut album was the first rap album he enjoyed, noting it had sick beats. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, there you go. I don't agree with him because I actually, like, I first of all, Songs About Girls is an underrated album from, like, the midpoint of his career, I would say. Like, it was from 2007, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it came out the same summer that like graduation was going to come out and stuff like that. Um, it kind of got like swept under the rug. Not many people listened to it and oh it's not really a rap album. It's more of a pop album than anything. Um, but I like black eyed peas with Fergie better than I like them as like Their the original lineup, original, like kind of like Fuji's meets De La Soul sort of like underground rap group. They just, they didn't stand out in that time to me, they were just paled in comparison to the people who came before them. 
adding Fergie, they became a really good pop rap group, I think. According to Tyler, he's so talented, but he's making butt shit to make bread. Use the creativity for something tight, man. Yeah, like, he, brought like up the fact Igor he tried to sue for real. Flower Boy, fucking... come on, man. He's made, oh, he's, listen, Tyler's made his fair share of butt shit, too, if you ask me, but I know that sentiment's not him popular a mark. around here. He said, Will I Am is a mark. No, Will I Am called him a mark, basically, because he was like, yo, you're going to keep being a well, mark? the wrestling term, mark. Yeah. yeah. He was saying, like, you're going to keep being a mark for Tyler yourself? Tyler was using rat mark. Or are you like, going to make some money? Like a mark-ass buster. Right. I mean, he was trying to help him, you know, but... It- I can't I, believe this nigga was plotting on my fucking downfall because he makes shit he hates and doesn't like no, himself. Will I don't I think it's like mark. that at all. I think it's he was he he grinded on the underground for a long time and it didn't pay off. And then he went pop and he got rich. So in his mind, based on his experiences, that might be what you have to do to survive. You defied those sort of odds. So you've yeah. been able to be one of those few artists who is still popular and successful being able to make whatever weird shit that they want. But to me, I probably like as many, if not more, Will I Am, Black Eyed Peas songs than Tyler songs. That's just my opinion. I like nice. I like all different kinds of music. Oh, do you? Well, look, White Girl, it's record. I don't have much to say. Uh, it's very hip-hop. Not too much to it. You the know drum, what it reminded me of a drum, little bit that I really wanted to bring up? You know those records on Ride and Dirty, like Good Stuff and Pinky Ring, like those more okay. like pimped out records, like because of the sample on here, that eighties sample, you know? Mm-hmm. And like the way like Pimp C is just slipping and sliding on here in a good in a good way, not in like a Terrier ACL way, but he's just he's just buttery all over so this. So now thing. like Jay Z on the high remix. No, Pimp C maybe has like my second favorite verse on the song. Got it. You know, I'll say Jewel's maybe or Bun B. Jewel snap to me. Jewel, I don't know. For me, Jewel's and Bun B were both like tied for last. Honestly, ah, Tim C and E Forty were better. He mentioned my main man Sir Mix a lot. Uh, This is when Jewel's was dumbing it down, and he was never particularly, uh, you know, the the most complex rapper to begin with, but. (sighs) This was from not from me to you, Era Jewels. This is already when he's just super dumbing it down and basically just being fabulous part two. I thought the verse fit the song perfectly. I think it's fine. I, I mean, he probably uh, has my least favorite song verse on the song, to be honest with you. Uh, well, no one sucked. I can tell you that much. No, uh, no one, no one sucked. But Jewels is just super basic at this point, and like. Like I said, he was never truly complex, but he around 05, 06, Joel's bars just got super dumbed down. I was kind of shocked that like he Wayne at his creative peak was making so many records with Joel's who was maybe in his like creative drought. I felt like like well, Wayne was just friends. bodying him on every single song. They, 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 they were they were friends, man. You know, I was just not I was just not really into this era of Jewels. And then he faded away after this. Like, you know what? This this verse Jewels has a message for you. I know I'm wrong, but I ain't going to let these niggas come and treat me like I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying, you know, come on. I worked his second album when I worked. But you don't have to say this. 
when I worked at Def Jam, I worked for, uh, what was it called? From what the games have been missing. Actually, when I just went home to New York this past, uh, this last month, I found the promo CD, like the sampler of, uh, with like a different beat for mic check. Like it was like reworked or something. And, uh, I was not a fan of the turn that Jewel's took. I mean, we heard from me to you. So it's like, it's different. Jewel's used to be like someone who used to rap from his heart. Like he might not have been the greatest rapper in the world, but he was very, like his emotion came through and then he just became fabulous. And like, this is him being fabulous. Best of love to Joel Santana. If nothing against the guy, I wish him the best, but I, I'm not allowed to have an opinion. You are. I was there, and I, I actually worked his record. I helped promote it. Oh, you sabotaged it. We know. Not we at know all. I worked you. really hard on that record. <laughs> Listen, what happened was Moore sabotaged his record, which sent Joel into a deep depression, which made him lose his teeth. We know about you. No, you just like bringing up that he lost his seat. <laughs> it's not true. Um, but there yeah, may be truth a, to it. But this is a fun true. song. It's it's not like uncommon for you know the personification record of white girl as cocaine in rap. But this is a uh, this is a fun one. It's, it's hip hop, bro. It's a concept, and it's drums, and everybody's rapping about the concept. E forties being E forty, talking about uh. You know, I throw the yola in the pot with it simmering bay, that a little bacon soda to make it foam like the aftershave. You know, he serves his dope wet because they weigh a hell of a lot more. You know, he mentioned pickle jars. You know, I pop for that. You know, what they going for? Nigga, what you trying to spin? <laughs> you know, it is AK light up your chest like E.T. That's great. Uh, Joel's is great. Bun B. Uh, Bun B was also great. His was like. You know, super, I felt like I was actually in the trap with this dude. His was super understand the assignment, as the kids say. You know? Yeah. He took it a step further because I'm like, oh, man, this is the dark side of the white girl. You know? Like, you know, it's just lots going on. And Pimp C uh, ends with a, a very, uh, you know, a money shot, literally. I, mean, I like, I like the arrangement of the verses. Curl, white girl. Yeah, good arrangement. I think like, everyone's in the right order. I think my, you know, just for my own personal preferences, my favorite verse is up top. My least favorite verse is second. And then my third favorite is third. And then my second favorite closes it out. Yeah. So. Yeah. White girl, seven plus. Uh, <laughs> for, why did I write this? Uh, apparently my only other note is I wrote hook of the life. Yeah. I'm definitely uncle Muckus right now. Uh, that's all I got. You you, you want to move on? Sure. All right. Track 12. Get the fuck on dot com. Part one. Skit. Produced by Will John. We finally hit a hiccup in the road. Six plus. Wow. Mules and Mel connect, but this was not the skit I expected you to not like. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought maybe it was going to be the other one, but apparently not. Yeah, okay. Um I was what'd you give white girl? Oh, uh seven plus. Alright. Uh yeah, I just I'll be look, quite frankly, it wasn't funny. It wasn't you know, funny. I I kinda disagree with you, 
I was amused, especially by the second half when it's like the ad. The ad is funnier than the actual situation that that brought the the situation and skit itself is not that funny at all. The ad, the the concept is funny. The The ad ad made me chuckle, but I don't think this is something that's particularly needed. I don't think it necessarily needs to play into you and Dat, which is our next song. Um, It doesn't add to the song that it's coming out of. It's just there. So I got a chuckle out of it. So I liked it better than the last skit that we had, but it's just a chuckle, you know? And I mean, foreshadowing for the part two of this skit. I don't know if this is important to mention. I got a chuckle during my first listen of this album for the show. Subsequent listens, I didn't get a chuckle out of it. And I was trying to pinpoint what part exactly made me laugh and I couldn't find it. So, (laughs) you know, six plus. There you go. Six plus. Uh, Listen, there's a part two coming and that one makes me laugh. Spoiler style. But it actually fits the concept more here. I'm like, you shouldn't have been talking crazy. Right. You know, you, you, you didn't have to get yourself into that situation. The next skit that's like, that could have happened to anyone. So anyway, we got to get there though. So you want to move on? Let's do it. Track 13, you and that featuring candy and T-Pain produced by Lil John. Um, flat seven. Mules and Mel connect. Oh, look at that. That's three connections in a row. Now, I got to tell you. Okay. This one would have been at least a 7 plus when it came out. Right. Yeah. You want to talk was, about it was live you talk on about the radio? played out because tell me when to go. If you have the temerity to say that is played out, then this is beyond played out. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I was working for Richard Black Studios as a bar mitzvah photographer at the time. And there was not a bar mitzvah, sweet 16, bat mitzvah, wedding that I attended in the year 2006 that the DJ didn't play this song. This was everywhere. I just heard it so many times that like every weekend working at these parties. Yeah, this was this was a staple on the radio. Um, It got annoying. Honestly, I started not liking it. When it first dropped, <laughs> like, I, I was an E40 fan, a newly christened E40 fan at that. So I'm like, yeah, dope. Like, I'm hearing E40 at a bar mitzvah. That's fucking crazy. Then weeks turn into months, and months turn into other months, and I'm still hearing you and that, you and that booty, trying to get to you and that. It, and this is like, one of those songs that felt like it was on the radio forever. I was really starting to get annoyed by this song, and then it went away. And it's not really a song that I think about that much or go back to. But this week, I'm I'm happy to say I still like it. Even yeah, if it the flat maybe seven. Like, it, I like it, it hit harder in the past. It might have hit less hard in the past, too, though. Yeah, I I would say it was less hard because, you know, this was still an era where I was only listening to the radio. Yeah. Um, And so I, you know, of course I heard this a lot, but it was never one of my favorites, but I knew it. And now it's like, I think in the past it would have been a seven minus. Now it's actually a flat seven um, because I have more appreciation for radio music, oddly enough. Right. And well, this is more in the Little John pantheon of like... (laughs) So these are this is like almost yeah adjacent with these synths. 
Very mid 2000s beat, I say. Yes. 808s definitely. and synth, like the whistle synth. But not a slapper. We're in, not really. Atla- we're in Atlanta right now. Yeah. This is club music. Um, the Yo Yo Yo's love this. Uh, they I think did. about them I've, when this song comes on. I've just seen so many Yo Yo Yo, the Jewish Yo Yo Yo's at the bar mitzvahs. I've seen them. Like, as you were at the right. Catholic school, yeah. I've seen on Long Island all the Jewish Yo Yo Yo's. And they're like, you know, trying to get up on another 12, 13 year old girl themselves at this bar mitzvah. And, you know, I'm, I'm a grown ass man working for Richard Black Studios. You know, I, I have to I have to try to not photograph these kids grinding on each other. We're trying to give the parents a positive representation of the party that they threw for their kids. These fucking glad kids you weren't like a Terry Richardson about it. The fuck? Hell no. Get in closer. No, but you know what? I'll tell you something. There was this was definitely in the you and that booty era. This was at Oz in West Hempstead, which was a common place that we would go for these parties, uh, the bar mitzvahs and stuff like that. Bar mitzvahs, sweet sixteens and whatnot. It was like a teen club in West Hempstead, and this place was like. Like, it looks like it hadn't been, like, updated since the late 80s. Like, it looks like Club Malibu in Vice City, basically, inside. <laughs> but, like, way chintzier and shittier. Automatic. So one of these kids, the thing is, they would get bussed from the synagogue, you know, the Jewish temple where the actual bar mitzvah service was held. They would get bussed okay. from there to the venue for the party. And apparently at one of these like bar mitzvahs that I was working, the kids like brought alcohol and they were drinking alcohol. Keep in mind, these kids are 12 and 13 years old. Like all of them pretty much. They're drinking alcohol on the way to the venue. And like, I guess one kid got sick and started throwing up and it blew the cover of the other kids. So there was like a bus that was outside and all these parents, it was like a fucking international incident, the way that shit was going about while I was working this bar mitzvah. <laughs> you and that booty, trying to get to you. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like, this kid drank vodka and he got sick and threw up. And now all the kids are about to get in trouble because they had vodka too. And they weren't going to get let into the bar mitzvah because they smell liquor on them. They're not going to let the kids go in there. It was a fucking shit show. Jesus. Minors, minors, like literal minors, like I'm saying 12, 13 years old, rubbing up on each other, making out. I'm like trying to get these kids to stop doing all this shit because it's weird. Well, you shouldn't have been playing you in that booty. <laughs> I didn't play it. The fucking DJ played it. I was a photographer, oh, fair bro. Enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I had no. And by the way, from every wedding and bar mitzvah and sweet 16 and confirmation. Very party, uncomfortable story. All of these, all of these like big events, the DJing is like always almost exactly the same. Of course. So I hear the same set three times, four times a weekend, <sighs> and just utter chaos, mismanagement from the top to bottom with the club, the disgusting catered food. It's gross. You got these kids. One time, one of these kids walked up to me and said, do you smoke chronic? I'm like, yo, you're like 12 years old, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Hold on. Where's uh, where's my man? We need my man for this. 
<laughs> what did they say? They said, do you smoke chronic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's ridiculous. Look, pal, little kid, check the Rav Rankings board, okay? RavRankings.com. The chronic's not that great, okay? Relax. Calm no, down. but we did smoke that shit. Mm-hmm, we did. We did. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So what do we got here on you and dad? Uh, Candy Girl, you know, almost with the classic, like, response record type verse. Yeah, see so you looking. I got to say, this is a song I heard so much in the radio that, like, I was shocked to hear it. Like, I'm used to just silence when it's like. Oh, you, this is you like know, your first time hearing the explicit do version. With this, do with this. I'm just used to silence. But right. she says the P word. I'm like, oh. How are you? The power you, you know. You know, I'm just, I've heard. This is such a radio song to me that like, just hearing this uncensored just feels wrong. <laughs> but. Yeah, um, all I can really say about this is I like it, but this is like the least E-40 performance. It's I guess this is like E-40, in his mind, I think, trying to make a radio record. To try because to, he kind of tones to, down. Sort of, yeah, like sand down the more abrasive and quirky elements of his style and make something more palatable. But if you go to Snap Your Fingers by Lil Jean, which I think he was on, He's kind of pretty, like, locked in in that mode, too, on there. Yeah. Like, in hit record mode, basically. I respect it. No, I, I, of course he I just, respect it. He I just know gave us, like, nine Bay Area slappers within the first right. ten tracks He's of this album. He's allowed to do a radio song. And that's, it worked. That's what this album is. He's giving his diehard fans what they need. He's providing what, he need, what the local audience his homegrown like he's all about the turf right he's all about the bay the soil the soil like he's getting those people what they need but he also has other directives that gets handled on side b yeah you know so i actually appreciate the decision to i mean this is a big song uh my friend Billy, who is uh, Mr. Track 3, I've uh, mentioned before, he, he always wants a good Track 3. Something, you know, some ide- ideally a single or something that you have planned to make a single eventually. This is Track 13. This is the biggest song on this album. Oh, it's Track 3 of, you know, the Phantom Disc 2. Yes, it is. So, there it you is. go. But it makes sense to me. Like, you know, we're switching gears. And now we get that hit. What was track three on uh, this one? Muscle cars. See, he would have said, "Switch muscle cars and tell me when to go." Got it. That would have been the, the track, Billy. The, the Billy the track three on that theorem. One. You know, he listen. He loves track three. What can I say? Shout out Billy if you're listening. There are worse things to love. So shout out. to Well, Billy. he doesn't love track three if it's not a good track three. He loves the idea of track three and therefore wants track three to be good. He believes yes, in a, track three. He's a track three truther. Yes. There you go. Um, uh, what can I say? And the T-Pain line... and T-Pain is awesome. I mean, he makes the song, arguably. He's, look, he's the hook man at this point, you know. Girl, I've been shaking, sticking and moving, trying, trying to get, get to you. you in that booty, trying to get to shaking you. Shaking and acting a donkey. 
Trying to yeah, get to you, to get and, you that and that monkey. monkey. <laughs> Come on, you know? Gotta love that. Hopefully not one of those stupid NFT monkeys. What are the stupid bored apes? Not that monkey. I'm not getting to that monkey. That it's not for me. Not that particular primate. Um, uh, but yeah, the, there are two things about his verse. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, not something that I recommend anyone do. But it's a funny image. Whisper in your ear while I'm holding my. T- <laughs> you probably get in trouble for that. But um, in the ending of this verse. On the radio, I knew what he was saying because it's context clues. But it always bothered me when he said, because her ass is big enough to sit a cup on her booty. Because I'm like, that's redundant. Like, you've already mentioned booty once. So it's like, but but you know what I did in writing my notes? I tried to, like, switch it out with a different thing, and it, and it, and it, and it worked. Like, her hand big enough to fit a car on her palm. Like... And it sounded less weird. So I'm like, okay, he's fine. That That's just like, it's just something that sounded weird to me forever, but it's actually fine. You know, he can, I he get can what you're saying. Different... I don't know if this is, what do you call it? A uh, nitpicky Mel or, uh, yeah. yeah nitpicky Mel, I guess. You know? Uh, I, I it's not quite like grammatical Mel, I don't think, but yeah, you know, that was always a weird line. AP me. English Mel, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, but look, you and that look. Now that I'm older and I and I'm into girls, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the record is uh is, is it was slightly better than it was. Even though I know Mel's so. favorite version of the song. Girl, I've been shaking, sticking, and moving, trying to get to you in that folder. Folder. Oh man. Uh, Will the folders be the new ducking? Will ducking be a thing of the past, a relic of the Wu season? The folders, this is something that I need people to understand about the folders. They sound worse than they are, okay? The folders are not this You're right, they sound worse than they are. Yeah. Wait, what are you trying to say? Are you agreeing with me or are you trying to sneak an insult on me? They sound worse than they are. It sounds... It sounds like he has a bunch of folders of random people, including bystanders, people that he knows in his life, people that he doesn't know, but he knows peripherally. Well, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> I do have that. That's what, what that you is. have to understand But is. what's worse about it is that it's not... There's no signs of it stopping. It's continuing. Oh, my God. This is, what, this is the point I'm trying to make. It sounds creepy and intrusive. Creepy I will allow, but intrusive, no. I'm not hacking anybody. And you have to understand, I'm a digital hoarder, and I can trace this back. I know why I save so much stuff. It's because I've been subject, subjected to a lot of upheaval in my life, and this is my way of trying to slow time down, okay? I don't go back to, like, 95% of the stuff I save, you know? I know I have it, but I don't even, like, go and look at it. You know, you just got to understand I am a library of what's that word? Uh, Detritus, detritus. Okay, there's a lot of detritus just on on my computer. All right. So don't don't worry about that. That's a drop. What? There's a lot of detritus on my computer. (laughs) You want to move on? Yeah, fuck it. You and that? Okay. No, more like uh, me and that. Whatever. <laughs> Track 14, I'm the man, featuring Mike Jones and Al Capone, produced by Lil Jon. Uh, no, you're not. 
Yeah, I'm glad you feel that way, but uh, six plus. Six minus. Um, so... Oh, this is the song where I start to bitch about Little John a little bit. Okay, well, you know, as you've been talking about, second half of this album gets away from the Bay and gets more into, like, a down south Atlanta sort of southern thing going on. Uh, yeah. Weakest beat so far, I wrote. Very Oh, basic. my God, by far, easily. Electric guitar at the end doesn't help it. I'm wondering why it's there. Uh, this hook, it sounded, he says, drink in my cup, blunt in my hand. It sounded like he said nut in my hand. <laughs> so, you know, and, and to that, I say, Styles, if you're listening, don't tell him about us. Don't tell him this about us. This isn't the, the W review, Mel. The W. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, out now on Patreon. Um, yeah, it's just uh, E40s being E40, that's fine. Mike Jones, um, dude, he shouts out my birthday, which is the release date of his album, but that couldn't even save this one for me. April 18th, I'm dropping the American Dream. When are we doing that? <laughs> the American Dream. Is that oh, was schedule? this the American Dream? I thought maybe it was who was Mike Jones. Um, I guess I came out in 05. The American Dream, we'd sooner do Who is Mike Jones. Got it. Um, okay. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, the, beat, I the beat's this not over. Great. I hate this And we've Al had Capone. great beats thus far. That's why I can't, you know... This Al Capone chorus, drink in my cup, boat in my hand. Let me know I'm the man. So generic. Super generic chorus. It makes the Block Boy chorus seem like freaking Bohemian Rhapsody, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, we covered this Al Capone character in our Hustle and Flow soundtrack review. He only covers the chorus duties on here. Um, but I wrote that while the last song was Little John more in his bag than the Bay bag, it still worked for me and was an even bigger hit than Tell Me When to Go was. I just don't really care much for the beat here, and the chorus is super generic. Uh, yeah. Mike Jones is Mike Jones. I mean, E-40 is good. But E-40 has an interesting flow moment in, like, his second verse. I don't like, like the a, song. The music's not doing it for me, and we've gotten really good music on this album so far. Okay. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like, I'm, like I was saying, like, in comparison to the beats, the music we've gotten thus far, I, I can't put this over, you know? I know what excellent sounds like at this point. So now's not the time to try to get a weak beat over, you know? So, Agreed. Um, yeah, the, the, the flow E40 does, you know, big tycoon drinking and puking, niggas fighting, shooting, you know, it's an interesting flow, I just, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not that big of a fan of where little John decides to take his production from here and pretty much the rest of the album, unfortunately. I basically agree with you. Um, my only other note is I got a joke for you. Uh, okay. What did alternate universe Mel say in 2016? Alternate universe, I'll say in 2016. Um, I don't know, dude. Here it is. I don't need no automatum. <laughs> I don't need automatum. <laughs> you know, that's that's a moves and male inside joke. There you go. So, uh, yeah, you want to move on? E. <laughs> nice. Track 15. Yee. Featuring Too Short and Buddha, produced by Lil John. Uh, we're back. Seven minus. Mills and Connect. Seven minus. There you go. I mean, we're uh, back, but I have to tell you, not a slapper. 
another generic not, not a slapper. mid-2000s Southern beat from Little John that feels like it slogs along at points. But I'm a real big fan of 40s performance on this one, and I have mm. to put it over because even though I'm not in love with this beat or this, like, molasses tempo we're locked into, I think 40 weaves his way through it and styles through the slower tempo really well. I think Too Short is fun. I think the chorus is fun. There's this weird little sound during the chorus that I like. But overall, 7 minus because I don't care for the production very much. It's a lumbering beat. It doesn't have much to offer me. It just has some above average performances on it. So 7 minus. Okay, yeah. um, We're basically in agreement in that... um, it's another not great beat, but we got a decent wacky male hook with that. Yay! Uh, I'll say this. White people ruin my ninja. Okay? That's who ruined ninja as an alternative. for. Well, me. I think the whole thing was they were trying to use it to not say. Right, but just don't say it. Just don't, because ninja's not cool out of white people's mouth. E-40 says it. It's cool, because he's E-40. All right? My ninja, we ain't no punk. Okay, to be that's honest cool. with you, it's always been too close to the real word for me to just be throwing the ninja around too, because that's just like that's one like syllable away from just saying the actual word. Yeah, you know, just just don't just don't say it. Take the moves approach, redact it. There you go. Um, <laughs> when E forty says about the cops, you know. Uh, Officer Smokey and Mr. Johnny Wall always pulling me over, searching my fucking car, searching my Gooteous Maximus, flashlighting my draws, acting like some batches, thinking I got raw. Uh, I thought of this. Come on, officer. You've seen my bulls, batty and dick. This month, more than my BM, more than my links, more than my chick. You know? That balls, batty and dick rap. <laughs> exactly. As there Jesse likes to say. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the, the ye is, is uh, fun to say. Too short comes through with a too short verse. That's right. Um, I don't mean duration. I mean it's a it's too short. You know, you know what you're getting, and I and I and I like what I'm getting. You know, um, you gotta love when a feature verse does what it's supposed to do. Okay, sometimes it's like it's a layup and they blow it. He did what he had to do here. Okay, um, that's really all I gotta say about that. You Not know? much for me to say. All I can say is, yay! I like it. I mean, but because I'm not wild on the production, I got to just give it a 7 minus. Right. So, (sighs) we can move it along then. Uh, Track 16, getthefuckon.com, part 2 skit, produced by Will John. Now, this one I like, flat 7. Flat 6 for me on here. Oh, man. Not my least favorite skit on the album. That was the JB Stomp Down skit. But uh, I wasn't as amused by this one as I was by the first one. And uh, that's really all I have to say about it. This is reminding me of Mike Epps in a way. I feel like this is like very Mike Epps. He's like, he's popping over. It's 2006. So he's like popping over having a speakerphone. He's like, he got the speakerphone. And of course, the friend calls and he's like, you know, the hoes and a girl like, what are you talking about? What do you say about those? He's like, oh, no, turn it up. You know, the motherfucking speakerphone. I'll, I'll give you this, Mel. <laughs> I think, yeah. like, going into our next song, it works better than the last Get the Fuck On skit in terms of teeing up what's coming next. Absolutely. I'm not as amused by it, though. So, I'm flat six. 
I was amused. Uh, I mean, I respect it. I respect you not being amused because it's not like laugh out loud hilarious. But uh, I heard it, you know, a bunch of times and I'm like, yeah, it's amusing. Flat seven. I like it. Um, And yeah, it definitely goes into the next track better, which we can go into if you're ready. I'm ready. Track 17, Just Fucking, featuring Bosco, produced by Bosco and Lil John. Hmm. Six plus. Wow. My rating may be controversial on this one. Okay. Seven plus. Not controversial to me at all, because I had to figure out. Here's here's basically what, what it is for me. It's not much to it, analysis-wise. Okay. Um. I like the music. I like the very Neptunes-esque hook. It's like a fake Pharrell. I very you know? much agree with you, Mel. This this song used to be like an 8-8 eight, eight minus for me. It's gone down because zoning in on each individual element to rate a song, there wasn't no ratings back in 2006, so I didn't rate it anything. But yeah. I really liked this song back in the day. I was wondering how it was going to hold up. Because it's not in line with, like, the majority of the E-40 songs that I like. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, I don't really think E-40 is great on this song. He grosses me out sometimes, actually. He, he grosses me out. I got, like, Ghostface. Yeah, you know. exactly. And that's a great <laughs> comparison. Like, yeah. And I love Ghostface, but he can gross me out, too. It's the, so good. I it's the music. It. I'm, that like, I'm, ah. I'm in love with the music here. Bosco, like, on the... That this situation is a thing. <laughs> we both know we're just uh, we're fucking all the different yeah. layers of vocals that he throws in there. Yeah. That <laughs> up top. I don't know why you act this way, this yeah. way. <laughs> I'm here for Bosco and the beat, man. The only part about Bosco I don't like is a little bridge at the end talking about orgasms multiplying. I'm like, all right, okay, seriously. You but the chorus the assignment. itself is great. The music, yeah, he's in, sometimes you do the assignment too well. The song is just fucking. I mean, for yeah. a crude song with a very blunt on the nose sort of chorus, it's musically a lot more like sumptuous than you would imagine. It's very like right i almost feel like this beat is too good for this content yeah <laughs> you know i i really I, I agree i mean the content keeps me from going higher than a seven plus got it um what it also comes down to for me is i don't agree Although, with the sentiment i, I don't have say, an issue with it i pop just, i'm i pop then and now at i know you had that good gush gush <laughs> you popped at that I, I did that and I do that. Gush, gush. Because <laughs> you look like you did, and I could tell it was bomb. <laughs> I mean, listen, he's still being E40. It's just gross. That's all. Um, I like the showmanship of uh, I'll come over later when your kids asleep and do some nasty things that they're going to have to bleep, and you hear the sensor noise. You know? Um, I, uh, yeah, listen, I'm just. <laughs> I'm too emotionally invested in everything to just fuck. I don't know how to just do that and, and let that just be it. Not, not that I've ever done it. I'm just saying I can't see myself. Well, I'm, I'm the same, though. I've, well, you uh, know, like I've only been in relationships. I've had sex with, I think, one or two people tops outside of a relationship. 
Yeah, it wasn't. It's, it's, a, just, it's too intimate. An ongoing of a, of thing, a thing at that. It was never an ongoing thing at that. So it was, yeah. you know, always something. Uh, just fucking a sentiment that like I can't really overly relate. I respect to. it. I, it's just not for me. Yeah, you know. Sometimes I wish I could, but it's just that's not who I am. You know. I think that. We, listen, I got a theory. They ain't just fucking. That? He's well, describing that's a good theory because usually they aren't. It, he's describing multiple women, and honestly, you only fuck your girlfriend on her period. You don't just fuck a stranger on her period. <laughs> they ain't uh, just fucking. Well, he's trying to convince. Oh her man, you just reminded me of something. What's that? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep out the names of the people who would potentially oh, Jesse style. Yeah. Okay. So there were two people that were hanging out, friends of ours. One of them was a girl, one of them was a boy in our friend circle. And they started hanging out a lot solo. Mm. You know, a Star Wars story? Yeah. (laughs) Sure. So they were, you know, we've seen them a lot tag teaming, it seemed. You know, uh, coming together sometimes, showing up like, showing up to the basement together. You know, okay. we'd, we'd all chill in our friend's basement and they would always pop in. We'd see them all the time. And this was going on for like weeks, maybe months at this point. And I remember Shah's cousin, Ralik, is in the basement with us and they're there, the two of them. And we're all chilling, doing whatever. And there's like, you know, just some silence and Ralik just goes, Y'all fucking? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. That's and good. I mean, listen, if glass broke and Stone Cold Steve Austin busted out of the bathroom at that point, it wouldn't have gotten as big of a pop. <laughs> Y'all fucking got maybe one of the biggest pops I've ever been there, like in person for. The pop was huge. Wow. Even the two people who were definitely fucking, by the way. They popped. They had to. They popped. Listen, I, I know the feeling. When you see two people around each other a lot, it's like you just want to know. It get, it gets to the point. I feel that. Just like blowing up the spot. Like you just got to ask. Because it's like, all right, man. Like we all seeing this, right? Like, Right. Like this has been going on for weeks now. Are y'all fucking? <laughs> Listen, you got to hit him with that. All I motherfucking know is you better get back over here and talk to me about something, man. Okay, you can't keep this ambiguous. Like, what is it? He just said it, y'all. I gotta tell you, y'all fucking, that moment is etched in my mind. I can, like, feel it. I can, like, go back to it. (laughs) I can put myself back in, you know, the basement on the couch while this is going on. I couldn't tell you if we got an answer or not. Wow. Huh. Funny how memory works that way. If like you know? I feel like it was just so funny. I don't even. I think the hilarity of it almost made the question like they were able to dodge it because to of dodge the, the question because right. of the the just like the level. But maybe that was all we needed. Right. Okay. Right. Maybe that was maybe all we it needed. was just the answer was yes, but like just the acknowledgement of it and them laughing was like all right, yeah, you know. The pop was like I can't believe. We haven't discussed this obvious thing that's been in front of us for weeks now. <laughs> right. That well, two of our friends have started fucking. That's great. Just that's fucking. Great. 
That's what I'm yeah. saying. Just fight y'all and fucking. All right, y'all fuck. All right. <laughs> Track 17. Uh, 7 plus. E40 or Definitely not, because you're not just doing that. Because if you're ending with pick up a bottle of Beef Eater and Donald Duck grapefruit juice, because I know that's your favorite. Why would he care about her favorite if, if they were just doing that? Yo you know? famous. Yo famous, yo favorite. You know? It's, anyway. Uh, um, Donald Duck. The bad website didn't know what he said. I clearly heard Donald Duck grapefruit <laughs> juice. And that's a real thing. You know? It's, it, that exists. Oh, so, seriously? Yeah, yeah, it exists. I've seen it. Like, it, if you type Donald Duck grapefruit juice, it pops up. Like, yeah. Okay, I was today years old when I found out Donald Dono Duck has a grapefruit juice. Okay. I just—it's funny imagining adults pouring up like alcohol with Donald Duck grapefruit juice. It's like, okay, <laughs> like it's a beef eater gin. It's gin. Like yeah, that's it's hilarious. Dry gin. Oh my god, I I hate gin personally. Yeah. I, I don't disgusting. know anything about it. Living on gin. Oh, gin and juice. Yeah, I don't like gin. Okay, well, I guess you need the juice to make the gin more uh, tolerable. Definitely. But Donald Duck grapefruit juice. I mean, grapefruit juice is like very, grapefruit is like pretty tart, right? Citrusy, like it's, it maybe will block it. It's, it's, I feel like grapefruit is in the same family as an orange. How does the Donald Duck voice go? I don't know how to do it, but it's like, I used to know, I think. The duck. It's a duck, guys. It's a raspy, like... Make it up in your heads, you know? Yeah, anyway. We're on track 17 of an album right now. (laughs) Trying to sing uh, the just fucking chorus in a Donald Duck voice. Uh, Anyway, you want to move on? Yes. Every episode, by the end, we're transformed into your old jalopy. (laughs) Here's Here's a quick question. Donald Duck or Daffy Duck? Daffy Duck. Don't even Correct have to answer. think. I don't even Correct have to answer. think. Like for Daffy Duck. I mean, what has Donald Duck ever even done? He doesn't do anything. He's a weed. Daffy Duck is. He's a weed carrier for Mickey, bro. Daffy Duck is the rock to Bugs Bunny's Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Yeah. And Elmer Fudd is Vince McMahon. <laughs> nice. I like that analogy. Yeah, if you would have said Donald uh, Duck, I would have had to hit you with that despicable, you know. But you, you picked the right answer. No, so. da- Daffy Duck is the goat. Donald Duck is the one who is despicable. Yes, he is. He just he sits there. He's in the sailor outfit. Drink some water, there, bro. Raspy voice, smiling and waving because you, you know, know he's he works for Disney. They don't let him take breaks, so he can't drink. You know what it is? His voice is raspy because he's always throating Mickey. Oh, you know, like, shit. Get, get, your, oh, own, get shit. your own movement, bro. Okay? You you, you, you got to get out from under Mickey. Nah, you got to get out from under Goofy because even You're he's like, got... Well, no, Goofy, got, Goofy, Goofy is like, he's got his own stuff going. Goofy's, he's got his movie. But I'm saying Goofy is like, you ain't even Goofy level. Like, you need to speak... The, <laughs> you, you need to acknowledge the tribo chief. You are Goofy. Goofy. Yeah, you a goofy. That's goofy. You see? Yeah. A goofy movie and you a goofy. That's the difference. <laughs> a goofy with no movie. You know? And don't so let me just... listen, don't let me don't let me hurt the mouse, okay? I like the old mouse, Steamboat Willie. I, I like the original mouse. Alright? I got whistling, we, twerking, and I don't like what boat. this mouse has become. Okay, but we're not gonna go there. 
Let's see. Mickey's holding it down with Marvel. I studios. say, okay, Ratatouille needs to cut the tail off that mouse. But now they own him. They own him. Okay, so let's get a mouse war. Let's get a Oh, shit. Mouse war. New movie. Mules and mouse Mel. Mouse war. Mules and Mel's film debut, Mouse War, Ratatouille versus Mickey. Can we get uh, Stuart Little in there? Fuck Stuart Little, that fucking little. He's a bitch. He's Stuart Little's <laughs> Stuart Little's dying in the opening scene, like Scream, to set the set the scene. Oh god! You gotta get. Don't do that to him. He's getting jobbed out in the beginning, so we set the initial. You know the stakes are high. <sighs> I, I didn't approve this draft of the script. So yeah, Stuart uh, Little. You know what happens? Because we want we want people to cheer for Ratatouille. We want them to boo Mickey I'm Mouse. Cheering for the big mouse, Mickey. Okay, no, what are we Mickey, talking about? Mickey, Mickey assassinates. He's a tribal Little. chief. No, he assassinates Stuart Little. Well, you know what? I'll allow it. He assassinates him because he's uh, he's drunk with power. You little bitch mouse. Ha <laughs> ha. You're not me. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think Mickey's got to win. I'm sorry. He's got to win. He's, he's got to win. He's off to he's he's off to a bad start in this new Disney Plus era. You know, we're not liking what the the moves the mouse is making. Okay, but let's be honest, folks. Ratatouille. That's that's cheap thrills. Okay, it's cheap. Oh, that's a B rate. That's a B rate mouse activity. You need the big the big mouse. Listen, the Ratatouille. Was he? He's okay. French. Listen, what happens is Ratatouille, okay, he gets fed to CBG in a restaurant in France. CBG thinks he's getting poutine. He loves poutine. What happened is CBG got some poutine with some uh, meatballs in it. It was Ratatouille. And guess who served it to him? The mouse himself, that dastardly mouse, Mickey. Mickey's bet he's got a girl. He's got Minnie. He's got a a crew with him. That's true. It's they true. ride or die for him. You know, like, what does Ratatouille got? Nothing. He's got a movie, which, like, Mickey doesn't really have. He's, Mickey's got Fantasia. Uh, that's boring. We know about that movie. <laughs> he really doesn't have a movie, does he? I mean, he has a lot of short cartoons. Well, he's the boss. He's the, he doesn't need to have a movie. He lets everybody else make the movies for him. Right. You know? He's he's the kingpin. He's the mascot. He's the guy. He's, he's definitely... He's, he's the guy. Call in 718-635-0743. Oh, what's this? Maga Mario? Oh, shit. Maga Mario's trying to kill Mickey Mouse. What are you talking about? Maga Mario from a previous episode. He's back. Yeah, I remember we talked about him in Dagon. Uh... He said, it's a me. That? I'm trying to kill this boy right here. <laughs> I don't think Mickey is... Uh... He claims he claims that Mickey's the one that turned Luigi to the radical left. I don't know. I think Mickey's a Mago. You do? Mago Mickey? It's gotta be. Oh shit, the big twist, they become like the you know, like the two man power trip. It's like that you think that it's about to be like, oh shit, like Ratatouille's dead, Mickey's the king, Mario comes out. It's like, oh shit, is this gonna set up the next feud? Nah, they're a tag team now. Listen, I'm I'm no Mago, but I'm sure Mickey's a Mago. Mickey's a He's Mago. He's my favorite wow. Mago. For Disney? 
Disney. Of course, Disney is MAGO. We know about them. They they're so then, filthy rich. So then they don't want to stop. Under this, with this being said, who's who turned Luigi to the radical left? Probably, Miyamoto. Uh... <laughs> uh, where's the, where's the drop? Oh, <laughs> where's the? I don't even know where that is now. Um, okay, is. guys, it's enough of this. I mean, there's that. We could bring in Carmella, but I'll bring in this. What got us on this subject anyway? We'll be discussing politics next. All right. You want to move on? We're not discussing politics. We're talking about who turned Luigi Mario into a member of the radical left. That's all. <laughs> let's let's move on. Um, let's let's here it is. This is what uh, Mickey uh, asks Donald every uh, every night. Track 18. <laughs> Give me head. Featuring Bosco and Al Capone produced by Lil Jon. Uh, seven plus. <laughs> wow, six minus. I didn't know this song existed until this week, Mel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we were getting ready to to you know listen to the album, get ready for the review, Mules discovered that he was missing this track forever. Why like, he yes, never had, and it. that the "Tell Me When to Go" remix was not actually a bonus track on this album, but somehow delete this song was deleted, and that song was uploaded as a track twenty on Box Den which I'm increasingly finding out is maybe not the greatest source for my archive, but I'm finding this out week by week. Hey, as long as we correct it ahead of the episode, you know? Yeah, so, so. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I need to bring in my homie. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? Yep. Oh, that sucks. I haven't heard from him in a while. What do you mean? You Has it him? really been a while? Has it just been a while in terms of weeks, but not actual reviews? Because yes. you probably hit him on Master Killer or something. No, not on Master Killer, but on uh, the one before you him. You got definitely. Okay, so that was only one, two, three reviews ago. Yeah. Okay, but that was like weeks ago in in real time. So this is running on empty. Okay, Here's the homie. I just wow. I'll, I'll I'll tell you real quick what my problem is here. Okay. I just wrote a uh, six minute song, more nasty talk, too nasty for my liking, even though I literally just put over just fucking 40 opens with a disgusting ad lib. I won't repeat here. Beat is nothing special. What happened to all of the Rick Rock slappers and all the good little John stuff? I like Bosco on the talk box, but Al Capone adds absolutely nothing to this overlong affair. This would be my least favorite song on the album. If dot dot dot, oh, that's wow. it. Foreshadowing style, you know it. Okay, well, I'll I'll, I'll match your pace here. Um, I said hypocrite mail. I know what you're thinking. You don't. You didn't put over just fucking, but you put over give me just hell. fucking's good music to me. I don't like this, and it's way too long. I think. Here's my thing, man. It's so audacious. It's humorous, and I like the music. This meant give me head till I'm dead. <laughs> what? It's hilarious to me. And it's it's ridiculous. It's just the right amount of ridiculous that it got over for me. I'm not Feel mad like at that. I'm in, yo. I just my issue <laughs> is that I don't enjoy this one musically. I enjoy just fucking musically. I don't like either of them from a like content perspective. This is listen. It's completely gross, but it, it cracks me up. Um, it's I don't have two things. I don't have the constitution or the desire to actually play this during the act they're describing, but it's fun to pretend to imagine like turning this on 
um, in the event that I would ever receive fellatio. And to that point, I want to say that's the only part of the song I don't like at the end. Rappers, can we please stop acting out fellatio on the record? We we don't ever need to hear that. You know, like this, this slur- slurping, sucking noises. Please don't do that. That's way too much. That's that's too much. This just too goes much. on for way that. too long also. Uh, it, it's a long song, but it cracks me up. Okay, the, I like the music. I said Skippy screeching sense, the guitars, the slow rhythm, the vocoder accents. What, what I thought Bosco yeah. was really the only saving grace for me on here. Give me, give me, give me head till, till I'm dead. <laughs> okay, like, it's hilarious to me. Okay, um, yeah, nasty male, nasty man male uh, was activated for this one. So. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. You want to move on? Sure. The brisk face. Track 19, She Say She Loves Me. Uh, or is it She Say She Loved Me? It's She Say She Loves Me, even though the sample okay, is it. She Say She Loved Me. Right. Uh, featuring Bun B and 8 Ball, produced by Lil John. Ah, oh, man. Six plus. Oh, boy. Uh, don't like this, really. Uh, don't dislike it either. Flat five. Okay. I wrote never was a fan of this song. This used to be like, ugh, no, skip. Uh, every single time back in the day. Uh, another slow electric guitar and stomp heavy southern sounding beat with chopped and screwed chorus sampling UGK was singing over it. And the whole thing is just a complete 180 from the exciting music that we got in side a I'm yeah, I'm utterly bored, slightly irritated and want to go home. All I said is, uh, we swinging. I'm sure Drake would love this one. I'm sure I have a oh, feeling. And I gotta say, a- like, I like the UGK sample itself. Uh huh. Like the song it's sampling. We covered it back on the ride and dirty review. Yeah, I don't like what they chose to isolate. She says she loved me. She says she loved me. All we knew now is fucking fight. Like I don't, I don't fight. I'm glad you said that. I don't fight because here's the thing. I said that's going to come up again this season. By the way, foreshadowing style. I don't fight. <laughs> well, I don't either. Um, and and I'm glad you said it because it's not that E40 doesn't attack this style correctly. I just can't relate. I said I wouldn't date someone that made me feel so unsure. <laughs> okay, I know that's literal male, but like I can't get into this. I, I feel like this is probably like a cult classic. I could be totally wrong, but I've never it heard like one bring this song up before. Okay, this is like classic thug love type music. You know, I said this is a weaker. The sample questions. is uh, "Diamonds and Wood" by UGK. Is a is a classic. Oh, we reviewed that. Yeah, it's a classic. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's this is just a weaker twenty one questions to me. It's like. And I asked the, her to rob that bank with me. Would you do it? Would you do time like Martha Stewart? The singing, you know? not a fan of that either, really. You know, I just I don't I don't I don't relate to situations like this. It's not that they didn't uh here's a word that reminds me of school. It's not that they didn't convey things effectively. I just don't the situation isn't my kind of situation, you know? Okay. Um that's really all there is to it for me. Like, I'm sorry that they're having these issues at home. This this domestic uh, strife, but, you know, yeah, 
That's all I got. Okay. Uh, man, I swear to God, if your pussy wasn't the bomb, I'd have left your ass a long time ago, bitch. Bitch. It's like, okay. Where's Whoopi? Because <laughs> like, that's a that was just it's a it's a it's a it's a Whoopi song. It's it's sure. the song is sure. is Whoopi. I'm bringing in Whoopi. Okay. Okay. And with that said, we can move on to the final track if you're ready. I do. I am. Whatever. Track Get track twenty. Here. <laughs> got here. Track twenty. Happy to be here. Featuring DD artists. Produced by Bosco. Well, I am happy to be here. Seven plus. Uh, six plus for me. Oh, you know what did it for me, though? Because this was a song that I remember liking. Uh, and I have to think off. of... Yeah, I have to think about why this one fell off for me. I listened to it a bunch of times. Actually, like, isolated from the rest of the album. Like, what's going on here with this one? Why is I'll it tell not, you what's going on, man. Why is it it's not the, hitting for me anymore? And I'll tell you why. This has become a bit of a trope in itself. Bro, I literally wrote in here, the let's talk about something serious at the end of the album trope. Not just at the end of the album, at the end of the E-40 album. Which I don't right. know if it started with this album, but like Yay Area, went on to have a bunch of beats that were sort of influenced by it. There's way more E-40 outros like this where this came from. And he okay. would go on to put out more happy-to-be-here adjacent outros on his albums, oftentimes coming after a song that's completely ill-fitting for a song like Happy to Be Here to come after. So that's pretty much what I came down to. It's This style has, to me, been sort of over-exploited by E-40, at this point, and I think coming after She Say She Loved Me, my least favorite song on the album, and the six-minute Gimme Head, I'm just happy <laughs> to be here. Like, give us a skit, honestly, in between to break up the the nastiness of, like, the last two tracks, uh, two, three tracks. Just fucking Gimme Head, She Say She Loved Me, happy to be here? That's bad album sequencing, in my opinion. It's very abrupt. Okay. All right. I mean, I respect that. It's I mean, very abrupt. And even though I, I, I don't dislike the song, it's 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 a bit sentimental, you know, like in in like a saccharine sort of way. But musically, sure. I do like it. I just think that this has been like overdone now at this point by E40 and it's lost at one point. What may have felt like an outlier in his catalog became something that he went on to do a lot more times. Uh, look, even though I think it's a trope, it works for me. And I think this is an example of how multidimensional E40 can be. It's a good outro to me. And it, and this is why, even though it's a trope, to it's like a good outro, song but it's, it's just sequenced. The songs that are sequenced before it are, it's it's odd to go from them to this. I, I, it was I my same that. my same criticism when we way. did take care. I'm like, yo, how does this album not end on "Look What You've Done"? And immediately after "Look What You've Done," it's hell yeah, fucking right. Like it's just read the room. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're having an emotional moment, and the homie comes in. It's like, yo, you want to go out? And so you just got to switch vibes that quick. 
I don't know. Look, I'm happy to be here, all right? And I'm happy to be here because though it's a saccharine piano beat, it's got some movement, it's got some energy, and E-40 is an exceptional rapper. He's can tackle a subject like yes. this, so let's talk about... Well, that's that's where know. I'm at with the 6+, plus, though, is that, like, E-40, like, has substance. E-40... He's specific and colorful and detailed and flavorful. Yeah, it's not just, you know, stylistic musings over bangers and whatnot he can drop knowledge i mean like it's not something that he pulls out as often as he does the colorful code talk and whatnot but i wouldn't want him to you know it's best in smaller doses i'd say i mean personally i would take a whole album from e40 like this because i think he's good not everyone is good at making sentimental or hashtag important records right um this is just a testament to his greatness to me that he can make the records he makes outside of this and then turn around and make something like this you know and say you know no dental plan no medicare we pour like rain color folks think the castor oil cures everything pork chops and chicken we like our food fried hypertension uh, printable printable pills and hydrochloride you know like listen you know now I don't I don't I'm not hitting you with this, but listen, this is like if you're listening to this and you don't get it and you ain't black, you know? This is Or you ain't fat. <laughs> that is true. You know. Yeah, it's just uh Come on, man. I done seen yellow the same color as peanut brittle. I done seen hella people relapse. I done seen my homie grandparents go back to crack. You know, like how sick is that? Begging my loved ones to send me some pictures, pray for me over the phone and read me some scriptures. You know, like there's no there's no humor there. You know? Bro, he's talking about pregnant teens getting hit with, you know, stray bullets. It's very heavy. I mean, the, I know like, it sound foul and sound hecka rude. It ain't cool. But it go down like that sometimes when you funkin' and you putting down a move. You but know? that's like, like some real old school rapper shit, honestly, is to like make sure that you drop knowledge on your album before right. you go. Like, I'm not just gonna entertain you, I'm gonna give you something to think about too. And and I love it. And I love it. And I, I respect, respect it. it. I'm not mad at the rating. Um I've just this one's fallen out of favor for me. Okay. That's fair. I'm happy to be here. Mools is ready to go. I know how it is. So what do you say we rank this thing? Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you like 13 out of 20? I do for a 65% takeaway and 136. Uh, out of 200. Out of an available for 200 for a 68% average, giving me a 66.5% weighted rating. All right. Well, uh, I like 16 out of 20, 80% takeaway. 139 out of 200, 69% average, giving me just misses my personal record club with a 74.5%. Um, okay, so don't worry, 74. E40, spoiler style, you've got record club albums for me. So don't worry. You, your, your day will come. Uh, uh, he has record club albums for me too. I just I wanted to do this one first because, number one, it was my personal entry point into E40, and it's still to this day his most successful album. So let's right. do the biggest one first, then we can get to our personal favorites, you know? Well, yeah, that makes total sense. You know, this was like the mainstream breakout. So we did it first. And that's that's a 70.5% weighted, which is the same weighted rating as Young Jeezy, The Recession, and Masta Ace, 
a long hot summer. It has more tracks than Jeezy. It does not have as many tracks as Master Ace. So even though they all share the same rating, it will be the new number 29 album on the board. Um, below number 28, Master Ace, A Long Hot Summer, and the new number 30 album, Young Jeezy, The Recession. So oh, on go. a board of now 94 albums, E-40 is in the top 30. So he's in the upper third. Um for what I consider to I maybe call be, that the upper third percentile. Yeah, for what I consider this to be not a top five E forty album, by God, that's a pretty damn good way to start off here on rap rankings for E forty, the legend. Come on, man. You know. And Mules and Mel, we did the legend justice, I think. I hope so. I mean, there's plenty more E forty to come. This man's got mad albums. Jay yes. told us earlier, he's upset about it. But we gotta we gotta head to the slums. We gotta go to the D, man. Detroit, Michigan. Oh wow. Next Maybe. week is Slum Village. Fantastic. Volume two. The ballad is out now. The week after that is uh Mob Deep the Infamous. And then the week after that is Boogie Down Productions Criminal Minded. We got a lot of good stuff coming this season. A lot of classics on the way. Get ready for that fantastic volume two next week. Because it's Dilla time. <laughs> uh, we haven't been to the... I, I don't think I'll have to hit this drop based on the half of the album that I heard in the car today. The uh, I, don't, I don't think we'll need this, but... Uh... <laughs> that music from Detroit was happy and it believed in love and it was cheerful and it was musical and now yeah. you get this this music that is so sad and so angry well it's a bleak life and the music about it is often very bleak no no i think like when that. he said that music from detroit he was talking about slum village yeah he was saying that's that music from detroit that was happy and believed in yeah. love you know right we are though but we did the the music from the d eminem <laughs> yeah know? that's right we've done big shine eminem is that all the d that we've done see you next week folks <laughs> all right see you next week um i get over for a card uh i guess you could say he passed the class good night got it put this put this on the show put it at the very end of the episode the very very end of the episode like at the tail end but i got it all up in your ear rocking like bamboo like a bamboo hoop earring huh all up in your ear rocking like bamboo bamboo earrings bamboo hoop earrings never seen them you never seen them I guess you're not here to go, oh, you've never seen them? It makes sense. It's just classic.